0: angry I'm very angry Ralph you know you can ball my wife if she wants you to you can lounge around here on her sofa in her ex-husband's dead tech post modernistic bullshit house if you want to but you do not you do not get to watch my fucking television set all right that's right Carlo (laughs) we are back Steve
1: oh we're so
2: back it's great to be back harlow hell yeah none can dispute uh that we are deep in the summer this is Mm -hmm. it's there's a heat wave going on and um and the movies are kind of heating up too at the box office
0: huh yeah it's been uh it's been a wild weekend um everybody's been coming out for barbenheimer that's right That's right i i think we're
2: we're we're kind of getting the lay of the land we're kind of saving up i i I don't think we rushed out to see it is that correct? no
0: no, I yeah. I missed it this weekend. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely going to go see Barbie tomorrow. Oh, and excellent. Oppenheimer, you know, the, the crazy thing that's been going on with it, like all the 70 millimeter IMAX screenings mm-hmm. are like sold out. Right. You know, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just crazy. So yeah, the, I got to wait a week. Um, I managed to book it way in advance. But we got a banger today because we have a guest. And this what? guest is actually here live with <gasps> me sitting across from me right now. So, amazing do you wanna yeah let's uh th- this is one of the unique
2: guests that actually has their own intro so let's just let's just play it here we go let's go jacob 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 rivera love sports mma and boxing on his twitter he'll give you a shout out he's jacob rivera
0: there you go jacob welcome man welcome back this is your Oops. second time around. Yes, it's uh, yeah. great to be part of the show that I
3: love so much, and uh, I'm. I, it's nice to, you know, get to meet uh, Steve, I guess, in, in yeah. semi-person. But yeah. uh, you know, I've been a you know an admirer of the show. Of course, Carla, with your appearances, uh, you know, before and meeting you in, uh, in New York when I was there. But um, you know, I have to give a shout out to my boy Steve here, who I've been very impressed with. I, nice. I think you add. I think you add such a, a, a good mix to the show because, you know, you got Carlo, who's like this encyclopedia knowledge of like all these <laughs> movies from all genres and, you know, the things I've never even heard of before, you know, never explored. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I come probably more closer to your, you know, kind of like background and, and whatnot. Sure. And mm-hmm. um, so I'm just super impressed with your guys's chemistry and, uh, you know, super excited to be on the show.
0: Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. Well, we love having you, man. You're always welcome back so yeah and i mean this episode we basically fit it around you because we're we're Mm. gonna be talking about two of your favorite movies which we'll bring up in a little bit Mm -hmm. but before that we should get into some appetizers it's time for movie
2: food appetizers 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 it's movie food appetizers (laughs) Ah.
0: all right carlo yeah how do you want this to go yeah what you got So, yeah, we've been trying something new and we've kind of been reshaping our appetizers of late. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you noticed, Jacob, in our last episode, I had like specific questions for Kay. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing the same thing with you. I have specific questions for you as well. So instead of just asking you what have you been watching lately, like let's let's change it up. And Steve and I will like intersperse it with like stuff that we've been watching lately as well. So, okay. so, So let's start off with Jacob with the first question, which is, give us a deep cut boxing movie that you like deep cut boxing (laughs) movie yeah that isn't raging bull or rocky no (laughs) you know what you might have
3: me on this one because oh uh, man i have one okay i don't like the movie okay but it might be a little bit of a deeper cut because i think it's kind of a forgotten movie but um play it to the bone it was a ron shelton movie right so ron shelton of you know bull durham uh, White Man Can't Jump, Cobb, you know, he did a lot of sports-themed uh, yeah. you know, movies. He wrote Blue Chips, uh, which we did an yeah, episode Blue chips, Yeah, Blue um, Chips, and uh you know, he's he actually was a, um, a minor league uh, baseball player, oh, so that's why he had right. like a lot of that inside of like you know that's well, that's why I think Bull Durham is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's a boxing movie about the, these two guys, these two friends with the I think it's Woody Harrelson and Antonio <laughs> Banderas. Yeah. yeah, I've
0: never seen so, it, but it, I, I know the poster. The black. It's not very good. <laughs> okay, it's not very
3: good. I mean, but I, I'm a I'm a firm believer though, is that you know movies are subjective, so mm-hmm. I'm sure "Plates of the Bone" is somebody's favorite movie <laughs> out there that will oh, champion God. it. So you know watch it ju-
0: you know judge it for yourself you okay. know, i'm a big believer in that to the bone. Yeah. all right yeah. i thought you were going to mention something like fat city or something like well, that. Is that a deep cut though uh, I, I think feel it like is. That, yeah i, I feel mean. like
3: that has a resurgence and i'll be honest yeah, a little bit, it's but. not one of my favorite boxing oh, movies but okay. i know that's blasphemy but uh okay. but uh, again i'm real i'm gonna, i'm going to tell you when i you <laughs> no, know, when yeah, i don't no, like
0: that's something that's what we and, prefer yeah, yeah for sure
2: this is good cuz it's 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 99 so that that's a key year that we're, that, yeah. that we're gonna focus on maybe even later and i'm looking at it still it's got lucy a young lucy lou oh yeah okay that might Pretty be cool. worth it <laughs> yeah
0: does it um well, let me just ask you this as a follow-up does it play on like the whole juju with boxing a little bit like you know like not having sex before a fight like that kind of stuff I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I don't. I
3: I think there might be a little bit of that, but okay. it's mostly kind of like a, almost like a buddy comedy where. Oh, gotcha. They even like dr- they they take a road trip and they're dri- they're they each other's opponents, right? But <laughs> they right. drive together to Vegas <laughs> because they like they're kind of like, you know, they're friends, but okay. they're you know they're kind of enemies, and they're kind of pining after the same girl and gotcha. You know, it's got a little bit of that. I mean, there's some uh, I guess some some quality to okay. it, but. It's not a complete dud, but yeah. it's it's definitely it's not, not the kingpin of boxing. No, no oh, it's no, not. Yeah. Okay, right. Does that even exist? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it, ha- it needs to be made. Okay, go ahead. I have Steve. a question
2: for both of you guys. Is right. would you consider Digstown a deep Ooh, cut yes. boxing yes. movie? Yes, I've never seen
0: it. Yeah, is this
3: James Woods? James Woods oh, and okay. uh, Louis Gossett Jr. I think. All oh, right. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I haven't never seen it either. Oh, <gasps> oh okay. That Who directed Diggstown?
2: That, that might be a fun one
0: to cover. Michael yeah. Ritchie,
2: it says. Oh, <clears> Michael, <throat> Michael Ritchie. Ritchie. Yeah, he's dope.
0: Like, I mean, he was kind of one of these 70s filmmakers that like had like a hot hand and then just kind of faded away. You know, it was like, it was weird. He, like people just kind of considered him to be a washout. And I think that's one of the movies that it got to that point. But like, you know, he made like Downhill Racer, The Candidate. These are all like classics, you know. Um, so yeah, this that might be one f- that we could do for in a future season as
2: like a rewatch because I remember sure. I remember it being good, but uh, I mm. don't really remember it. So yeah, we'll have to revisit. Yeah, it.
0: I mean, just those two guys in the lead would be interesting enough to watch. I think. Yeah, cool. for sure.
2: Uh, do Do you remember um
3: the movie? I don't know if this is a boxing movie because I've never seen it, but Gladiator with um. Kubi Gooding Jr. and um No. It's around I think kinda in that time time
2: frame. Ninety two looks like Do you remember yeah. that?
0: Uh stuff? Oh, so this is pre Jerry Maguire Cuba. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> way pre way <laughs> pre. <laughs> okay. Oh shit. Cool. Okay. All right. That's well, another one. We yeah. got a couple of uh deep cut boxing movies there. I've never seen it though, but okay. I, mean, <laughs> I, th- I know it's a fighting movie, but I can't yeah. remember if it's it's, it's, it's well, boxing. It's also or...
2: from from '92. Both Digstown oh, and man. that one is from '92, so yeah, something in the air.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I'd be down to, to have Jacob back for a boxing episode because I mean, I want yeah. you guys to watch Tokyo Fists. So okay, okay. Just an a, an excuse for it, Tokyo Fists to watch it, Tokyo Fist. Done and so, done. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, for sure. Yeah, we're we're chalk it up um all right so steve what have you been watching lately that you want to bring up
2: yeah i want to bring up something uh and i think um i think this is one that you mentioned that jacob might also be hip to. i want to talk about these this new black mirror season have you guys been following
0: i'm like four out of five cool so far yeah Uh, that's like
2: not seen the new the new
3: ones yet. oh
2: okay okay then let's let's pivot if jacob hasn't seen it let's talk uh,
3: (laughs) believe me you can talk about it because I'm one okay. of those rare people oh. that even if I haven't seen something, I don't feel like it, it spoils anything. Like to me, the sign mm. of good, you know, entertainment, whether it's movies or whatever is that if I can rewatch it and still get satisfaction out of it, I don't care if I know the ending because a lot of my favorite movies I've seen a million times, right. I still get satisfaction out of it. So absolutely. Spoil away if you, if you yeah. guys awesome. want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> well,
2: cool. So, um, yeah. So Carlo, you know, We've talked about Black Mirror on this on this pod before. We're a fan. We like that. You know, they, they all the episodes feel like mini movies. You know, right. like s- some are forty minutes, some are eighty. And this season, there's something in the there's something about them that they don't feel very Black Mirror-y. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if you're picking up on that. That like it's missing some of the ingredients. I feel like. Yeah, because um, I mean,
0: we're you're spending most of the time trying to figure out what the the hook is like in terms of the technology or where in time worse it's set you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but a lot of them don't even those are just like kind of letdowns in a way you know Mm -hmm. um especially like yeah uh, one episode that you had quite a visceral reaction to i i you sent a video of uh lock henry <laughs> lock, and lock henry is the one that i saw that it, i think
2: i like the most actually too <laughs> oh my God, because because so... of how gnarly it was oh but, yeah man. but i like, wish it went further though your thought yeah
0: yeah no i i, I just wish that it, it, you know it's supposed to be about like a serial killer right in scotland mm-hmm. like yeah. i really wish that they you know when they discovered the tapes of all the killings that it was just more brutal and it, it just right. didn't go there. And, like, I feel like earlier seasons of Black Mirror, like, they go to those dark places. Uh, and I, I feel yeah. like, yeah, this season, it, it's just, it just feels like overall, like, Charlie Brooker is just cashing a check from mm-hmm. Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: I've heard well, that the Black Mirror, like, since Netflix kind of acquired them, they've kind yeah. of gotten away from the original, like, kind of right. the feelings mm-hmm. that people are having, like, how how it was, like, really great yeah and um, you know oh yeah that that these newer
0: ones are yeah kind of la lo- again to your to your point, lost something, yeah, because like the British versions, it was like three episodes per season, mm-hmm. you know, they were all like mostly solid other than um there was that one episode that I didn't like, it was like the Waldo effect or something like that of the mm-hmm. earlier seasons, um, but other than that, it was mostly like strong stuff, yeah. um, really yeah. yeah, but then yeah, when it moved to Netflix, like they added more episodes. And then it just like felt like it was getting gimmicky and it was like things were just spread too thin. And I I actually think this season is the worst season Mm -hmm. of them all because it's just like at least even the previous season, it had like the Striking Vipers episode, which is hilarious. Legendary episode. (laughs) That's an awesome episode. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but there's nothing like that in this season where it's like at least that memorable where you're Mm -hmm. like kind of... You can go back and at least laugh at it or something.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of odd. You know, so much of the show is, you know, there. it's it's a forward-looking, you know, hmm. premise. You know, we're right. looking into the future, you know, whether it's far or, or you know, within a, the next five years or so. But, but you know, they had a couple episodes that were, like, set, you know, in 1969, one set in 1979. Yes. So, it's just kind of like, it just doesn't feel like Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a bummer.
3: Yeah. It could uh, be a case of peaking too early, you know, because there's, there's some right. shows that, you know, like um, my perfect example would be True Detective, where right. the first season mm. to me was so awesome. Yeah. It's like, how do you follow that up? You know, the, the bar is set so high and kind of like with Black Mirror, like those early episodes are so awesome. Like, God. how do you follow yeah. that up?
2: Totally. Yeah. Except I will say there are those there are those those out there that really like season two of True Detective. I, I, I know some people who champion. Who are it. these psychopaths?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it is a pretty psychopathic season. You have like Colin Farrell like intimidating a kid. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or does he beat up the kid? In yeah, I think he. he yeah, he, he beats he, him beats up, up, right? He yeah, beats he beats up, up the bully kid. of oh, his kid, <laughs> and then um uh, I Rachel don't hate Mc- it, but I just
3: think it's. Mm it's i don't know it, it's missing right. something I, yeah. did, it's, I think it's really miscast first of all and i don't know i just it didn't it didn't grab me the way that mm-hmm. the first season did yeah. and and the the mystery behind yeah the savageness and the mystery behind it It like it it yeah. was just missing something yeah it was out. even
0: worse in the third season too because it was just like a nothing burger like <laughs> yeah. so thir- i haven't seen the third third season, season is really bad yeah because it's just like yeah, the, the mystery isn't even a mystery to begin with. And it's like juggling all these multiple timelines, like it, and it's so pointless. Ugh. But yeah, there's, there's some value in the second season. I mean, I, I I actually like that it's mostly set in Vernon, or they call it like Vinci. <laughs> <Yeah. stinchy>. <laughs> I used in, to work in yeah. Vernon. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, Vernon is a weird place. You it know, it is it's a weird like, place. <laughs> it's like southeast of downtown, yes. you know, it's like just before you reach like the satellite cities of LA. Mm-hmm. And I love that they featured it there and like, you know, Colin Farrell's house that's right next to the police station in that cul-de-sac is just like, mm. I love those little details. And then there was that one episode with the shootout it, with the bus. I like that sequence. And then it kind of gets eyes wide shut a little bit with one sequence. But, you know, overall, yeah, it's just like disjointed and all over the place. I think also, um, who's the director of the, the first season? He directed most of the episodes, um, Carrie... Joji Fukunaga. Like oh, okay. he left. So that lost a lot of yeah. the unity of the show. I think. Um, but yeah, going back to Black Mirror, that's really it. It's just like it feels like the show is like dead in the water and it's still like they they just yeah. need to put it to rest at this point. Like they I think he's lost all like original ideas at this point. Even though, you know, mm-hmm. people are talking about with the Joan is awful thing, is like now significant because of the actors strike, you know, and screen mm-hmm. because it, they are talking about that of like just basically turning them like into a likeness of an AI and then um you know doing their shows that way which is a funny kind of coincidence. Um yeah. The thing is though <laughs> if they keep on throwing them
3: money is just gonna keep on doing them. I mean right. <laughs> we had a little bit of a conversation before yeah. you know beforehand about, you know when people throw money at something, you know, it's kinda hard to yeah. turn down. Yep.
0: Yeah, it is, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, and I think that's what Charlie Brooker is doing, you know, he's just, uh, yeah. but yeah, like, I think actually, before Black Mirror, though, like, Charlie Brooker did some good shit, he used to do this thing where he would do, like, a, a year in review, um, and it would always cover, like, mostly, like, what was being covered in the media, and, like, things that happened in movies and TV shows, it's so good, like, to go back and watch them, and you can see how witty he was, you know, back then, so... You know, he's clearly a talented guy, but it's just like, he's yeah, he's sleepwalking through Mm -hmm. uh, what he's doing with Netflix, I feel, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I feel like as long as they keep cranking out seasons, I'm going to continue
2: watching, unfortunately, (laughs) just because of, like, the Striking Vipers effect. (laughs) Like, maybe there's going to be one... Yeah, maybe. One movie, one mini-movie in the collection that's, like, just going to be a group text legendary thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah.
0: Right. I think the only, like... Uh, silver lining I feel from this season though is uh, it, it's gonna be I think looked on as like part of the Josh Hartnett renaissance yeah yeah like even though I didn't like that episode like his performance in that episode was really good and you know he's an Oppenheimer right now like I'm glad yep. he's kind of you know getting back in there and you know people are realizing oh shit like he's actually a good actor you know <laughs> so Man. yeah like you know I, I definitely got,
2: got a little bump when, when um when I saw him like like up here um it's just yeah. it's exciting it's like oh my god here's this dude who was like a who was uh, sh- uh you know a star. huge star <laughs> yeah. at the time when we were all in high school going into right. college you know that era and he's back baby and so yeah. yeah it's just uh yeah it feels good
0: yeah I can't wait to see him in Oppenheimer mm-hmm Cool. Alright, okay, so I've got one. Um, this is a deep cut, talking about deep cuts. like I, I don't even remember how I discovered this movie, but it's a, it's a French film from 97 called La Femme Defendue. Or the English title is weird, it's like The Band Woman. And the reason why I like, um, the hook for me for this movie was really that it, the entire movie is done in first person point of view. <laughs> through this guy who's, like, he's 39 years old, which is around my age, and he falls in love with this girl who's, like, 22. And the crazy thing about it is it's all through his perspective, and he's also, like, kind of a shitty kind of dude, too. He does, like, manipulative things with her, and obviously because he's older, like, he can, like, pick fights with her and stuff, and it, it's really a remarkable movie. And the director actually plays the the guy. He's behind the camera, too. <laughs> And he's the voice of the guy who, who I think maybe we see him, like, in the mirror a couple of times. But most of the time, like, it's just all first person. Oh, and did he write a, it also? Uh, yeah, he co-wrote the okay. movie, uh, Philippe Harel, And then the the girl is played by Isabelle Car- uh, Carrier, I think is how you pronounce her last name. And she's, yeah, she's gorgeous. And her, her performance, like, the movie is really dependent on her performance because that's the beauty of it that you don't have the shot reverse shot where you can see his reaction so everything he's doing is based on what she's doing you know what her reactions are to him and what he's saying because you don't get to see him and you know as the audience member especially if i guess you're a guy you're you're definitely thrust in that position that he's in you know
3: is it done in real time or is it like um, like just excerpts of uh, it's their, excerpts yeah, their, yeah, uh, yeah interactions with each other yeah
0: yeah it's it because it, the i guess part of it is that he's already in a relationship so he's kind of having an affair with her so it's those brief moments that they meet up for the mm-hmm. affair yeah and it, how it plays out over time and yeah it sounds it, interesting yeah yeah it's a really good expect movie. no less from you <laughs> <Thanks>. yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah it's really good it beautiful. is a deep cut cause yeah I've never heard of this, really. yeah it's weird <laughs> i never Which, heard what of year it did you say
0: it was from in yeah, 97 so 97. 26 years ago yeah wow. um but yeah i think it, it's ripe for discovery um i don't hear anybody talking about this movie but like yeah i just when I found out that it was, like, first-person point of view, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I want to see this. So, And you just saw this recently? Yeah, I saw it recently, yeah. How, how did you hear about it? Or did you just, like, stumble upon it? I don't remember. It? Yeah, like, I, I don't remember if, like, uh, somebody mentioned it maybe on Twitter or, like, I saw a clip randomly. Because sometimes, you know, with the algorithm on YouTube, like, I'll see, like, mm-hmm. a clip from a movie I never heard of. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this seems intriguing. I want to see the whole thing. So I maybe it was that like, I don't know, but yeah. Is it streaming anywhere? Oh, uh, no, it's not. <laughs> so I had to find a, a way to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Quartation not available soon. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. I had to get a Academy screener, you know, with my connections. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes, of course. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get another question for Jacob here. Okay. So this one's pretty basic. What is your go to movie food? Go to movie food. Yeah. Go to the movie theater. What's the thing you got to have while you're watching a movie? You know what? I think my, when I was a kid, mm. it was
3: mostly like candy and soda. Yeah. That was like my, I, I would go oh, yeah. get like a, like a bag of Reese's pieces or mm. peanuts, which I don't <laughs> even, it, for the younger people, I don't know what that is. Yeah. But, um, and then I would always get like a large root beer. Like that was oh, like nice. my, my drink was the large root beer. I would say now um, probably nachos. I think nachos mm. is even though it's you know processed right. shitty cheese, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> there's the something about it. There's, yeah, it's, oh, uh, it's there's good. something about it, and it I love good. jalapenos. I love spicy food, yeah, right. so I just you know I put get a bunch of jalapenos and probably put like you know a couple jalapenos on each bite of uh, with the cheese, and I usually yeah. that's that's my that's my go-to.
0: Yeah, I actually learned a recent hack with the nacho cheese is that if you get like the the curly fries from amc and like just the nacho cheese cup which they charge for by the way it's so annoying it's like two bucks yes for for a cup of nacho cheese but it's warmed up so if you dip the the curly fries in it it's like the nacho fries from taco bell it's so good (sighs) yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you know and, um, yeah you can get that, I'm gonna year try that. <laughs> yeah try it man next time you go see movie. is that the amc right yeah amc order curly fries and then a nacho curly cup pizza. with it and oh. sometimes they just put the cup inside the box too so it's like oh yeah you, know, you can just dip that it sounds in. delicious yeah perfect I like that mashup that's good. yeah yeah it's a good hack all right so um yeah what else have you seen lately steve uh well before i get into something
2: i've seen lately i Ooh. got a new segment Ooh. I want to debut right here with Let's our go. good friend, the great Jacob, the Almighty Jacob. This is awesome. It's movie food news. Yesterday's stories, today. It's the movie food news. All right. And so All I right. kind of, you know, I kind of thought, you know, because we ha- we we sort of, you know, have our ear and our eyes open to kind of what's going on in society. You know, you know, th- you know, sometimes movie news comes across the timeline on our socials and, you know, with the algos. And um, I thought this would be a way that we could kind of bring up kind of news stories that are relevant to the pod. Oh, wow. And so I, I got two stories. I just want to, one, just just real quick, just a little update. On the last step, we talked with Kay and you mentioned Sky Spaces. Yes. James Terrell has these, his artists has set up these, these I guess you would call them installations. Yeah. The, kind of all over the world that you can walk into and they're kind of open to the sky. And so you can kind of sit in it. And then I guess at sunset, there's kind of some unique color changes, kind of a light show that kind of corresponds to the setting sun. And it's like a really fun, immersive art installation. Uh, I got to visit one, uh, I was I was in Austin nice. a couple weeks ago. And uh, unfortunately I, I wasn't able to go at sunset uh, but uh, it was nice. I, I got to, ha- had a nice little 30 minutes in there solo. I got to read a little bit of a book and just kind of get that good kind of Carlo vibes. It's nice. um, <laughs> it's in the, uh, the university of Texas, Austin uh, campus. Oh, nice. so, but, but, it, but you know, it's like, it's really cool. Like once you're in it, you like, you're just, it's like everything goes away. It's nice and quiet. You're, you're right. you be, You become unaware that you're in a, Major metropolitan hub and or on a university campus and it's just really cool. So yeah, really recommend anyone to if, if there's a sky space around to try to find it because they're pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you checked it out, Steve. And I'm curious though, how long did you just like look up and stare into the sky? I'm curious. Did you like? I probably did it for about
2: for about a minute, maybe. Mm. Th- three or four different times. Wow.
0: Okay. You know. Any and then, anything fly by like birds or anything did you?
2: It was kind of a cloudy day, but uh, yeah, I think I did I did catch one bird. Yeah, it's always um, beautiful when that happens. But yeah, it's just, you know, it's really fun just to kind of hear how the sounds change mm. and to see, you know, the way the, the way the clouds shift and yeah. Right. It was a it was very memorable and cool. Sweet. It sounds yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, there's one in Pomona. Uh, Jacob yeah oh, really? yeah yeah it's worth driving out there actually is it Pomona it's Pomona College it's actually in Claremont okay yeah yeah it's, it's amazing yeah uh, I think that's cool. the closest local one to us um yeah. yeah all right yeah so if it's open at sunset I bet I uh, bet it's yeah definitely it's actually open it. sunrise and sunset like well, it's just open yeah you can just walk in anytime right. yeah it's amazing it's also on a the campus then huh? yeah yeah it's in Pomona College yeah. which was where oh, cool. James Terrell went so okay. yeah, he built it for them. So, all right. Sweet. All right. All right. So
2: my my second piece of news about a mo- it's, it happened about a month ago now, but it was a uh, something that came across my timeline, and I wanted to bring it up here because it it encompasses three separate movie food discussed items. Ooh. So okay. it's a, it's, a, it's a news story that involves John Wick Four, which we've covered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it involves the Adam Friedland show, which I think we <laughs> brought here, up in yep. an appetizer, and. The summer of anger, something that I'm—I've dubbed for this summer, <laughs> summer 2023. It's hot. People are angry out there. Yeah. <laughs> and the the news story, I think Carlo, you might be aware of. I'm not sure if if our, our dear friend Jacob is. Do you guys are, are you guys aware of Rena Sawayama?
0: Of course. Yeah, she's in John Wick Four. That's right. She. Yeah. Uh, yeah what was her character? Like, I don't. I don't I, um, I don't she was say, definitely the say, daughter I... of um the the owner of the the osaka continental she's a british japanese uh, pop star <laughs>
2: yeah akira yeah yeah akira okay that's her name yeah okay. so i uh, you know i was a little bit ignorant to her as a pop star I, I thought she was really cool in the movie but yeah she plays big concerts and yeah. i guess at a recent concert a month ago she called out maddie healy who um, <laughs> this is getting deep Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Who we discussed. He had a a, kind of a blow up on the Adam Friedland show podcast in February where his comments got him in, got the the show and him in some hot water. And so I wanted to play this clip because you could really hear how angry she is. So so this is her on stage calling out uh, Maddie Healy. Here we go.
0: This goes out to a white man that watches ghetto gathers <laughs> yeah. and mocks Asian people on a
2: podcast. Yeah. He also owns my masters. I have now. Damn. That's so crazy. You, re- you can really feel how angry she is. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he owns her masters. Like,
0: Yeah, that's a, a weird know. kind of thing. I guess maybe she... She signed with him, and like, I or he produced her early albums, yeah. and yeah, that's yeah, why she I, owns I, it. I, yeah. yeah,
2: I like. I'm I'm not interested enough to really dig into it. I just <laughs> want to just the highlight, yeah. the anger. I support the anger. I support Rena Sawayama. Yeah, and I support our guys, the Adam Friedland show. Get getting some <laughs> like pub on the back end here. Yeah, but in, not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> not in a good yeah. way. Hey, all publicity is um, good. Yeah,
3: exactly. I suppose. Um, was she about to but, sing "Blind"
2: from? Yeah, Korn? That's it, what said, was it, it sounded exactly that, like it the, was that da, riff. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. I think she does a cover, or she she has her own song. But to that, yeah, it was totally to that blind. song. Yeah, or, I was going to ask music. if you guys
0: recognize that riff. Yeah, yeah. that's the <laughs> yeah. first thing I thought of. was yeah, like, I was like, that's totally. Like, she's gonna like say, oh,
1: "Are you, you, ready? you ready? Just <laughs> <sucked."> <laughs> oh man." Oh. So,
2: so uh, so I'm not saying that here on movie food that, um, that somehow we conjured this. Like, I don't think we have that kind of like <laughs> <No>. power, <laughs> but I do wonder Carlo, mm-hmm. you know, um, are we just, are we kind of on top of it more than we think? And are we going to see more of these kinds of news kind of crossover things kind of pop up? <laughs>
0: so i guess for my um next appetizer i'm gonna do a quick bundle of just like recent releases that i've seen and i really enjoyed so um uh and they all happen to kind of be like action related or action adjacent so uh number one i want to highlight is um the roundup no way out which is the third movie in the roundup series It's a it's a Korean movie series that uh, relates to this guy named Detective Ma, who's this huge guy, but he's actually also very athletic and he has, like, the power to, like, knock you out with a slap. (laughs) It's just really incredible how, like, it uses his physicality in the movies and each movie keeps getting better and better because I think the first movie was, like, um, based on a true story. So they were kind of beholden to that. But then, like, yeah, the second movie gets a little more absurd. Like, he goes to Vietnam. And, like, you know, it's, like, Detective Ma on this mission in another country. And then the third one, we're back in Korea. But, like, yeah, it's really leaning into the absurdity of the action. There's, like, a lot more action in, in the third one. And, cool. yeah, it was just so enjoyable, you know. So Love it. Yeah, it's definitely one of my highlights of the year. Um, another one is um, Across the Spider-Verse, the new um, Spider-Man movie um uh not much really to say i mean the animation is incredible but like the one thing i will just say is that it ends on a cliffhanger <laughs> it's just kind of a spoiler but um it is annoying the way it ends because it has a natural end point in the movie and then it keeps going and i was just like they should have just ended it at a certain point and then it kept on going and then it's like it's already starting a new story thread wow. and then it just like says you know to be continued see you mm. in beyond the spider verse but yeah th- and there's all these things about like how the animation uh team was like overworked during the time that they made this i mean even though the results are incredible but it's just like kind of sucks that in order to achieve that they had to like really overwork uh the animation team that made it so hopefully the next time they they when they work on beyond the spider verse spider
3: spider sweatshop them or what
0: yeah it was like the you know like you hear these about video games a lot the the crunch you know where they're really like rushing them for like deadlines and i mean this movie was already delayed because it was supposed to come out um christmas of last year um, and they pushed it back, and I thought, and they didn't even say that it was like Across the Spider Verse Part One. That's what they were saying in the original, but then they didn't say that, so I kind of felt tricked by it. Um, but a movie that doesn't like uh, hide that it's the first part of two parts is um, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, which man, I really enjoyed this. Um, awesome. I'm so happy to hear you say that. Yeah, dude, it's so good. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I. I have to like rewatch a lot of the Mission Impossibles, but like, I think it's up there, you know, I think it's definitely like probably in top, top three,
3: you know, the Mission Impossible movies have been, have done the the trick of like, you know, I like the first Mission Impossible, but it seems like they, they keep on getting like a little bit better. And usually Mm. with series, you know, like, um, you know, the, you know, the sequel isn't as good Mm, and it just kind of, you know, loses a little bit, even when you change up directors or, you know, things like this. But they seem to be like, you know, killing it cuz I loved Fallout and yeah. like, you know, Rogue Nation and Ghost Protocol. I mean, I I've liked pretty much all of them. I think yeah. the weakest one for me is then the second one yeah, and that's the one with the best action director <laughs> yeah, <laughs> John Wu. John but I actually <laughs> am rewatching that one right yeah now. I, haven't, I haven't finished it but because uh, I have all of them on on, on the oh, disc so nice but um, I was you know I hadn't watched it since it's been in the I think right. in the theater so I was like yeah let me get it give it another look yeah since it's like Mission impossible time right now
0: right um, yeah I think yeah that's my blind spot and also the third one I haven't seen the third one but I've seen everything else yeah um, uh it's funny too because somebody made like i don't know if you guys heard of this there's a silent version of mission impossible 2 <laughs> with like oh. all the dialogue cut out it's incredible
3: Wait, of the of mission impossible 2 just no dialogue yeah no dialogue but still the same yeah
0: it still plays out the same way but without the dialogue um yeah it, it's very timely because you know john Woo's next movie is actually gonna be like a silent movie like oh, I with no that. dialogue yeah with uh, joel kinnaman and that's the only detail that they have about it. There's no plot or <laughs> anything that they've released. But uh, I'm excited for it. So I'm glad somebody did that, a silent version of Mission Impossible What was too. the last
3: thing that John Woo did?
0: Uh, I think he made, like, uh, the Red Cliff movies. Like, there were a couple of them. Red Cliff, yeah, yeah, they're, like, these big, epic, like, Chinese films. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he, he's kind of out of Hollywood at this point. But uh, maybe this Joel Kinnaman one is, like, him coming back. So, um. Yeah, he
3: made a couple ones that I didn't, I didn't really like gel with. Like, I think did he make Wind Talkers? He did, with uh, yeah. with Nicholas Cage, I was like, <laughs> yeah.
0: eh, I don't know about this. Yeah, he's one yeah, of man. the few directors who's worked with Nicholas Cage more than once. <laughs> Isn't that funny? What was, what was this? Oh, uh, Face Off. Yeah, Face Off oh, was wait. the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah Face Off was. <laughs> but yeah, not many. That, people... That's awesome, though. Yeah, that know. that's awesome for sure. Yeah, it's um, like ridiculous, but it's awesome still. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning, and it's like it's half a story but it's a full movie yeah it's like you leave the movie and you feel satisfied that it's like you know even if you don't see the second one it's like man I, i i got a full experience out of of this and yeah it's just really a shame the timing of it that it was released a week before barbie and oppenheimer because like i think it deserved to be seen like longer in like um premium formats yeah you know um like you know it looked great in imax so it's just like it's a shame that you know he lost the battle like i think tom cruise was like trying to negotiate with like the barbie and oppenheimer people to ask if he can split the time with them but he didn't but yeah it was it was great it was just really amazing stuff like it was just um uh the stunts were incredible like i mean the the Rome sequence in it. Like, there's a car chase. You've seen it in the trailers where he's Mm -hmm. driving, like, a Fiat, a yellow Fiat. It's so good. And, um, yeah, some people might not... uh, Well, nobody listens to our show anyway, but... (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well girls don't listen to this show well, <laughs> yeah hit us back if if you do but um uh <laughs> please <laughs> yeah i'm uh, uh i'm kind of in love with Haley atwell oh uh, yeah i don't know if you guys knock are from yes she yeah, is, she is right and she's like i didn't know she was british Oh, you she, didn't? No, I thought she was American yeah. because of Captain America. <laughs> no, no, I knew she was. Uh,
3: yeah, she had actually been in some other movies before Captain America, that like, mm. kind of like some
0: bit parts. But
3: yeah, she's yeah, gorgeous. and
0: yeah, and this is like a star-making turn for her. And like That's um, what I've heard, I've heard. Yeah, this. and like um, yeah, she and Tom Cruise just have like this great chemistry. Like the there's this whole scene where uh, where we first meet her and they have this encounter in the airport. And like they're they're playing like with sleight of hand a little bit, and it's just so good. Like yeah, so yeah, I
3: heard that Tom Cruise actually. Um uh, fought to like get her name on the on the posters. Oh, that's like awesome! That. Uh, yeah, well so I know I know I know Bill, our friend Bill, hates mm. Tom Cruise. You know he's got a hate <laughs> hatred does? for Tom. You didn't know <laughs> this? No. <laughs> no, no. Oh, this is legendary. <laughs> oh, you shit. have to talk to him about it. I don't want to. I don't want to put words. Yes, Bill Screw. Okay, next our, time our we have a back, Bill we gotta ask him about this. I don't want to put words in his mouth, okay. but I, I he has uh, this rage for Tom Cruise. And jeez, and I, I was just like, you know, <laughs> I get it. You know, the guy has a crazy personal life and the Scientology thing and stuff like that. but all the stories I hear about. Him, like the people that work with him and stuff, they say he's like super cool and like he, you know, he he's very generous. And, you know, so I don't know. I mean, I guess you can poke into anybody's life and there's going to be skeletons there, as we found out from the whole Me Too movement, you know, right? There's, you know, people that, you know, do, you know, scummy things and, you know, stuff. And, you know, just because you don't know about it doesn't make them, you know, on a pedestal. Yeah, right. I don't know. I'm a fan of Tom Cruise. I think, you know, he's, it's amazing what he's doing, you know, at his age. And, You know, the fact that he, you know, he could take the easy way out, but he's like one of the last movie stars. I think that it's still around.
0: Yeah, and he's doing all these stunts himself. It's crazy. I I actually watched a Tom Cruise movie today. I just realized that. I guess I'll just add this as a tail end to this. Um, I watched Jack Reacher today. I love that movie. I love it, too. Like, I enjoyed it so much. (laughs) Like, the car chase was incredible, and he did all his uh, stunt driving for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was the first time he worked with Christopher McQuarrie as a director. Yes. But they had, like, worked together on Valkyrie because he was a yes, screenwriter right, right. for it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it was such an enjoyable movie. And I didn't even know, like, I, I was wondering because it has a sequel. I was like... Is this the one with Werner Herzog as the villain? Because he's yes. not credited at the beginning, right? But he is, and it was just like that added Werner being
3: Werner, man. It, yeah. yeah,
0: and then like I think, um, what's her name? Rosamund Pike. M- Rosamund like, Pike. Yeah, yeah, just never looked better. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. that's where I first discovered You're, her, right. and I was like, who is this? You know, yeah. this is before Gone Girl. I was like, who is yeah. this? Lady? it was Gone Girl for me. Well, no, I forgot that she was in. Um, uh, what was that Edgar Wright movie uh, where they get drunk? Um, oh, uh, The World's Lizanne. End? Yeah, yeah, she's in that too. I don't she, remember her in that. She's actually the main girl. She's like I don't uh, remember. I, I saw that movie like once, but yeah, yeah. I liked so it. It's so enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. But yeah, I just remember Jack Reacher because uh, Tom Cruise does the stunts
3: there. Yeah, There's a thing with the Jack Reacher too because I think a lot of the reason people give that movie shit is because I guess in the books – Jack yeah. Reacher's like this tall, like yeah. you know, imposing figure. Yeah. And so Tom Cruise has another movie where he was cast, and that a lot he got a lot of shit from the author, which was uh, <laughs> interview for with the vampire. Right. When uh, Anne Rice, when he when Anne Rice was told that he was going to play Lestat, she's like, "What?
1: Like that, <laughs> that's You
3: what know?" I and then, but I think he killed it. Yeah. In that. He and totally then she did. actually t- kind of turned her, you know, turned her tune around. Nice. And said like, you know, he, you know, he, he was good in it.
0: Yeah. It is funny because like yeah, they 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 kind of corrected that with um. With the show reacher yeah, on amazon true, yeah. with alan mm-hmm. richton because he looks more like oh, what yeah. lee child described as but I, th- I think he still pulls it off and like i i like that there's enough like quirks in that movie that you know there's all these little deals aside from Werner herzog being <laughs> i mean it's such a great pittsburgh movie too like we had mentioned um uh sudden death before and i think like they go back to the house right that's yeah. the same house and then there's that really funny fight in the bathroom It's like one of the funniest like fights I've ever seen in a movie, but it's also like full blooded and like people get hit (laughs) like it's just crazy. Um, Have you seen the movie, Steve? No, no, you got you got to get on it, Steve. Jack Reacher man is like I own it, I own the movie. (laughs) I like it, I like it that much. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be looking for the Blu-ray of this too, because it's so enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, and I love love movies that are just not set in L.A. You know, it's just like (laughs) because there's too many movies that are L.A., New York. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, let's do some Pittsburgh movies, man. Let's, you (laughs) know, some Pittsburgh. Yeah, there needs to be more. Like, I think they're now building like that legacy of action with. Where's my Boise, Idaho movies? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Where's my uh, Milwaukee, (laughs) (laughs) Milwaukee? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, all right. So, yeah, um, yeah. That was like a little bundle for me. Um, Let's ask Jacob another uh, question. Uh, This one's actually just another short question. Uh, Where do you like to sit in the movie theater? Hmm. This has changed for me also. Oh, okay. Okay. I used to like to sit, like, probably
3: like most people, in the middle, like, front, you know, middle center. Gotcha. But, you know, I have a kind of a love-hate relationship with the movie theater (laughs) in the most recent years. (laughs) Because I will go to a movie theater, you know, when I was going to the movie theaters, you know, actually quite often uh, when I was, uh, uh, you know, a few years back, you know, before the pandemic. And it never felt that there would be somebody uh you know that would come into the movie theater not pay attention to it was Mm -hmm. distracting and everything and i could see them you know and it's like distracting me taking me out of the movie so then i i decided to try the very first row or the first couple rows man and actually some of the theaters that i was going to the screen it wasn't like back in the day when it when i used to sit in the front row like i think i sat in the front row for terminator 2 when it was in in the movie theater (laughs) just because i wanted to see it on opening night And that was like the only tickets left. So we sat in the front row. Back then, the screens seemed to be a lot closer to the front uh, Mm. seats. But now in some of these uh, uh, newer Mm. theaters, they've kind of actually like – got it away from there so i don't oh, really have good. to crank my neck and then mm. of course the seats like the recliner seats they're like right a little bit more like you can kind of do it so mm-hmm. i found that that that's been my kind of go-to spot wow. now because now i don't get distracted Whoa. from these assholes who <laughs> who decide that the movie theater is a coffee shop and they're gonna have a conversation or i've, right. I've even been with person like pick up the phone and actually start having a conversation Jeez, and I have to man. tell them like like what the fuck are you <laughs> doing like get, you want to go <laughs> talk on the phone Then right. go over there you know yeah, it's it's just yeah. ridiculous. I, yeah, I wish yeah, yeah. I could. I mean, I don't. I don't think I'm a bad person, but I. No, I, I would have no problem murdering. These people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jack I mean,
0: Reacher. Though, yeah, yeah. Jack Reacher. I mean, yeah. It, it's getting to this. Uh, it's kind of like a, a running motif, almost on on movie food now, where I I tell these stories of my nightmare movie, like oh, yeah. uh, viewings. Actually, yeah. During um, Mission Impossible, that happened uh, in Dead Reckoning. So there was a guy who again booked the seat next to me i knew that he booked it like you know much later because i you know when i booked it the row was empty and it was empty on like one side but to the left of me like yeah he decided okay i'm gonna book it and he was with like a girl or something so all throughout the trailers he was on his phone and i was like okay is this gonna be a thing like am i gonna have to talk to this guy but then you know, he was even, like, still on his phone when Nicole Kidman went on, you know, AMC kind <laughs> of thing. Um, but then, yeah, when the, the movie started, you know, they dimmed the lights, he put his phone away. So I was like, okay, good. All right, I don't have to talk to this guy. And then, um, like, maybe halfway through the movie, um, the girl that he's with, like, gets up to, like, go to the bathroom. And then for some reason, he thinks, like, that's the excuse now. Oh, let me just get on my phone. And then I just had to tell him, I was like, hey, man, can you just put your phone away? You know, it's like, yeah. but he, he put it away, you know, and I, I thanked him, you know, but like if it, if it, it was well, going to him... have to
3: thank him. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, I thanked him in, in the
0: sense of like, kind of, you know, just uh, in, in the sense of like being polite and cordial. But yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, I, I didn't like that he had his phone out, you know, even though he had like the screen dimmed and everything. It's just like, dude, like, why, you know, it's like, why are you taking your phone out? You know, um, but yeah, it's just happening now. And I mean, you know, there's certain things that AMC has been doing, like, you know, certain AMC theaters now actually have like these barriers in between rows. So you can not actually see the people in front of you, which is better, I mm-hmm. think now. Um, but yeah, like you'll get people who sit next to you or, you know, on your row checking their phone or or having a conversation. It's just like, yeah, it's just ridiculous how it's it's gotten, you know.
3: Have you heard of the Scrambler thing? No, what is heard of this? So I th- I th- I'm pretty sure it's illegal. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but basically if it's in a certain vicinity, it's like a, a machine, it basically makes all phones like inoperable. <laughs> I think yeah. the movie theaters should have that. Oh, yeah. For like, oh. Sure. Either they yeah. should have it literally like mm-hmm. in a the theater and just like maybe have a radius of like, you know, whatever the size of the theater is, and then that no, way if, even if you try to use your phone, it won't work. It yeah. won't connect It won't do anything. Can't get a text, yeah. can't get a call. And maybe that would deter people. Right. You know, like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I guess Alamo Draft House. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're average, very strict. They're, they're they're pretty strict. Yeah.
0: It's like you get one warning and then that's it. Like and I get- went
3: to a Chris Rock show one time mm-hmm. and they actually made us put our phones in these little pouches. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then they, they lock them. Too. Yeah. And then you can't. If you want to use it, you have to leave the show, mm-hmm. and then like go to this certain space, and then we'll unlock it. Wow! So I, I know that's extreme, but that, yeah, this is the world we live in, right? In. Exactly, the black War- mirror world <laughs> yeah, that we live exactly.
0: in. Exactly, and it's like mm. there, there's all these excuses of oh, oh, what if it's an important text or what if it's an important phone call? Then don't be at a movie. Like yeah. you know, you should. If you're expecting something, don't be at a movie. Or like, yeah, it's like. If you want to have a conversation with someone you know sometimes something happens on screen and you want to kind of point it out or something but like save it for after the movie because you have to be considerate of everybody else who's there it's not just you you know it's like i have a whole
3: episode i'm yeah. sure you do too of, of yeah. all these experiences i've had of oh, crazy yeah. shit that has happened to oh me absolutely in movie theaters oh yeah yeah
0: i mean yeah the the that oh uh, I, I don't remember what episode we talked about megan but yeah that's still like one of my worst movie experiences <laughs> yeah. of all time yeah all right. Well, moving on. Uh, what have you got next, Steve? All right. Next, I just got a quick uh, leftover. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's
2: time for movie, movie. food leftovers. <laughs> um, bringing it back to TV. We've been talking a lot of TV mm. on this s- season. but uh, Yeah. Um, so we've been talking about beef. Shout out to beef. Nice. We'd be loving it. Wacky koreans in la doing their thing uh, the one thing i noticed that i forgot to bring up on whenever we talked about it last was um so a couple of comedians are on this are in the cast one's andrew santino yes he plays one of isaac's guys isaac is played by of course david cho um and there's another character who's named bobby hmm. and so it's obvious it's like that should be bobby Bobby lee, lee. yeah exactly yeah so <laughs> So just like yeah like do you know why Bobby Lee's not in it like is it just what is it just a simple scheduling thing or is there some something kind of nefarious going on like cuz it seems um, like that like that should be Santino and Bobby Lee right? right Yeah Yeah it's obviously him
0: Uh I think it it's more to do with um uh, like the timing of it that uh you know the, there's all these things that are now coming out after he broke up with Kalila that he gave up a lot of like casting opportunities because of her because she uh, advised yeah. him not to do certain things and like you know he's basically lost a lot of his roles to like Ken Jeong and mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean he should have been in Crazy Rich Asians you know it's yeah. like <laughs> uh, there's all these roles where you think Bobby Lee would have been better for it so I think that was still part of it because I think they filmed it last year and I think that was around the time that he and Col- mm-hmm. did they break up this year or last year I don't I, I don't really keep up but I know they broke yeah. up so yeah I, I feel think like he, it was this year so yeah yeah so I think he's 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 going to be taking more of these opportunities now, you know. um, If they're still there. Yeah, if they're still there. Yeah, exactly. So So she did it out of jealousy because she didn't want him to like. Yeah, there's just something weird with her. Like there's so many videos on YouTube about her like just being a liar and like all these just (laughs) fucked up shit that she's done. Like she's like slept with her stepbrother and and shit. Yeah, yeah. There's all these crazy. She's like
2: deep backwoods Filipino. Right.
0: And the stepbrother like killed himself you know it's just crazy shit yeah. like that because of her though i, I don't know. know i mean that might have no, fucked I him think, up yeah <laughs> it's like jesus
2: yeah there's mental health stuff i think in. yeah that of family. course yeah no, but it no was doubt. yeah,
0: yeah the, the whole backwoods thing like you know bobby lee would talk about it all the time of just like how they would just her whole family would just come over and stay at his house <laughs> it's just, yeah it's just yeah it's just crazy Is She like wealthy no she's like just a been, hanger on her yeah yeah and she's kind yeah. of like been around <laughs> well this <laughs> is what these videos have been talking about you know she's just kind of been like the social climber you know she and you know bobby yeah. lee was like her biggest get in a way you know so but yeah they still have their show right yeah they're still doing it which is so bizarre that they're still doing tiger belly together in the same house and i think she still lives there like they, yeah. even though they're broken up. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, 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 it's it's bizarre, man. Different strokes for yeah. different folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
2: uh, I, I will just say, yeah, just like real quick, the last movie or one last movies that I did see with the fan, which was fun, was we 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 got out and we saw Howl's Moving Castle. It was playing oh, nice. at a theater nearby. And it's just it's just so fun to go back and revisit like all those classics like through their eyes and it was really enjoyable. Sweet. It was it was in Japanese and dubbed and my youngest she couldn't read the subtitles but she also still enjoyed it you know yeah because I think she she knows the story well enough like I've actually read read them the book oh cool so um so yeah it was super enjoyable yeah, you know just just a classic. We're simpatico again, Steve.
3: I just showed that movie to my oh. two daughters. Oh wow. For the first time like <laughs> I want to say like less than a week ago.
0: That's wild, man. Beautiful.
2: <laughs> That's awesome, Jacob.
0: Oh. Yeah, they wow. they
3: loved it. They they you know, I actually what did we just watch? We watched uh Ponyo uh recently because HBO has the um yeah, know, the, 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 the Studio, studio Ghibli. Yeah. Um and uh, would, I think we watched uh, the first one we watched was Spirited Away which is one of my favorites oh, yes. oh yeah.
0: nice yeah I love that too they, yeah. they love them all though. Mm-hmm. They, they,
3: they, they, I'm waiting to you know probably next week and we'll watch
0: another one
1: <laughs> oh nice yeah. yeah
0: yeah cool that's dope all right uh, with me actually this is kind of movie news but it's old news <laughs> it was like let it uh, yeah it... <laughs> yesterday's stories today <laughs> it's the
2: movie food the movie news, news.
0: Carlo, what you got? Carla? Yeah, I, I've always felt like we're, we're out of place and out of time. So it's like <laughs> we're always like, um, you know, in in, a, in our own time period. So that's right. Uh, this was mm. like a controversy on Twitter, uh, like maybe a couple of months ago, but uh, I, I had to rewatch it. Um, so I rewatched um, The Last Days of Disco. Have you guys seen it? Wilt Stillman, right? Yeah, Wilt St- with yeah. Stillman. Yeah. Yeah, and um so it it was actually the movie that was covered by uh, a podcast that I, I enjoy called The Rewatchables. And people mm. freaked out. They were like, "Why are you covering this movie? Like it's it's like a shitty movie from the 90s, like, you know." And yeah, all these They people, said it was a shitty movie. Yeah, like it I like really, that movie. Yeah, it really revealed like the film bro like audience oh, that they had okay. and just like how uncultured they are that they just want like some action movie or fucking Tarantino or (laughs) you know some shit like that so yeah Mm -hmm. so I I rewatched it and yeah it's even better than the first time I saw it you know like it's it's brilliant like I think with Stillman just like he writes dialogue so well like it's just like so intelligent and I mean you know it's set in the 80s but it feels like a 90s movie you know and you know Kate Beckinsale breakthrough role for her like Mm -hmm. she's great in it um you know, and it, it's actually celebrating its 25th anniversary this that's year. Wild. Yeah, right. So yeah, I just rewatched that. You know, and yeah, it, like uh, all these fans of the rewatchables are idiots. Like the the ones who like uh, rallied against it. And, like you know, why sure. are you covering this movie? You know, basic bitches. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like they were comparing it to like a Proof of Life because I guess that's the other like controversial pick that <laughs> Bill Simmons made like, that he enjoys Proof of Life. You know. proof of life is that the, that's the uh, russell, russell crowe, crowe Meg, Meg ryan, ryan movie, one, where they yeah. like had the yeah it's uh, like a hostage movie i've never seen it but that was the
3: one that like kind of broke oh, up right. the marriage right didn't she have a she had like a
0: with dennis quaid yeah i think oh, a, shit. i mean
3: he, he he's no saint believe mm, me yeah I mean, right he, he was a mm. kind of an asshole and coked out and everything too but i think <laughs> she had a, a kind of thing with russell crowe during Ooh. the making of that movie Damn. and then it all kind
0: of came out and Oh shit, I, she got I painted, didn't know
3: that I think so, I'm pretty sure that mm. she got painted as kind of like a bad bad, bad
0: guy It's always the women, right? It was like the same thing with uh, What's know. Her Face um, Kristen uh, Twilight, what's her name? Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Like she definitely got the brunt of that <laughs> with, Um yeah that's crazy um yes, yeah but yeah last did you season. like a uh, love and i think it's love and
3: friendship the other uh will with uh, i Kate haven't Bacon's seen off? it i haven't seen you gotta it see yeah. that. i think that's on amazon maybe, yeah yeah shooting. it's a, that's it, really good too Also, yeah
0: that was like one of the early amazon studio movies and yeah i i, I definitely have also a lot of Wilt gaps stillman, yeah. yeah i got a lot of gaps with with stillman um uh yeah i actually haven't even seen barcelona or yeah. um uh, That's good. What also. was the one she, he did with Greta Gerwig, Damsels in Distress? Yeah, Damsels or, in yeah, Distress. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Either.
3: That one wasn't as good. Oh, okay. That's probably his. The I think the his weaker weakest. of yep. the, you know, talking about Barcelona, Last yeah. Days of Disco, Love and Friendship. So. but
0: yeah, I really think like Wit Stillman is like to me what most people, to most like film fans, Noah A Bombach is you know like people <laughs> consider Noah Bombach to be like this very intelligent like. You know, um, intellectual director, but like I, I just don't like Noah Baumbach's movies mostly because they're just like very cynical and like, you know, uh, I mean, I yeah, what was the movie he made last year for Netflix? Uh, White Noise. It was terrible. Yeah, I didn't even see that. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's really bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with Stillman, he's he's the real deal, man. So yeah, definitely, I think people should go back and rediscover his movies. And yeah, I, I definitely want to fill in the gaps with that.
3: The only white noise I know is the one with Michael Keaton. <laughs> right. Is he like a serial killer in that? No, I think one? it's like, it's about like ghosts or something. Oh, like, so it's like a like, uh, white noise. Like, oh uh, yeah. I'm mixing it up. I with think Pacific so. Heights. I think so. Pacific I've never <laughs> seen the movie. Yeah, yeah. I have, uh, you'll, you'll find this out about me. I know about a lot about like certain movies and yeah. I'll be like, I've never seen it though. I just <laughs> yeah. know all these things. about Right. It yeah. From yeah. I have that it, too. Like
0: sometimes it's just yeah. on the periphery. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's move on to another question for you. Um, Jacob, so like this question is if you could only watch movies from one studio, which one would it be? <laughs> from one studio? Yeah, if you could only, like tough, for the rest but... of your life, you could only watch something from Warner Brothers or from Damn, Paramount, that's... Or Universal. Man. What would you pick?
3: <laughs> I mean, my instinct tells me right off the bat to go warner brothers because okay. uh they did a lot of Kubrick's, or maybe most of his, his I think, movies oh,
0: yeah i um, from like clockwork orange onwards for sure yeah, yeah. and
3: uh so i mean because he's my favorite mm-hmm. uh you know uh yeah. filmmaker uh favorite living filmmakers is uh, david fincher um, yeah so i'm trying to think if it, I, don't, I don't remember what studios he i know, I know new line and you know, yeah, stuff like a, that but uh, right but, yeah, I guess it would be Warner Brothers. And, you know, they got a, uh, a lot of classics in there, too. I think, like, sure. Exorcist and... Um, uh, Enter the Dragon. Into both the celebrating Dragon. their 50th this year. Yeah, I mean, this year. They, they got quite a few. They got a pretty deep catalog. But yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, Warner that, is a, a good, good, good a, fellas is Warner that's Brothers. A, yeah. That's an evil question, man. <laughs> don't
0: have to choose
3: <laughs> we don't live in this yeah.
0: world i don't know why i thought of that question it just came up i don't know what uh, about you what uh, what did, uh i'm gonna put you in the hot seat okay I, well i already have an answer because <laughs> i thought of the question so yeah it's universal yeah, universal sure. yeah i mean i just think of that universal logo like how many different oh, yeah. like iterations of that logo okay. i've seen like going all the way back to like duck soup like okay. see or no not sorry not duck soup i'm this is a corrections and retraction. It's <laughs> um, it's a gift. The W. C. Fields film, like okay. you see the Universal logo uh, show up, and that's the old like shiny globe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, mm. and then you got like the Scott Pilgrim like computerized. Ah, <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, the computerized globe going around. You know, there's all these variations of the Universal logo. I-, I forgot which one is the one where it kind of floods, where like all the islands like become covered in water. Is that Waterworld? yeah Waterworld. Oh, yeah <laughs> that's, oh, right. so that's cool. universal too yeah yeah so there's all these universal like logos and i mean jaws obviously is another classic. you might have convinced me <laughs> <laughs> yeah universal just has like such a great like legacy you know Roster, um, yeah yeah um casino also <laughs> universal oh. <laughs> you're killing me and that was one of the yeah that was like one of the Marty like uh, just honoring his contract you know with Universal Movies too but it ended up being one of his best yeah you know what it's not fair well you got to think of the question so you got to, yeah. you got a little bit of a yeah. time to research yeah, this is it. dirty this yeah. is kind of dirty <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: so i i might I, I might have to change my
0: answer okay, but, yeah. uh, but i yeah, mean you universal, pretty much man you kind of convinced me to, to maybe go to universal <laughs> the universal logo baby uh, yeah. i would i would say yeah. though like maybe a sec coming in second would probably be paramount you know Cause you I was got, gonna say Paramount, yeah. like maybe because yeah, I, Duck Soup was
3: Paramount, so uh, that that's why I, mean. I do have a lot of memories of like you know the the mm-hmm. mountain and the, right and thing like yeah. that. So yeah, so and was, just
0: like in a weird twist, you know, Duck Soup being a Marx Brothers movie, they did their best movies with with um, Paramount, mm-hmm. and then they moved to Universal, and then all their movies like dropped off in quality. So yeah, all the Marx Brothers Universal movies, other than Night at the Opera, are kind of lame compared to the Paramount stuff. So yeah. Sweet. Good shit. What about Steve? What's, yeah, Steve. What's, if you yeah. had to pick a studio, yeah,
2: oh yeah. Uh, I, for 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 some reason, the first one that populated my mind was New Line. Oh, I, nice. I, 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 was, like, I was trying to think of like you know because I think they had a lot of they had a lot of good horror films. Yeah, they had a good yeah. run of horror
3: yeah. films like uh, Scream, um, and yeah, like, uh, Nightmare, and but, all
2: that stuff. But you just got, um, pulling up all, all the lists with a little bit of time probably yeah. would go
3: Lord of, of the Rings, out. right?
0: Yeah, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Dope, yeah, yeah, Paramount. Um, yeah, like yeah new line just it, it it ended up being owned by warner brothers for a time oh, it did, yeah, yeah 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 they were owned by like by the time they did lord of the rings they were already owned by warner ah. Brothers, and then it got owned by aol at one point too like i was always paying attention to that bottom nice. part of new line cinema yeah oh, because okay. you know, i mean the first time i became aware of new line was actually teenage mutant ninja turtle i was just gonna say Teenage yeah, Mutant Ninja yeah yeah and they were like yeah. this like hip you know indie studio and then like oh, yeah. they ended up having their own like indie branch off which was called Fine Line, and i oh, i only yeah. know this because you know they produce like hal that's hartley right. movies and like yeah it's mm-hmm. this crazy thing um what so else is new, line? new line had a, actually quite a that was yeah a good, that's yeah a good i mean pool. one of the movies we're going to be talking about is a new line yeah, movie. Yeah. um but that's... um Ooh. but yeah like i think it was really to do with i mean we're kind of bleeding into it already but michael deluca Who was the head of New Line? Like, Mm -hmm. he just was like spearheading all these movies that were like exciting. I mean, you know, he's a big part of why Boogie Nights exists, too. You know, he like ushered in PTA's vision, you know. Like, I think I remember PTA was just so like mad about how Heart Eight, well, Sydney became Heart Eight that he was like, So I have these three rules. It's going to be, this movie's going to be three hours long and it's going to be like NC17 <laughs> and they were like uh, okay we'll let you have the 3 hour movie but it's got to be rated R that was the only compromise that they basically came up with for That's so funny Nets. that yeah. that sounds so PTA I know, like being right? that
3: young and uh, you know getting
0: an opportunity to just be like this is how it's going to yeah, be yeah and he was like 26 27 oh, yeah. at that time super young crazy um yeah so uh yeah that's good answers i man. saw
3: boogie nights at the uh, at universal city walk so oh wow there's a little bit of a mix oh. there nice was
0: it like uh a uh, big screen like um one of the bigger theaters there or uh, was it? i don't i think no i think it was like it, it, it was definitely on
3: it's like uh like limited run you know oh, and gotcha. um, you know because i used to search out those movies all the time where mm-hmm. i'd be like you know i'd hear about a movie and then i'd you know I see, like, where is it playing? Like, usually, like at a little place in like Irvine, or like, right, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> Beverly Hills, somewhere like some little. Like, oh yeah, the know, Beverly thing. Center, man, yeah, that's and, uh, a classic. Santa Monica, I've been there like, a bunch of times yeah. for a bunch yeah. of like you know movies that you know got released in like right. New York and LA for you know a couple weeks, you know, yeah. just so they can you know be uh, considered for like you know the awards and all right. that stuff, and then they would go wide release after, yep. but but yeah. yeah. I actually forgot to bring my uh I, I oh, to shit. bring my tick my, my, yeah, my yeah. stubs. Yeah, I was gonna. But actually, I am working good. on a project right now. Okay. Um, Ooh. that I'm gonna. Uh, I'm not on Twitter that much anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just kind of. Yeah. Kind of. We're kind of. Gone over too. over yeah. Twitter, <laughs> but. Uh, right. But uh, I am working on a project to take my X. movie stubs and basically put them in chronological order. Whoa. And basically. Kind of like uh, post, you know, picture of the stub, and then the mm. like, kind of like a little short story of like what I remember from, <laughs> you know, like that's you know dope, seeing it, yeah, and yeah, it, and totally then with the with the date, you know, like a, yeah, oh, I saw this, uh, you know, mm. opening weekend for right. you know this, and you know, I don't know, I'm working on a project. With yeah, you I know. was I was gonna bring I mean, that like up that. because
0: yeah. You, yeah, that's legendary from you. I think you brought this up in the previous episode you were on that yeah. you you've been collecting all these ticket stubs since you've been going to movies and well, I have.
3: wish I wish it was since I was going to movies, uh, but I didn't have the idea until like. I think uh, I want to say my late, my earliest one is like somewhere, I want to say 1990 or 91 or whatever. That's I, still pretty early. I wish, but I wish I had <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, the 80s. like the ones from the 80s yeah. and yeah. stuff. You know? When it was still like yeah. cardstock. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 I mean, I even have some that are like, um, mm-hmm. like from Edwards where it's just, it doesn't even show the movie. It's just like a, like a carnival ticket. Like it just says <laughs> Edwards, you know, <laughs> yeah, and they yeah. just rip it in half, you know? So oh, I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't know what movie it is. So yeah. that's going to be part of this project. Part of it, oh, the man. discovery is this, is once i i i i'll know like hey because some of my stubs are actually like um uh sunned out or burned out like yeah, where yeah. they like i had them in the sun yeah, or something and it, the it color. Kind of, like yeah drain the color yeah so some of it you can kind of see like i have to do some like the uh, mystery mm-hmm. you know like oh okay yeah. th- i can see the theater <laughs> and i can see the you know the time and maybe some right, of the days okay what yeah. movie did i go see on that weekend so you know that's been kind of the fun part of it but uh yeah you know when i'm doing this you know some of those movies that i know i saw at like yeah. the edwards i'll be like oh well this is the ticket for it even though it doesn't say it this mm. is the ticket for it amazing but uh, yeah
0: you'd have to do some research with that like i'm sure somebody yeah, like been research. archiving like their tickets too and you can like kind of do a side by side to compare what era that was and then kind of just do that memory dive and figure out it, it's
3: it's cool too because you see like kind of the development of the ticket you know like right you know, like how like it used to be like you know some of them say like the person that that sold you the ticket has their oh, name really? on it. Some of them have the date. Some of them don't. Uh, some right. of them show. You know, I have a lot of them that show free tickets because I used to work in the movie mm, theater, so I used yeah. to get free tickets all the time. <laughs> nice. So they say like FR for free or like a, oh wow, you know, student or price, you know, whatever. Yeah, matinee. You know,
0: we'll whatever. definitely do this project, Jacob. I think yeah. it's awesome. I'm working yeah. on it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, just trying to find yeah, the time between man. family and for sure. And we'll, we'll definitely be retweeting it or reposting it wherever you decide to if it's it, still if twitter yeah. is still around yeah. <laughs> maybe i mean just start your own site man <laughs> yeah, um yeah, yeah that's actually giving me some ideas too but yeah we'll discuss it off record mm-hmm. um uh so yeah i i only really have one more movie do you have something else steve nope i'm, I'm okay, tapped you're, out you're okay. tapped out all right so my last movie which is very appropriate for you jacob is um boxing gym have boxing. You heard, gym. Have you heard of this? Be called boxing. Is gym? this a documentary? It's a documentary by I Frederick Wiseman. I have heard of this. Yeah, and it's like this boxing gym that's like a hole in the wall in Austin, mm-hmm. Texas, and um, I think it's still around. Uh, I should have told I you, believe Steve. It when is still yeah, it's incredible. Like it, it, it's um, Frederick Wiseman, who's already like a legendary documentary filmmaker, and um, he made this, this 2010, I think, and it was like his last. Uh, documentary that he made on film mm. and you can sense it it like it just feels different like his film documentaries just feel different from his uh his digital stuff you know the di- digital stuff it just doesn't feel as like lived in like somehow you know like there was this whole thing like i i put it in my review in Letterbox that like he um when like somebody walked into his editing suite and they saw all these film cans around him and they were like asking him like, oh, which one of, which of these movies are yours? Like what movies are these? And he's like, no, that's just Boxing Gym. Like, cause he would shoot like hundreds of hours and then Boxing Gym's only an hour and a half. um And you know, some people like the criticism that's levied against it is mainly that like, oh, it's so repetitive. Like it's just showing people like punching them. and then there's like conversations interspersed. But it captures like these really, um, like candid conversations with people and then on top of that it's like um uh, and I guess this is my experience of working in a gym not necessarily a boxing gym like you get a lot of people who come to gyms who just you know they don't necessarily want to work out they just want to like socialize and like be with people and you know that's their thing it's like a
3: giant filthy water cooler (laughs)
0: yeah exactly so the the, I, I got that sense from this documentary it really captures it and I mean you know I think I'm I'm less like kind of put off by repetition now than when I was younger because like, I saw it when it came out. Like, actually, talking about like random movie theaters. It was a there was only one movie theater playing it, and it was in Cerritos. Mm. I think it was on Edwards there. Yeah. And I had to go all the way there to watch it. And it, you know, it was projected on film too because I mean, 2010 they were already starting to phase out a lot of, of, um, right you know film projectors you know so it was one of the last few and yeah uh, it was it was beautiful so like re-watching it again because most of Frederick Wiseman's movies are on Canopy streaming on Canopy so okay so I was able to watch it on Canopy and it looked great and you know like 13 years later I think it still holds up so Canopy's yeah, the the cool. library one yeah right? yeah so you use your library card to log in with it and it's mm-hmm. free and you get like probably nine like streams yeah, a month, it, it but it's more than it. enough. Yeah. 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 Um and yeah, it's such a broad like selection too. Like it, it has blockbuster movies in mm-hmm. there, but it also has like really obscure art films and documentaries. It's good shit. So nice. yeah. Alright. So I got two more questions for you, Jacob. Uh shoot. Okay. The the first question is what was the last five-star movie you saw for the first time? <laughs> five-star movie for the first time? Yeah. A first time viewing a movie where you're like this is five stars. Dang, that's gonna be hard for me. Mm. Cause I, I'll say, re,
3: within the last few years, I've seen a lot less new movies, and I've been doing kind of. Cause I have a pretty big collection of movies, sure. And I've been doing like pulling out movies. I'll be like, I haven't seen this in ten years. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. and I own it, so there must be a reason why. Right. And I don't, you know, I, I remember liking it. And, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, I bought it for that reason, and I'll rewatch it. But, a, for a first
0: time five star movie.
3: Mm, this is going to be hard.
0: <laughs> that's why I'm asking. Uh, <laughs> I asked the hard hitters. Hard you ball. Do. <laughs> you
3: do. Uh, God, I can't, I'm i trying to think of what's the most recent movies that I've seen in the theater that. Oh, does it have to be in the theater? I, or could it could be like. Yeah, on, it could be just like, you know, first time
0: it. you've seen it. Like, yeah, it could be home viewing.
2: I'm going to try to pull up your letterbox. <laughs> so
3: can, yeah, I don't yeah. update that as much as I should, though. That's, oh, a, yeah. that's another problem. I'm fascinated by these people that have all this time to be on
0: Twitter, to be on Letterboxd. Right. To do all, I'm oh, just yeah. like, I barely can get by the yeah. day with like, you know, I, you know, I have a theory the stuff about that. that. I have. Yeah, like especially people who post a lot of like now watching and then they're updating it with like clips and stuff. I don't think they're watching these movies. <laughs> like I think they're what just, do you think they're doing? Yeah, they don't have time to do that, like to pay attention and watch a movie and then post clips <laughs> with that movie at the same time. They're not That's watching funny. it. They're, they're basically just kind of going through it to like post something you know it's it's for content really then rather than like yeah i i really feel like people who are terminally online like they yeah they don't have time to watch movies like they're online too much you know it's like that's what they're doing yeah i mean because i had for my for for example my um my twitter like
3: i used to follow like thousands of people like a couple thousand people Mm -hmm. but i was just like i i can't even keep up my timeline because you know i check it maybe once a day Mm -hmm. and i'm like so much stuff has gone by so i was like i need to just yeah the, do the bare essentials now i can like check it once a day and kind of like at least kind of like follow it a little bit yeah and I, that's what i see do these man. people like posting like left and right and they're yeah, going to see insane. a movie
0: and they have a job and they have. A, i'm like how are you doing this like <laughs> uh, you know, there's not I, I don't enough think hours a lot of in the, the day yeah i don't think a lot of these people are watching movies <laughs> i think you're on something <laughs> yeah man. yeah i just have this theory that yeah i have that feeling <sighs>
3: i don't know man i can't I, i'm trying to think of a
1: mm.
3: i mean five stars is like like perfect yeah, perfect you know, like, exactly you know, yeah that's why <laughs> i mean i could think it's like you know what i think are perfect movies but yeah. uh you know well
0: if it comes back to you as uh i'm go thinking along, about it I'm yeah thinking think about it. it all right okay you know, um it's
3: been a, it's been a while since i've seen like a bunch of movies in the theater mm, um totally. you know so I, I i know one of the ones i this is a long time ago batman i saw in the theater but i wouldn't give that five stars i liked it but
0: which the batman the, the batman yeah, yeah the yeah. paterson one yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. um but uh it looks like you give the the last dance 2020
0: oh oh yeah
3: <laughs> i mean oh <laughs> great so, documentary yeah. if, if people don't know this about me i'm a sucker for the 30 for 30s and like all the things connected oh, yeah. with it mm. uh, uh, i mean i actually own i own the first two seasons on blu-ray
0: damn and the, is it a I, box set or did you get yeah, box them, no it's a box it. set oh,
3: okay. Um, I nice. bought them, uh, bought them a long time ago. Cause I, I love them. And mm. one of my favorite ones actually that I know for sure is five star is, uh, it's, it's called survive in advance. Mm. And it's about the NC state's improbable run during the college uh, championship. And it's oh, it, it basically, yeah. if anybody's out there, you know, listening for all the chicks out there listening. <laughs> okay. Uh, you, you need to check this out. I, I I'm not, I kid you not. I cry every si- single time I watch this movie. OK, I'm I'm a, I'm a big baby when it comes to like, you know, like emotional nice. moments. But, you know, the, the whole basis of this uh, this episode is that they come together like for a reunion, you know, with, oh, uh, with their surviving members. But the Shit. reason that they're getting That's together cool. is because one of their team members has died. And so they're kind of getting together you know and they they even say this they say like we need to get together more often because Damn. it just seems like we only get together once one of us dies and then we try right. like relive this but they capture it they go through the whole story with jimmy v you know legendary coach and just this improbable run and it's so inspirational and it's like so moving and it's like it's like uh what do they say you know uh, truth you know you can't you can't write this stuff like the, just right. how how it happened and how it unfolded it's just it's great and uh but you know the last dance did that for me also Mm -hmm. it was like this 10 part series i was just on the edge of my seat waiting for the next episode to come out and you know i was grew up at during that era of michael jordan and Mm -hmm. the bulls and right just that whole spectacle and you know seeing all this kind of stuff you know, the behind the scenes and how, like, you know, the management broke up the team and, you know, just all all this crazy <laughs> yeah, shit owner, that you would, yeah, you would think like, like, why would you do this? You know, you have some magic here. Right. You know, why would you do this? And, um, you know, I, one of my most, the most memorable scenes for me in there is when the, the Michael Jordan's talking and he actually almost like breaks down cause mm-hmm. he's like basically mm-hmm. saying like, uh, if people think that he's like this asshole or this villain, then that's kind of like their opinion, but he just was wanted to be great. And he wanted the people around him to be great. And that's right. why he pushed. And you hear these stories about Kobe too. Like, you know, right. like he, you like during practices and stuff, he'll get on mm. you and stuff like that. Mm. But it's like, you know, these guys have to give up a part of something to be great. Yeah. Like, you no, know, you know, no, uh, no thing that you know that you want to be great at do you have to not sacrifice anything to so whether it's that's a relationship or whatever Mm -hmm. you know you Mm -hmm. have to do that so i think it captured it so well but uh, the other movie i was going to say was um i saw a documentary in the theater in 3d that was uh was amazing and i gave it five stars which was uh um Oh shit! Uh, They shall not grow old. I think it is. It's called. It's a Peter Peter Jackson Jackson one. So they take a footage, and they kind of like colorize it. Like it's like half black and white, but but in three D. Right. I saw this in three D. It was amazing. It's like literally like you're in the trenches. And I don't Jeez. even know if you can see this. Like, uh, if you buy the disc, if they have the 3D. Yeah, logo, but you need but like
0: a 3D TV to watch. Yeah. Anything so I don't even ridiculous. know. But <laughs> yeah.
3: the the fact that I was able to see it at the Light right. in Hollywood in that oh, format, <laughs> I was just like I was floored by it. Yeah. Like, it was just so, you know. And he has such a you know a rever- you know, he's a huge collector of like World War II, World no, War One, like uh, memorabilia. But it was just it was amazing. It was oh, an amazing I had no idea it was 3D, man that's well crazy. i mean the version i saw wasn't yeah and it I... was actually like filmed like that and it was mm. just amazing wow so okay
0: and for people Good that shit. haven't seen
3: that you know yeah i'm a huge documentary fan mm. you know i have k uh, is too uh yeah
0: <laughs> maybe we should have both of you back and for a documentary yeah because i i, I when i used to do yeah. i yeah.
3: used to write uh, like i would do my year end wrap-up for film 89 yeah uh, a couple of friends uh, of ours um uh sky and and the guys over there Neil their there's their, their uh, podcast and their uh, site mm. and um, Shout out. I think yeah. uh, I think uh, I know uh, They shall not grow old was up there. I know last dance was up there mm. You know, I had a bunch of documentaries basically that were up there.
0: Nice. All right Okay, so my last question is what are the three seashells used for in Demolition Man?
3: <laughs> what are the three seashells used for in Demolition Man? <laughs> i don't know if i should give out the secret <laughs> isn't it supposed to be like <laughs> not yeah. undiscoverable
0: uh, does it relate to taco bell <laughs>
3: <laughs> what are the three sheet shells? i mean if i remember correctly it's when you go to the bathroom right yeah exactly so yeah, i'm gonna guess exactly. that <laughs> there's something to do with i don't know maybe some type of scooping wiping thing i don't know this is gross now <laughs> getting into gross territory but i don't know But well,
0: yeah the fact that rob schneider says it like in the movie is just man it's so cold in, where he says the, oh he doesn't know how to use the three seashells and it's like <laughs> where's the toilet paper <laughs> yeah oh man but yeah it's one of those unanswerable questions i feel like in that movie along with like why is every restaurant a taco bell the only ones the that survived the uh yeah. the every restaurant yeah. is a taco bell Oh man, that's it's a awesome. great movie though. How yeah, about that movie? yeah, mm-hmm. good shit. Saw that in the theater. Yeah, thirtieth anniversary this year, right? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, really.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Has and most really? one of the oh. most underrated actors I think in the game, Wesley Snipes. I don't think he gets his due. You know mm-hmm. he he's great. He's he's great mm-hmm. comedic. He's great dramatic. I, I I don't know. He's great action. I mean, I think a lot of people forget, you know, especially now when the the new Blade comes out that he was the, yeah. you know, he was Blade. That was an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. And it was like kind of the, one of the beginning ushering sure. of the,
0: you know, the comic book movies. Yeah. It was a Marvel movie, right? Yeah. Like early Marvel. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good shit. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up appetizers. So we're ready to go into the main course. And seemingly, these two movies um, might be, like, they're both two of your favorite movies, Jacob. That's part of the reason why you picked yes. them. But uh, they seem very different. But then I realized as I was looking into it, I was like, man, there's actually some some connections that I was, like, seeing. Uh, mainly between the two filmmakers. And so the two movies we're going to be discussing are The Insider and Seven. And I wanted yes. to do... Um, the Insider first, uh, because I just think Seven is more uh, sexy and exciting. <laughs> but they, not that the Insider doesn't have some some good shit. But yeah, like uh, since Jacob, you you remember vividly when you first saw movies. Like when was the first time you saw Insider? You remember which theater? I believe yeah. it was.
3: Um, I think it was an AMC, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm trying to think if it was Montebello or um Fullerton. I think it's one, one of those. Mm. But um I'm pretty sure I went, you know, bu- you know, by myself or maybe with uh maybe with my brother, but um, cuz I used to go to the movies by myself a lot. Uh-huh. You know, cuz I was kind of and people used to be like you're a loser for going to the movies by yourself and, Hell no. And I'd be like I'd be like, "Well, I want to see the movie, and if yeah. you don't want to see it, then fuck you. I'm yeah, exactly. see the movie." Yeah. You know, I like <laughs> it. I love movies, you know. I'll go see yeah. it by myself. I don't care. Yeah. Um nice. but uh yeah, so um you know, This is during a time where I don't think I really knew who Michael Mann was, you know, like back back
0: in the day. So you hadn't seen Heat yet?
3: No, I did see. I saw Heat in the theater. I saw Heat in the theater. Shit. Um, But uh, that didn't make a mark. But I think, you know, a long time ago, you know, I would just go see movies because it was like, you know, what was the big movie that was out? What sounded interesting? And I would just go with my dad. You know, we used to always, you know, my parents divorced when I was like five years old and my dad would pick me up every other weekend and he would always, you know, he picked me up on uh, me and my brother up on a Friday. And so it was basically like it was like adult playland land for, for <laughs> us, you know, for uh, these kids yeah. because, um, you know, I was like, you know six, six o'clock, uh, six at the time. And I remember, you know, people at school used to trip out because I'd go, Oh yeah. What'd you see? I'd be like, Oh, I saw the newest rated R movie. And they're like, how'd you get into that movie? I'm like, Oh, my dad took me, you know, <laughs> like, and, and they weren't even allowed to see rated R movies. So, right. you know, but yeah. that was like every yeah. movie every weekend was like, whatever the, you know, things that were probably weren't appropriate for me. <laughs> like, I remember seeing like the, you know, platoon in the yeah. theater and I you know, I didn't understand a lot of like the stuff that was going on. But, um, you know, I would see these movies and, but I wouldn't like connect it to like, Oh, this is a director or this is the gotcha. writer or yeah, this is, yeah. you know, I just, I knew yeah. some of the actors and I yeah. knew the things and it wasn't until later on in my life. I would be like, mm. you know, like, you know, Oh, this is made by this person. So they made this other movie. So mm-hmm. I'm going to see that movie too. Or yeah. like I could see the connectivity, you know, and I mean also
0: to be fair, like in the nineties, you were a teenager, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. like you weren't yeah. like expected to know all this shit about. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was just it's I not mean, like I was teens just, today. I was just
3: <laughs> absorbing, the, you know, right? Because I remember uh, when I got my first job. Um, I don't know if you guys, do you guys remember Hollywood video? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Suncoast. Right?
0: No, they're not around anymore. Yeah. yeah Suncoast. Sun Sam Block Goody. The Sam, Sam Goody. Store? No, they're gone too. Yeah, the warehouse. Do you remember the yeah. warehouse? No, I don't remember.
3: You don't remember the warehouse? Uh, I remember the warehouse. Mm. Yeah. I remember. Oh, Steve, that I remember. I was before. Uh, <laughs> oh, I remember shit. where the warehouse used to rent out beta. Damn. That, okay. When beta first came out and it was yeah. like beta My versus My mom VHS. had a beta max. Yeah.
0: Is Which this is, like a West Coast thing? Maybe like I, I thought it was maybe. like okay, not just a warehouse. West yeah, I know. Like yeah. nobody beats the Whiz was like the one we had on the East Coast. So nobody beats the Whiz. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that was
3: an amazing store as well. Uh, yeah, cool. but yeah. So I, I I remember when I got my uh, one of my first jobs, I would go and like rent movies from Hollywood Video, and I would mm. rent three at night. Shit. And so <laughs> I, I used to work during like the daytime yeah. to like like towards the nighttime yeah and i'd rent three and i'd watch all three that <laughs> night go to work
1: uh oh, you know shit. sleep go to yeah. work
3: and then go back to hollywood video and then mm-hmm. rent another three watch all three <laughs> in the day so like within a month i think i had logged over like i remember the guy telling me he's like do you realize we've only been open for a month and you've rented over 100 movies <laughs> oh, and i was shit. like well yeah. I, i'm getting yeah. you know watching three movies a night so you know and uh yeah. you know so you know again i was just uh absorbing all that mm-hmm. stuff but great run yeah yeah Yeah, but the i mean the insider you know i i just remember it being some people might say it's like slow Mm -hmm. uh, you know like kind of a slow like moving paced movie but i i didn't get that i didn't get that from it i you know i i think i got more from it from uh sequential viewings but i was totally like kind of mesmerized by this story um i think the acting that the, you know the two uh, actors um russell crowe and um al pacino, al pacino and actually yeah. even uh um what's his face uh the place christopher, christopher Plummer, yeah Legendary. are just amazing yeah. In, yeah. in this movie and just how they embody this character about this this kind of very real story about this guy who's you know kind of put through a choice and you know you know right or wrong you know you kind of like just he destroyed his marriage and you know, his kind of like his livelihood and, you know, uh, all that stuff. And just this, uh, you know, Al Pacino care of Lowell, um, you know, just his job of having to get these people to come out, you know, to get this story I, to me, it was just fascinating. And yeah. just the way it was shot, you know, Michael, Mann. I think, uh, you know, he has a, this um, beautiful way he films his, his movies and, and the color, like the 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 blues, and the, yeah, and the just it's kinda... his bluest movie, I think. Like yeah, I mean, all, he just oh, really goes yeah.
0: all out with blue in this one. Yeah,
3: yeah, and and I think you know he got a performance out of Pacino because this is very close to the Pacino, like the yelling Pacino, right? You yeah. Know? But I think his performance is is very subdued. I think mm-hmm. it's very. You know, there are a couple yeah. of scenes where he does yeah, like kind of raise his voice, the yeah, yeah. But I think for the most part, he's very kind of quiet and mm-hmm. calculated. And then Russell Crowe was also, you know, I think he was—I uh, can't remember—had he done um,
0: uh, Gladiator yet? No, that was the next year. That was the next year. Yeah, okay. yeah, he did. So he, um, L.A. Confidential. Okay, so L.A. Confidential yeah.
3: plays kind of like a. You know like a tough cop you know yeah. um and then this one he's kind of like a schlubby mm-hmm. you know just kind of an everyday man right and a very reserved yep. mm-hmm. um but i thought he just was fantastic in it also yeah. and then of course you know christopher Palmer has you know has such some great speeches <laughs> and dialogue in there
0: there's a lot of yelling in this movie yeah. like this <laughs> i mean yeah. I,
3: you know and it has so many great supporting char- characters like mm. debbie mazar and uh um,
0: I actually thought, um, you know, Gina Gershon was yes, really Gina good. On the scene, yeah, Gina Gershon. Yeah, this is one of my favorite performances. What's,
3: is a guy's name uh, Philip Baker? Hall, or what's yeah, that yeah. That he's in yeah, it. It's, um, it's crazy
0: that he's in this and then he's also in Magnolia in the same year. Yeah, yeah. And he's also like a television guy. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, he's a yeah. producer in this. Oh, right. And then in Magnolia, he's the host of the yeah. quiz show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uniformly great performances, but I do want to single out that I thought uh, Diane Venora Was pretty bad In her performance <laughs> She's <laughs> She's the wife Yeah she plays Mrs. the wife Of Wai Russell yeah. Crowe what, what do you mean That she was bad I, I just think her perform Like the southern accent Was like so Put upon And then sure. like You know she looks like Jessica Lange and yeah, she does look a lot. I, like yeah, Jessica and I was like, just thinking, like oh. Jessica Lange would be better in that role than I can't she would... argue with you there. <laughs> yes. she would have been better. <laughs> yeah, right. But maybe they couldn't afford her. Yeah, know. exactly. But yeah, where was Jessica Lange around this time? Because I think this mm. was like kind of the downturn of her career because she was getting a little older. Like when was Blue Sky with Tommy Lee Jones?
3: Was that in the eighties or was that? Yeah, that yeah. was way early on. I'm trying man. to think what she was be, be doing. That I mean, the
0: time. yeah, because like I think the last high profile movie I remember her in. At least in the '90s was Cape Fear, like that was it. But that's like you know eight years earlier. Like that's closer to the start of the decade than the end. Um, It
2: says that Blue Sky was '94.
0: Oh shit! Okay then. Huh. All right. Interesting. Close. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Yeah, But yeah, it's weird. I I don't know. I I don't know if like it was just easier to carry her over from Heat, you know, because she also Mm. obviously plays Al Pacino's wife in Heat. Um, Oh. Yeah, not that different of a, you know, it's kind of like a wife who's like expecting certain things from this guy and like he has to make these moral choices. And, you know, I mean, they definitely paint her in a bad light. You know? <laughs> She's not supportive, yeah, exactly. you know, it's just kind of like,
3: what's going to happen with our house, you know? Right. Not, has the health care. Yeah, 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 that's
0: the most important thing because yeah. of the daughter. The daughter, o- the yeah, daughter I mean, who the has the asthma. asthma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. For those who who don't know what the movie is about, I guess we should just yeah. like uh, sure. summarize it real right quickly. Out, yeah. So the this, uh, uh, it's interesting. Like you know how Christopher Nolan gets compared to to Michael Mann because you know he's stolen a lot and he admits it. Like actually, there's this the show I really like on YouTube called Video Club. It's by this channel called Conbini. It's a French channel and it's like one of the oldest like video stores in in Paris. It's like 40 years old. And like um, they bring, like they've gotten some crazy guests on there to like go through the video store. Like, um, uh, Brad Pitt's gone there, you oh, know. And wow. it's always like whoever has like the latest movie. Like Wes Anderson was there recently. Um, so they got Christopher Nolan and um, uh, uh, Killian Murphy to go to the store. And then you know, uh, the thing about it, what they do is actually, you know, it looks like the 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 stars are like looking through. Random shells, but they actually put out certain titles that they know that, you know, these directors or these actors will respond to So heat was uh, out there, you know, so like Christopher Nolan picks it up and then yeah He just admits like yeah, I've I've stolen a lot from this movie, you know And now he's doing a historical figure, too um, and you know also somebody who's basically changed the course of history because This thing with Jeffrey Wigand like being this whistleblower about tobacco like, you know claiming the addictive elements and like all these things that actually you know encourage you to smoke more um yeah changed everything you know Uh, even though like i guess these tobacco companies continue to exist yeah like um you know you don't see tobacco advertised anymore like that's gone yeah yeah yeah, there's no more joe camel Camel or or marlboro man all these like ads that we had you know so um yeah, it's just it. it I got choked up a little there, um, but uh, yeah, it just changed the course of history. Like this is like a really pivotal event, and it's funny how the movie basically hinges on them just trying to air the segment on sixty minutes. Right. And I mean, I didn't really grow up here, so I'm wondering for the both of you and maybe Steve, since you haven't chimed in yet, like how important is sixty minutes, like the American household? Yeah,
2: it's it's big. I remember my parents watching it kind of making it sort of a real to do, I believe it was, it It would air on Sunday nights. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I was, think it was, still was does. Owned. Yeah. And, but, um, so I was aware of it peripherally. I would kind of be, you know, kind of sitting, watch, you know, like, you know, waiting, waiting it out so that, because I think later on Sunday nights was when you got the Simpsons and married with children. Nice. And like yeah. <laughs> all, <laughs> The good all shit. The stuff that you yeah. Yeah. All, yeah. All the stuff that I wanted, but, um, but yeah, it it, it was big. I, I definitely don't recall seeing this exact segment, but my dad was a smoker, and I remember it just like yeah, like um, it was a big deal when you know when when my mom was like, okay, hey, from now on you're smoking outside. You're not smoking <laughs> inside the house anymore. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and and, and it, I can't help but think that some of this was was a part of it. You know, yeah. I think it was. I mean, it was huge. Uh, you
3: know, as for what I remember, I mean, it has the iconic. uh you know, the, the ticking of the 60, you know, the, right. Yeah. You know, like that's so iconic and kind of like in the zeitgeist, but, um, you know, it was kind of like one of those shows, at least, you know, there was the news, right. You know, Mm -hmm. but these were like, kind of like, you know, like insider stories or like, you know, they would focus on like something specific that like kind of like crossed, like all, uh, you know, all kinds of walks of life and, and things like this. And, um, you know, you know, Mike Wallace was considered a very respectable, you know, yeah. kind of, uh, you know, host and then, and, and uh, the mm-hmm. hard hitter. And, um, you know, um, part of this, you know, I know you were talking about the, you know, the character of Russ Crowe, Jeffrey Wigand, but, you know, part of this whole thing is that he's a chemist, right? You know, he's right. a chemist. And so, you know, these smoking, these, uh, tobacco companies are having these people come in to alter it to uh, obviously, you know, yeah, get the addictive w- nature, yeah, you know, exactly. like to, to modify it. Right. Mm-hmm um and so you know it, it it raises a lot of like moral questions right you yeah. know like you know he's getting paid he's doing a job he's getting paid well but like where does the the moral you know right. you know line you know where where does that where does that uh, begin and stop and you know cool. he has a kid that has asthma
0: right so yeah. he, you know he has that that also, that connection, you know. Yeah, because their... they they really get him on the hook, you know, because they fired him, but like the whole thing was he was going to continue to get like severance, yes, payments, and then continued health care, right? And that's like contingent to his like, um, uh, it's not an NDA. What do they call it? Uh, confidentiality Confidential. agreement. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the, that's like the the moral. It means you crux. don't talk. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's the whole thing. But it, it's weird too. Like I guess how the movie gets to that point because first we're following two different like strands so it's like Lowell bergman he's this producer for 60 minutes i'd never heard of him before mm-hmm. but like you know al pacino mm-hmm. immortalizes him in this yeah. movie and like yeah i mean the movie even starts off like they're in lebanon and like right. it just goes to show like the lengths that they have to do just to secure an interview yeah and yeah. um yeah and then there's this beautiful music by uh lisa gerard uh, from Dead Can't Dance, like that's really incredible. And I mean, that's the whole thing with Michael Mann, too, with music is like, you know, I, I'll, there's a lot of music that Michael Mann uses that I would have never listen to on its own, but because the way he uses it in his movies, right. it's just mm-hmm. incredible. I mean, there's one piece that he uses several times in this movie that I really love. It's it's called uh, Iguazu mm-hmm. by um, Gustavo Santa Luala. And I didn't know he was the first one to use it in a movie because it was actually also used in um, Babel in uh you know that Gun- yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the movie and it's just this beautiful like acoustic like guitar piece It you plays know, several times in I the movie. swear
3: I've heard that recently I was watching something and I heard that that well, music.
0: you know the best use of it uh, I've seen is actually in Deadwood like the the Uh, pivotal episode in deadwood have you seen that yeah 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 yeah. so i just recently
3: saw that like within the last five years oh shit after so so many years of like wanting to see it and then i finally you know so yeah
0: the scene where um where uh wild bill hickok gets Mm. killed and then uh i forgot Garrett dillahunt's character what's his name but he's a cowardly guy who shoots him when he runs away and then like they're chasing him in slow motion they're playing that that piece it, yeah, it's, it's really beautiful I'm glad you brought up that the, the yeah. music
3: because it it is one of the standout pieces for me and yeah. that it just it fits so well mm-hmm. you know through these uh you know there's these scenes of like uh, Jeffrey Wygans characters kind of trying to make a decision and you just hear this in the background yeah and, and then just the scenery and you know just kind of like you know from a distance and just you know the, it just I don't know it's a beautiful film I think um, you know not just looking but uh, you know just uh, it's a great story yeah I've seen it like it's one of those movies I watch like probably once a year at wow. least okay and so you know and I can it's one of those movies I can just kind of even like at work like I'm not like you know I'm working but I can like just listen to but I've seen it so much like I, I know <laughs> the visions I know that I've I nice. know the scenes and stuff like that, but I, I just, it, it kind of puts a calm over me. And, mm. you know, That's I, I weird rec-
0: for like a very like tense movie that it tense, puts a, yeah. a- <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it,
3: it, it just, I don't know. It's a, it, it's a very like a comfort uh, mm. a movie for me. Cool. And I, I recently showed it cause I was watching it at home, like within the last couple years and uh, my wife had seen it before, but you know, I, I put it on and mm. I was watching it and she's kind of like watching it with me. And then I remember at the end, she was just like. That was a really good movie, and I was like, "Yeah, I know it's a really
0: good movie. I, I that's why I put it on. You know, it, it's a great yeah. movie." Yeah, I mean, yeah, that I. It's funny because I think I missed it on its theatrical run um, in '99, which was a great year for movies, by the way. Uh, we keep bringing that up, and oh, yeah. we will probably um, be, you know, because it's going to be 25 years since '99 next year. So we'll probably Crazy. be covering a lot more '99 movies we're next old. year. Yeah, I know. It's getting... a good idea. Yeah, I like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, but. um, yeah, it was just. Uh, I, I think the first time I saw it was like, it, it was early morning. Like I think it was four a.m. And it's a, it's not no. a short movie. It's it's no. two and a half hours, almost like three. <laughs> it's it's pushing there. It's like two hours forty, and um, yeah. But I stayed up. You know, like watching it, and it was just this weird thing. Like, you talk about the calm, like the scenes with Al Pacino where he's on the pay phones outside, yeah, yeah. like those scenes were the scenes that stuck with me more than anything. It was just him, like, you know, because, um, that's another weird thing. Like, Low Bergman, they do the show in New York, but he clearly lives like somewhere in California. Like, I was thinking actually, he lived in the Bay Area because he also gives his area code for his phone number, mm-hmm. and it's like 510, mm-hmm. and that's like Oakland you know so um so yeah it was just like weird that he he's he's west coast so like you know the the first time where yeah it's kind of a convoluted way how he gets to wagon too we shouldn't (laughs) get into that so um first he gets sent anonymously like this tip about like philip morris and like how addictive it is so he asks like i guess a friend of his that's like a source to like direct him to somebody who would know and then he kind of you just stum- basically
3: translate the, yeah, this, the material yeah it's like it's all like document, a document yeah like it's phone all like book. a chemistry talk yeah. and you know stuff yes yeah. like yeah.
0: and then he stumbles upon that oh shit this guy like he can't talk he's been fired why can't he talk like that that's another great sequence that i don't think would resonate with much people is the fax yeah. faxing scene that's a great scene you know where the, i was just gonna bring that up <laughs> yeah. a, a bygone era the fax right <laughs> a pretext you know yeah yeah the, the, you can't do you talk? like me won't. check one facts <laughs> 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 yeah can't talk won't talk you know um yeah, yeah it's incredible and then um yeah i, I do want to highlight the the particular yelling scene so i i think the number one top tier yelling scene is um bruce mcgill man who's, who's michael man's boy you know he's been mm. in like probably three michael man movies and yeah. i think they were in succession too it was like I think um, you're right. Yes. Yeah. It was this um, Ali and uh, collateral, and it's the wipe your smirk off of that face. What is it? Wipe that smirk off your face. You yeah. know, and he's talking to oh, the yeah. lawyer of the tobacco guy, and this isn't even a trial. It's a it's deposition, a deposition yeah. right? Like kind of like social network, and um, and it was actually no filmed judge. in the
3: actual room that they did the the original yeah. depo- deposition, right?
0: Yeah, that's cool. what I heard. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's wild that they actually went to that location. Yeah and um yeah and the whole thing is this like this this lawyers being like you know s- snarky like right. objecting when there's no judge there and bruce mcgill man he just like lays it on him and the guy just shuts the fuck up because it's like <laughs> that smirk off your totally. face this is just incredible and then uh, um talking about though r-
3: real quick uh, yeah uh, bill so bill scurry another one of his pet peeves mm-hmm. i'm not trying to out you bill <laughs> I, I, you're i love you you know i i, I really uh yeah. Think uh, the world of you, <laughs> but he, he has a he has a big uh, pet peeve of like accents and <laughs> I believe uh his uh, accent in that he like it, it drives him crazy. <laughs> I'll have to ask yeah, him about it, but Bruce I'm pretty. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the the accent because he's a big stickler. Like if somebody, yeah, has like especially a, the a really bad like you know southern ass accent. Yeah, or, a, a, especially
0: you know. uh, what's his name, My, Michael Gambon, who's British. Yeah, 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 okay. Well, Bruce McGill's from the south. He's from Texas. He's from San Antonio. San Antonio. So yeah. I mean, but I guess maybe it's not the Mississippi, Kentucky accent. <laughs> yeah probably um yeah uh yeah. but yeah that that scene is, is brilliant So that's your number one yelling scene yeah that's my number one what's your number one <laughs> i i think i i, I kind of i don't i don't know if it's like
3: yelling yelling <laughs> but i i love the scene where mike wallace uh you know, oh christopher yeah. Plummer is watching his segment and he's all like kind of like oh I, I, you know i i gave it to them you know yeah and they just basically show like one little thing and he's like <laughs> he's like what the hell is this? And he's just like, you cut the guts out of what I said. And yeah. the, the, the uh, Gina Gresham's yeah. character is like, yeah. Mike. And he's like, Mike, Mike. Yes. He's, like, <laughs> he's like, oh, it's Mike now. That's he's my like, number two. How about Mr. Wallace? Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's my number two. Yeah. Oh, that's who, so who, good. He, 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 he delivers this great line. He says like, who, who do you think that you're, uh, your incompetent hands you know uh, could edit me you know like you know, oh i've, been, you know, I've been here for you know whatever 40 fucking years yeah you know? and he's just like he's just going off on them and right. totally laying in them and getting in their face and i i just want, it's a great scene yeah christopher Plummer is yeah. awesome in that yeah
0: yeah that's definitely my 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 second uh yelling scene and uh, Steve, do you have, like, a top yelling scene in the movie? That was the first one that came to mind, too, mm-hmm. was the
2: yeah the Mike Wallace scene. But, yeah, just at any time. I think there, there was a couple good ones, I think, with, with Pacino on the, th- oh, yeah. on the phone. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was going to be my, my next one, yeah. I can't pinpoint one off the top of my head, but definitely d- – d- yeah, you know, they're all great. Yeah, it's the
3: the the one I think you're thinking of is when he's t- so Wygan is is, is, ha- is forced to take a job as a chemistry teacher at a, like mm. a high school, and he's talking to him <laughs> on the phone, and and um and Lowell's trying to like basically telling him like, hey, I'm trying to get the segment on and and whatnot, and he's mm. like in the middle of the ocean, o- like walking in the middle of the ocean, and, and yeah. he's on his phone, and he's um you know he's telling him you know like I, I told the truth, you know like you know he he's is. Because he's asking, because yeah. they're trying to dig up stuff. the The tobacco uh, companies, um, uh, kind of investigators, are trying to dig up dirt on him. So like, he, I think one time he pushed his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like he he didn't pay for a can opener because it was a piece of junk. <laughs> you know, like they're basically digging up everything. And he, and mm-hmm. Al Pacino's telling him he's like, you know, he's like telling Al Pacino's like, well, who doesn't have dirt? You know, and he's like, that's right. the point. You know, like everybody has dirt. And then it gets to a, a scene where he says, you know, I told the truth. And he goes, it doesn't matter if you told the truth. You know, like it's like, you <laughs> yeah. know that's the, Al, that's the so most good. Al Pacino, I guess, part oh. of the movie. Yeah, You know, the yelling Al Pacino that where he I says, doesn't
0: that matter story. if you tell the truth or not. You know, yeah. it's like, you
3: know, this is that's the point, you know,
0: like they're they're going to distort it.
3: Well, and, yeah, you know, I mean,
0: my favorite um, Al Pacino yelling bit was actually when he has that confrontation with Philip Baker Hall which is when he kind of leaks to like the oh, yeah. times that, you know, that they're suppressing the interview. And then like Philip Baker Hall says like, you fucked us. And he's like, no, you fucked you. you right, <laughs> 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 It's so good. Oh man. Um, but yeah, a <laughs> lot of great yelling scenes in this movie
3: and it's weird. A lot because, of great monologues, I think in, right. the, in the movie, you know, there's a lot of like long, like kind of scenes that have some great monologues.
0: Yeah. And like, um, yeah, it, it's strange for a movie that kind of has a lot of tension and there is some sort of buildup, but it doesn't really have a climax. Like you know, there's no real scene where you can say like, okay, this is where everything comes to a head. It's just basically they're trying to get this interview aired and then it airs and then the movie's over. That's basically. No, but it. I think
3: maybe that's kind of the point though, mm. because you know, with movies, especially movies based on on true events mm. or inspired by true events. You know, like in the movies it's like it's glamorized and it's like, right. oh, like, you know, we have a happy ending. But yeah, really what happened is that, yeah, this guy's segment gone on, but there's mm-hmm. still tobacco companies, right? Right. His life is ruined, you know. <laughs> he he's divorced <laughs> from his wife or yeah. separated from wife. Yeah. He's got to see his kids like on digitation, <laughs> you know, thing. Um yeah. he doesn't have his job anymore, right. right? And then uh Lowell, who ends up leaving sixty minutes because mm-hmm. he's just like, you know, like Like all I had was my integrity and you guys took that away because of this, this lawsuit. And, you know, you know, because you guys basically you, you backed the wrong pony. Right. And so, you know, he kind of, you know, has to like walk away and he's going on a different journey. So, I like that. I yeah. like that. It's more realistic that it didn't all just wrap up and it was a hey, we, you know, we solved the world, you know, and we solved <laughs> exactly. the problem and, you know, nobody's going to ever smoke again. And, you know, yeah. everything's yeah. all good. Like, it's, it's real to me. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. I love that, too. There's kind of also like a backhanded compliment to Wygant saying that he won teacher of the year. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, there's your compromise. It's like you <laughs> Like there's your
2: consolation phrase speaking to Jacob's point it does speak to something that just it it rings true that you know they accomplished the goal of illuminating some truth Mm -hmm. and they got it out and I think that is out in the zeitgeist like people are aware of the dangers of smoking and you know the addictive nature of these things but the machine continues you know the cigarette companies are continuing forward they're still making a profit People still will say, "Yeah, it's addictive, but fuck it." Like, like let's rock and roll. I'm gonna die anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, yeah. They, they they justify it, and so it's it's so it's quite a sacrifice to get that little bit of truth right. out. But that's kind of what's up, you know.
0: Yeah, it's funny because another movie I actually rewatched recently that I I feel like is a kindred spirit to this is um, Quiz Show. <gasps> yeah, I love that. movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's brilliant. Right, it still movie. holds up. But it's, it's the like same wine kind parent. of. Yeah, it's like it's just, yeah, that should have been my wine pairing but <laughs> um I got to think of one. Shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, we'll we'll save it for the end. Um, was that yeah, was that 94? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the first Ray Fiennes movie I ever saw. Um, And uh, uh, Totoro's great in that movie Yeah Robert Redford right Yeah Robert Redford But it it feels like a Scorsese For some reason (laughs) it does kind of feel like a Scorsese He's in it Yeah yeah, he's in it And he's great Uh, So is Griffin Dunn And like you know It's got a lot of Scorsese's crew I think like uh, his um, Mira Sorvino's in it Yeah, she's great. Rob Morrow is great. Yeah, Rob Morrow. Um, but um, yeah, I think it was shot by Michael Ball. Shooter McGavin. Yeah. Oh, he's brilliant as the host. Yeah, yeah. Christopher um, McDonald. But yeah, the reason why I bring it up is because, um, you know, the whole thing with that too is like it's a scandal, and then, Mm -hmm. like, you know, they think they're having like this moral victory, but then it's just like it's minimal at the end like these companies just get a slap on the wrist and right and not too much consequences you know but
3: yeah, steve's point the machine just keeps on going you know yeah
0: right so that's why yeah that's a
3: great pool, carla mm-hmm. uh you <laughs> know i was i yeah. i own that movie but it's, it's one of those movies that i don't do they even have the blu-ray i think it's one of those uh, movies that yeah, i never see weird. streaming i never oh no, yeah
0: i don't it's like well you know who owns the rights to it right <laughs> No, it's disney <laughs> yeah it's a touchstone movie actually this is also a disney movie um that's uh, right touchstone produced right. Uh, right. insider as well so subset of a... um or actually is it hollywood pictures that's still disney though they hollywood pictures mm-hmm. and and touchstone were like um uh disney's like adult right right like uh, production arm the, yeah, yeah which they basically kind of stopped you know um doing but yeah, and it's funny because it's like a takedown of NBC Universal. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, That's true. But yeah, it did it it, it. it just has that same feeling. Like you kind of, it's still a downer at the end because it's just like you know. Well, yeah, they 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 got that one victory, but like they've lost the, the battle of the war. Right. You know, they won one battle, but they lost the entire war. <sighs> so, you know. I need to give that Ooh. one a
3: rewatch because I, yeah. I haven't seen that, and I'll say at least may maybe almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it still holds up, man. Like I I rewatched it recently. I don't I who guess who plays could... his
3: dad? Uh mm-hmm. who plays um Ray Fine's dad? Isn't it um Oh
0: shit. Paul uh, Schofield. Or, Schofield. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really He's good. He's good in it too. Yeah, yeah. Um uh yeah, everybody's great in it. Like it's a brilliant cast. Um yeah, and the the actual impetus for me watching it is that, you know, Jacob I've been I have this ongoing project where i'm trying to find good movies to watch during the day because mm. it's just hard you know with the, like the sunlight coming in and shit <laughs> so quiz show is one of those ones it holds up like it's a it's a movie for breakfast like <laughs> you can definitely oh. watch it during the day you know cool. yeah all right so um yeah I, I don't know if i have anything else about the insider do you guys have any other thoughts well, You want
2: steve do, when it, do, do you remember seeing it like when you saw yeah it? Good great question. This is what I wanted to bring up. This was a total miss for me until this week. Oh, I did, shit. like this was the first time I like I I obviously I've I've heard of it. I've been knowing about it. I think Carlo you even mentioned that this was maybe your favorite 1999 movie or that um, you thought it was maybe the best of 99 or somewhat so, you mentioned something like that where you know because obviously 99, this is the Matrix year. This is American Beauty, mm-hmm. um, Magnolia as well. Magnolia, mm-hmm. and so you know, I'm I'm. this is the year I graduate high school, so I'm listening to you know, Incubus and Blink, and I'm going <laughs> oh, this to the is a Matrix. Great year for
0: music, too, man. Um, the Fragile Nine Inch Nails came out, oh, right? yeah, oh, all yeah. that great double <laughs> record. Fiona, System Apple. of down <laughs> a Down is
2: like breaking in LA, yeah, yeah just like, the whole shit. deal. So this movie was a miss on me. I like it. it just it just wasn't something I I, I was interested in, um, and so it was really cool to kind of go and watch this now. Uh, and it I I loved it. It really still resonates. I really like how it just deals with the realm of um, experts and confidentiality, and right. um, like I don't know if you have ever like looked up the components of sort of any manufactured chemical you know like whether it's like paints or cleaning solvents or shampoos or day-to-day stuff if you try to find out some like what's in these things you'll end up with these um material they're called material safety data sheets msds yeah oh shit Yeah, msd yeah msds MSDS, that 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 every company is supposed to put out to let you know what's in this but essentially, what you kind of see from a lot of them is they give you like, okay, you know these, you know, like ben- benzene is in here, from somewhere between five and ten percent, mm-hmm. and then there's some one percent thing that's proprietary, or there's something that they don't disclose because it's like key to their solution or the their formula, uniqueness, yeah. the formula, Coke. yeah, the yeah, Coke. and so it's some, it's and then so. You know, obviously they know what's in it. They they have had to have done some kind of safety checks or some kind of experiments on animals, rat studies, whatever. So they have all that, but it's all proprietary, and so you never really know what's in it or how toxic it is. <laughs> you know, um, and it's just kind of that's just kind of the world we live in where it's like we don't want to be bought as consumers we don't want to be bogged down with like right the risk of like knowing and trying to weigh every single purchase that we have to get you know and so you you hope that that all the apparatuses are working to kind of protect us but you kind of see from a movie like this that um it's really easy to kind of actually keep things hidden yeah um and you know it's really telling when all the ceos are going up there and and you know, they have the footage of them all kind of saying that they uh, they didn't know, yeah, that they they didn't know, or or you know they you know they have like plausible deniability, right? Um, and so I I just really like that, like it really hits that world mm. head on in a topic like cigarettes, where it's a little it's palatable, like we all have a sense that cigarettes aren't great for you, you yep. know. So it's kind of easy, it's a kind of an easy way to kind of tell that story in a topic that people are comfortable with. Um and it, it just kind of reminds me like I think there's a famous um the author Upton Sinclair, he has a famous mm. quote that uh a friend of mine sometimes quotes it's uh it's difficult to get a man to understand something when his salary depends on him not understanding it.
0: Oh <laughs> that's incredible. And
2: it's and it just kind of like really rings true for some of these companies where it's like under oath, they can be asked something, but it's up to them to kind of get the right lawyer speak and be like, I don't know, not to my knowledge, or, you know, you know all those it's, phrases, yeah.
3: It's true, I mean, because they, they, you know... They can just hide behind like, well, I'm not a scientist. I'm just the CEO of the <laughs> right. company, right? Exactly. That's yeah, why yeah. I hired this guy. Mm-hmm. He's the one that does the thing. And if he, you know, if he's using some chemical, how am I supposed to know that everything's in it? Even if I, you know, I signed off on this document that I got, you know, saying it was okay. Yeah, I signed lots right. of documents, right? Yeah. You know, like you were saying before, you know, uh, deniability. Uh, was it was at the reasonable deniability, yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you 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 got something out of it. It's uh, it's exciting to hear that it was. I didn't know it was your first uh, time watching it, but yeah. uh, uh, it sounds yeah. like you you liked it.
2: Yeah, yeah, for good sure. It, again, it was one of those that's like it's on, it's on the radar. It's mm-hmm. on the I'll mm-hmm. get to it eventually list, and so it was finally. It was good to kind of get that nudge. Hey, hey, we're gonna watch this, and be like, yeah. all right,
0: I'm gonna watch it.
3: Yeah. Um, Where would you guys rank this in your Michael Mann's?
0: Oh shit, that's Ooh. a good question. Oh man, well man let me just respond to the 99 rankings oh, yeah. first oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah this isn't actually my favorite movie from 99 i, I the reason why i said like it's a standout is because i think it was such a strong year that like if you look at all the oscar nominees the best picture nominees it should have won best picture uh that year mm. not american beauty i mean american beauty is the weakest one of all the oscar nominees that year if you look at it like who was the other ones uh i think it was also um uh, magnolia hold on let's see magnolia was up for best picture yeah i think so hold on let me just look it up uh, was this
3: when they were just doing the five or had they done yeah the, it was still the just five, the five right?
0: okay um, okay yeah uh, this so, was oh, yeah. in 2000 because um, so yeah did... it
2: was american beauty cider house rules <laughs> the, oh, no, the green the, mile no,
0: this was a terrible field holy and the shit! cents
2: <laughs> the six cents yeah was that for best picture <laughs> yeah it was yeah and, and the insider right oh, there oh my god yeah so yeah and right it this was won. an easy pick
0: yeah insider was the one
3: I feel like though the insider was one of those movies that a lot of people didn't see like yeah you know even like reality. you know the academy you know that mm-hmm. they're notorious for you know they get sent all these screeners and all this yeah. stuff but they were very selective and right kind of like what they watch and it is a very one it's i think you know not for me but i think maybe for a lot of people it's like kind of a mood uh you have to be in the right mood to watch this movie because it's you know has a little bit of a you know a slow pace but i i think it's perfectly paced yeah. but uh i mean that's just me but uh yeah it's a it's a
0: yeah. for me i mean it's it's mm. for
3: man it's mm-hmm. my favorite man movie. Okay. It, it's, uh, I mean, wow. You rank by, it by, above heat, huh? By far. It's, I mean, <laughs> Damn. and, that, and that, I, li- I love heat, yeah, but I love this movie mm-hmm. so much. I love this movie so much. Wow. It's number one for Ooh. me and man.
0: Yeah. That's, that's an interesting choice, Jacob, because I don't think most people would, even though like objectively, I think it is his best movie. Like, you know, it's just because the subject matter, mm-hmm. he's, yeah. he's on top of his game filmmaking wise here too. You know, I mean, he just came off of Heat. He only made three movies in the '90s. I was looking it up. He only made Last of the Mohicans, Heat, and this. So it was like beginning of the decade, middle of the decade, and then end of the decade. Like he wasn't very prolific. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I think I can look at it objectively and say, like, yeah, it's his best movie, but it's not my favorite. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think, uh, well, it's it's changed over the years. I mean, for the longest time, I think Heat was probably up there, but that's like the obvious. Right, but over recent years, like I just realized, like I I'm leaning more towards Collateral. I knew you were gonna say that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say Collateral. Yeah, yeah, because I just like watch it all the time. Like it's like a movie I can just put on. Like the way you say, Jacob, it's like you know, I I it's my
3: comfort movie. Collateral's definitely grown on me. I think when I first saw it in the theater, I was. Kind of, I think, a little bit disappointed. Yeah. But then, like, you know, again, I was a lot younger, you know, and I mean, this even happened with, like, I remember when I first saw Citizen Kane, for Mm. example, I saw it very young, and I was like, you know, you keep on hearing, oh, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. So I saw it, and I was like, this is like a nothing movie, you know, like, (laughs) right, this is just about this guy, you know. But then, I, you know, many years later, when I've matured, I, I see the movie, and I'm like, this is a great movie. Yeah. This is a really great movie. And you mm-hmm. kind of, it's hard to do, especially for me to like, kind of put yourself back in that time and, and think, well, if, if none, if I was back in in that time when it was made, mm-hmm. this was like revolutionary. It was, you know, yeah. you know the, I don't have all these other movies that yeah. wouldn't even exist mm-hmm. without this yeah. influence. And, you know, so, you know, Collaterals definitely has climbed the ranks for me. Um, you know, I know he is the obvious choice, but, mm-hmm. I think it's not a bad, obvious choice because it's a great movie. It yeah. is a great movie. I mean, it is, it, yeah. It, you know, sometimes the, the the best answer is, you know, is the obvious answer, right? You know, so um, so I, you know, I have no hate for anybody that likes Heat or Collateral <laughs> is number one.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, obviously, like, Miami Vice has really gone up in, like, stature uh, with people, especially, like, later generations. And I think it's because i michael mann was just so ahead of his time with digital Mm -hmm. that like now it's catching up to us like i remember people were up in arms with public enemies because it was a period piece and it looked like it was shot today right you know and it's like Mm. are they just cosplaying but now it looks great like i rewatched public enemies like a couple years ago and i was like yeah now it's actually yeah it's it's very good for what it is you know um i mean it's not like one of his top tier movies but it's still like excellent like um so, I only yeah.
3: watched Miami Vice because uh, uh Marcus, because uh, <laughs> yeah, he was a, such a big champion yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. and I know he's a big oh. man fan, but right. uh, you know I kind of had written off of Miami Vice, mm-hmm. and, and I was like, yeah. you know, let me let me watch it, let me see if it, you know, mm-hmm. and. It, you know it's not it's not it's never going to be my favorite but right. i could see why it, ha- it does have some of the qualities mm-hmm. and it's definitely you know i would consider man an auteur you know he yeah. does it definitely has that signature style to it right yeah and mm-hmm. and
0: this one definitely does actually you know since we're on that topic well steve um before i i move on like oh yeah where would you rank the insider for michael Mann's for you
2: yeah I was gonna say two also because um, again I haven't seen all of the Mans, but I also really like Collateral and mm-hmm. um, and 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 the only other one that I've seen I, I actually Heat is another hole that I need. Oh to, I, I dude, need. you haven't Some seen films? Man? Yeah. Nope. Oh, I'm excited for you
3: when you wow. get to yeah. finally get to see Ooh, it. Dude. To, to, yeah, you to be a person that's never seen a great movie and to <laughs> see it for the first time. <laughs> wow. Holy yeah, shit! Oh, awesome. we
0: got to do a Heat episode. Oh man! Cool. It's like a yeah. baby Let's coming out into the world. <laughs> 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 You'd be able to
2: see the world in fresh eyes. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be a, a different person, no doubt. Uh, no, mm-hmm. I was gonna say the the other one that I've seen is Ali. And oh, Ali, okay. uh, I, I, I'm kind of like not that. I wasn't that stoked on it. it like mm-hmm. it was pretty good, but so I think I'd yeah. go collateral than the insider at this point.
0: Yeah, I am curious uh, with you, Jacob. Like since it's your, um, you know field that of um interest like where does ali rank in boxing movies for you I think you know I, I
3: that is another one of those movies where I saw it I, I expected mm. a lot you know from it right. I think you know Will Smith does great in the performance yeah I oh, think yeah. there's a lot of to me it's ali has a lot of great things about it but it doesn't come together as a total movie for mm. me um maybe in I you know it's been a while since I watched it, and like even yeah. rewatched it. Um, maybe I'll have like a different set of eyes now, but right. I, I don't think it's ever gonna like you know get up to the upper echelon of mm-hmm. uh, you know you know some of the movies that we talked about like Heat, yeah. Collateral, Last Mohicans. You know, um, sure.
0: I, I mean actually, sorry, I'm I'm messing up here. Like actually, my You're favorite gonna say Manhunter. Yeah, Manhunter nah, is I my favorite. Michael that. Mann. I was gonna I was ask saying, you about that. Collateral yeah. is the one I have watched the most, but Manhunter is my favorite. Yeah, I I'll just say that. Yeah, Manhunter is the best. I'm going to get <laughs> I'm going
3: to get hate for this, but I'm not a Manhunter fan. Damn, dude. Come on. You know on. What? I I you know and I've tried to watch that, you know, yeah. I've watched it, you know, yeah. I watched it, you know, and, and when I, I remember, you know, I watched it after cuz I actually read the books mm-hmm. um You know, when Silence of the Lambs came out, I read the book and Mm -hmm. then I went and read The Red Dragon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I still have my copy that I have and I read it and I actually thought it was a great story. Right. You know, um, you know, kind of a companion piece to this uh, to this, uh, you know, characters that are involved. Um, But uh, when I saw Manhunter, I was just kind (laughs) of like, I don't know, I was I was like underwhelmed. And then I kept on hearing like I know it's a lot of people's favorites, you know, like and they would just say. Oh, you know, um is it Brian Cox, right? You know like, oh, he's, yeah, he's Hannibal great. Either, he's yeah. better than mm-hmm. than uh, Anthony Hopkins as yeah. Lecter and and you know, um, what's the guy from uh William Peterson. Well, Peterson, you know, yeah. he's great in it and you know, um, is it Tom Noonan? Is a Yeah, guy, like, as Dollarhide. You know, he, you know, yeah. It's, and I, I was just kind of like, okay, I'll give it another shot. Mm-hmm. So I watched it again. I was just like, I have the same feeling, and I think I watched it a third time, and oh I was like, man, you know, it's I don't know why I just it's not one of my favorite men. Yeah, it,
0: I I don't know. I guess like I I never really it's thought the 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. It was 86, so this was like the height of his like Miami Vice like era. Right, right. <laughs> so he had all these like toys at his defense, dis- you know, like disposal. Um, but yeah, I guess maybe because in my formative, like just getting into men, that was like yeah. I mean, I saw Heat first, but, like, that really made an impact on me. When, and I had, like, a whole serial killer movie phase, too, which is appropriate for <laughs> our, our our next movie. But um, before we get into that, I just want to say, like, um, in terms of Michael Mann's filmmaking in The Insider, one of the most subtle things that he does in this, um, and uh, I wonder, Jacob, if you know what this means. Um, do you know about split um, diopters? split diopters do you I know what that I've is heard of this yeah and
3: This is a citizen kane thing too i'm trying he, to he think, pioneered this <laughs> is this one like the like the something about the perspective or yeah like that, right like so it's...
0: so basically you know most uh, film camera lenses they don't have deep focus you know right. but i mean you know uh, citizen kane obviously was like a pioneer in shooting deep focus uh so most lenses have like shallow focus so mm-hmm. like if, uh, if you were like Right there and i was here i would be out of focus because right. i'm too close or they could change the focus and then it would be me so the way michael mann uses it in it's in a pivotal scene in the movie it's basically his his confrontation with michael gambon um where they're threatening him you know but in a subtle way you know like you're threatening my family you know they're talking about like they're gonna add more to his confidentiality agreement and what michael mann does which is just like quietly like revolutionary is yeah, you know, one of those boring shots you can do in a movie is the over-the-shoulder shot, cutting back and forth. He does the split diopter with the over-the-shoulder shot, so you basically have Weigand's ear always in focus mm-hmm. when you see Gambon talking to him, and it's like, you know, it's basically showing that yeah, you have my full attention with my ears, like I'm listening to you right now because you know what you're saying to me is like fucking me up, <laughs> right? You know, so like I thought that was just really brilliant. Like that's one of the subtle that touches. Is brilliant. Yeah. And then um, the other like kind of uh, Michael Mann trademark is, you know, when Low Bergman is like made to go on vacation, he goes to a house by the beach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a common thing oh, that yeah. it's in Manhunter, it, you know, William Peterson's he, character. <laughs> yeah. And he, you know, Robert De Niro lives by the beach, you know, so that's a that's a thing. crime pace. Yeah, <laughs> that's the moral. And it's always bathed in blue light. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. So yeah, serial killers and Manhunter. I think you know, Manhunter is one of the great serial killer movies uh, by Michael Mann. And but we're gonna talk about another um, standout serial killer movie, mm. uh, Seven. So did you see this in the theater, Jacob? Yes, I did. I saw oh. it with my mom. Wow! <laughs> what an experience.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was trippy because uh, you know you know like I, I said earlier, I used to go to the movies by myself a lot, but. Uh, you know, um, you know, my dad has been a big, uh, you know, kind of, uh, I guess inspiration to, you know, cause he used to always take me and my brother to the movies yeah. and we'd always go to like the last showing, you know, on a Friday night or a Saturday night, it would always be like the 11 o'clock or the 12 o'clock movie. Damn. And, um, you know, this was even like at like, you know, six years old, seven years old, you know, my brother was even younger. He's two years younger than mm-hmm. me. Um, but we'd always do that. But, uh, you know, so occasionally, you know, when I uh, was home with my mom on the weekends, you know, she, would. you know, she would say, Hey, you know, like, let's go see a movie. And I remember we went and saw this movie at the local, you know, when we were living in uh, Whittier at a local uh movie theater, I believe it was the, um, uh, Kikorian. I, I think it was a Kikorian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those and, are still around. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we went and saw this and uh, I remember just being like, like, wow, that it was like a, almost like a punch to the gut. You know, it was like, as one of my I think my, if not my favorite, but one of my mo- uh, favorite endings ever in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. And then, uh, you know, I just remember turning my mom and, and just to see like what her reaction was. And I think she liked it, but it was also a little like kind of <laughs> little much for her, you know, because yeah. it's very, it's very kind of like sick and like kind of twisted right, and, yeah. you know, a little bit like crazy. Um, but I mean, she she liked it, but I, I was just like blown away by that movie
0: yeah this is like a hard r movie like it's really pushing the boundaries of what you can do with an r movie um but yeah it also follows a similar kind of um i guess approach to a serial killer the same way with what we mentioned my uh manhunter and silence of the lines where you never see the killings like you only see the aftermath Mm. and like it's the procedural of like trying to piece it together after you know the murders um happened and it's funny that this is a movie too that's like um it's very easy to discuss structurally because you know the seven aspect of it like you can go and discuss it Mm -hmm, uh sin by sin or you can do it day by day because the timeline of the movie is seven days you know um but yeah steve this was also a movie that um that you only caught up to recently is that right well not quite this oh, okay. was a
2: movie i I definitely missed it in theater mm-hmm. but i think i definitely caught it somewhere in the 2000s like oh, you know nice. like somewhere in you know in its replays either on tv or on hbo's and renting it you know and yeah finally when i caught it just like being blown away and nice. it, and it's always like it always just leaves me with the question of why does this movie hit so hard? <laughs> I don't quite. And so it's like, I'm, I'm really anxious and like excited to talk about it with, with you guys. Like to just kind of help tease out like, why, why does it hit so well? Um, it sounds like me and Jacob like it. I'm, um, so I'm curious. Yeah. What's Car- Carlo, what's your history with the movie and well, do you like it? Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> Uh, this was a movie I was not allowed to watch. I mean, you know, I was in the... You U- were not allowed yeah, to watch Yeah,
3: I, I was not allowed to watch this. This was... So as opposed to me seeing it with my mom, <laughs> yeah. you were not allowed to watch no, it. No,
0: I mean, my mom was very strict. And also, it didn't help that we were in the UK at that time. So, like, the UK is a lot stricter with their ratings. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah so are. when a movie's rated 18, you can't get in. Like, if you're a kid, you're not coming into an 18 do they, so movie. It,
3: it, do they have a... a how, like, when, when you say they're strict, you can't get into the movie theater, what if you theater hop? um and I, they, do they catch you do uh, they like throw you out or
0: well the mul- multiplex that i remember we had there's like an attendant outside every screen really yeah that check your tickets wow they got some deep so, pockets oh, to be yeah, able to pay yeah. for somebody to, be yeah, to yeah. sit I out mean, there i remember How boring that boring is the, that though? the same way in the philippines too though that there would really? be like ticket attendants at every screen so you can't like theater hop um that was a new thing for me moving to the u.s when i I figured out but yeah like this was a movie i couldn't watch because legally i couldn't you know like i couldn't see it in the theater but um when it started playing on cable channels i'll never forget like i had a friend in high school and um he was basically like my gateway drug to movies like uh (laughs) all the movies that i wasn't supposed to watch like he would basically have me, like, come over to his house and we'd watch these movies, you know. And sometimes, yeah. yeah, he would he would go above and beyond. He would, like, tape these movies for me from, like, these cable channels. And this was one of them. Like, he actually gave me the tape um, to keep. And it was my favorite movie when I was a teen when I saw it because I was like, yeah. holy shit. This, is like, blew my mind when I saw it as a teen. I think I'm, I must have been, like, 14 when I saw it. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, it it was just like, I'd never seen anything like it. Like, I remember it was just like this movie and Fargo were like my two favorite (laughs) movies. And this was when I was like, it was 97 and I was really like getting serious into movies too. Um, and yeah, at the time I thought like it was, it was David Fincher's first movie. I didn't realize he had that whole thing with... K- um, kind of is, Il- though. Yeah, it is. You know, <laughs> with Alien you hear about 3. Alien 3, you know, yeah. the,
3: the way the studio kind of interfered and it didn't really become... I mean, he kind of even yeah. says that, you know, he, he know, that Alien 3, he doesn't really, like, recognize that as his right. movie. Right,
0: yeah, and that's fair, you know. Uh, and, you know, I, we were talking about PTA earlier. There is the parallels, like, now he's working with New Line, and because he got fucked over on his first movie, that's him now, right. like, being, like... It's kind of made him more like headstrong and adamant about the way he wants to do things, and like you know he he's doing all these things with this movie. Like he decides to pick like Darius Conji, who was like known for shooting like um, perfume commercials, but he also worked with uh, Jeunet and Caro, who made Delicatessen and City of Lost Children. So he gets him to be the cinematographer for this movie, and I think City mm. of Lost Children was the same year. And then you know it's like one of those like lightning in a bottle type of scripts. That's you know the the legendary story about Andrew Kevin Walker that he worked at Times, uh, the Tower Records in Times Square in New York when he was writing this, and um, yeah, and like just uh, it it's such a confident movie. Like you really can see like the, mm. there's a style that's being announced in this film and i mean a question i want to ask you guys uh just on the outset of the movie like um is what city is it set in (laughs) oh my
2: god (laughs) i mean it looks like it's shot it looks like kind of like it's shot in la Mm -hmm. at times but it's like but yeah i think it's 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 kind of meant to be any metropolitan area right usa but it could also be like gotham city you know what i mean (laughs) like (laughs) what do you think jacob
3: i mean I, I I believe it was it was shot a lot of it was shot in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. but the thing that throws me off uh, in the movie is because there 's so much rain right and los <laughs> angeles isn 't known for yeah. like right. this downpour of rain, and yeah. of course it was all done by the towers, right mm-hmm. you know they talk about it in the commentary of like yeah. how they, they knew that, uh, you know, oh, shit, it's going to be the towers all day, you know, yeah. the water <laughs> falling on, on us all day. You know, it's going to be one Which of those days. Which he did again yeah. in
0: um uh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, right? Like, he yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah go on, oh, yeah, here. but on. And there's a subway. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, well, actually, the, that's the weird thing. Like, I think their apartment is actually above ground. But it's like, uh, yeah, there's an elevated subway outside of the apartment that makes it vibrate, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, could the, be, I mean, could be the
3: Bay Area, but then you don't get the uh, like the like I never see uh anything like that kind of resembles. I think the, right. the Bay Area, you know. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the weather is, yeah. I guess,
0: is a little bit like you know, yeah. yeah, the yellow cabs look like New York City. Yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, as we yeah. we go along with the movie, I'll, I'll I'll drop some hints about like certain things yeah. about the location. But uh, yeah. yeah, the. There's no right answer. It's actually, like, it's never named. They just call it Metro. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, that's what they... Um, but... And, uh, and, and like, there's no real wide shots until the end, mm-hmm. right? Like, everything is just kind of,
2: like, tight... Yeah. Medium true. shots and and then close-ups. But, kind yeah,
0: of. it really is amazing how, like, you know, it's... You guys are right. It is mostly shot in downtown L.A. Mm-hmm. And, like, how that can pass for, like, any kind of, you know... Uh, urban nightmare city
3: la plays <laughs> yeah, metro
0: exactly i think this is actually <laughs> one of the best examples of like you know los angeles not playing itself you know cause, right, right. cuz i mean just to avoid like shooting any palm trees anywhere is is amazing you know and like um uh, I also remember in Last Action Hero, you remember that's also shot in downtown LA, but like right. they pretend it's New York, but it's obviously downtown LA. <laughs> right. Like you know, is <laughs> so yeah, it's just amazing. I I think that's that testifies like to um, Fincher's like attention to detail that like they really shot it in a particular way also the yeah. library
3: also throws me off i don't uh, i don't feel right. like the library is there's, there's no, like <laughs> that's like an la yeah. thing like yeah you know, that's not a like central library <laughs> grand library like yeah that, like know? where
0: did they shoot that yeah uh, i mean you were mentioning the commentary it's funny because this was like one of the early dvds which just had like stacked extras like i think it had like five different commentary yeah there, there's, there's a, a there's a
3: commentary category. with uh, it's uh david fincher and brad pitt together mm-hmm. and then morgan freeman Ooh. is also on the commentary, but he's not with them. Oh, okay. so they like kind of flip back and forth between yeah. each each of them. And then there's a one with the the guy that did the story, mm. um and I think fincher's as part of that. And then yeah. there's one with the I
0: think the sound.
3: Oh yeah. And then there's one with the I think I want to say the uh, production design. Production right? design. Yeah, yeah. Arthur Max. Yeah. And
0: I mean, you know, um, playing into that, like I mean we mentioned delicatessen which has like an incredible opening credit sequence this has an incredible opening well, credit venture is known
3: for his yeah. uh, for his opening sequences <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah but this is definitely an early highlight for him i think you know, yeah well, i just, think it, it really yeah.
3: goes back to his days uh, when he used to do uh, music videos right so mm-hmm. it kind of and commercials like you know it, it has that touch because the opening credits is like a really like a short film right you know, Yeah. so it kind of lends itself to that that kind of you know the yeah.
0: Thing. The credits look like they're they're cut up from like newspapers and like um, well it's know.
3: it's it's supposed to be um, John Doe who's the mm-hmm. the you know the serial killer in yeah. uh, in the in the movie it's him like making the books and, and yeah. like, doing all that stuff shaving his fingertips right. yeah, exactly and, so it's like him like yeah. prepping for his and uh, it's funny cuz
0: yeah that song too that that plays over the credits is um uh 9 inch nails closer but it's like yeah. a remix of it right. like by um i think coil and you know oh, like cool. basically 15 uh, 15 years later he works with Trent Reznor again right. for social network an and Oscar. now he's doing yeah he's doing the soundtracks for uh for fincher um, but yeah, like uh, yeah, it's just such a perfect opening credit sequence. Like, it's something that you can just like watch on its own. Even though it is dark, it's got like photos of like postmortem shit. Right, right. You know, I mean, you got a guy shaving his fingertips. He's like sewing together these these pages, these binders, of the books. Yeah. But the buildup is incredible, and, and it's funny actually. Before I watched the movie, I listened to Downward Spiral just before <laughs> watching oh, it. Yeah, yeah. It was like the perfect, like uh mood setter for it. Um, yeah. I think it's a yeah. good companions
3: uh, piece to like industrial uh, rock, you know, mm-hmm. like, which is like, you know, the nine inch nails like
2: era. Oh of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Music.
0: yeah. I mean, it's, it's a year after downward spiral came mm-hmm. out. So like, yeah, it's, it's great. And, um, yeah. So, uh, I guess, uh, one of the other things I want to talk about is like the influence um, like stuff that like inspired Fincher for this like he talks about this book called Evidence by Luke Sant and I actually own that book it's a it's a photography book but uh, you know Luke Sant is a writer so he collected like the, these um, crime scene photos and they're like really powerful shit I mean you know it's like the when you, you get to the first um, victim uh, gluttony it's like the photos that they, they see of him like you know um that's you know that's what it looks like from from evidence you know and and there's this whole thing too with the movie visually where we start off in complete darkness with that scene like you know the the house that they go to it's like they need a flashlight to get in there's no lights to turn on um and yeah we're, we're it's it's also a movie that like kind of gets us like going right away with like um you know, it's their first time meeting the two detectives, and like I, I that line always stuck out to me, where where Brad Pitt, uh, Detective Mills, says like I, I would prefer it if we didn't start by kicking each other in the balls, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it obviously, like uh, Somerset is such a fascinating character because it's like he's he's well-meaning, he's well-spoken, but he's also kind of patronizing. You know, like, he he obviously doesn't respect Mills off the bat, you know, <laughs> like, um, so even when, like, they start to find out, like, there's a, there's a pattern, he's like, he doesn't want Mills to, like, take on the case, and he doesn't want to take it, you know, um, yeah. But, yeah, it's just fascinating, the the whole dynamic that they start off where. But I think you know there's
3: reasons behind that, you know, because he's the grizzled kind of like. Right. You know, he even alludes to it like, you know, he kind of used to be like Mills, you know, like mm-hmm. excited thinking you can make a difference. But the, the grind and just mm-hmm. like all the realities of what you see as a detective in this, you know, unnamed city that yeah. seems to be like, you know, just kind of maybe similar to New York during like, you know, the, the worst times or maybe yeah, like a Detroit 70s, where 80s. it's like, you know. <laughs> you know you hear these crazy stories because even the very first uh scene you know he asked the question um to one of the officers like did the kids see it you know there was a murder you know did the kids <laughs> did see the it kids where, where see were the kids <laughs> and the guy's like what, who gives a yeah, fuck, fuck why, yeah. why do you care You know, yeah, why are you asking me this question like, yeah, like, yeah. yeah you know like it, it is you know but you know it's that part of him that yeah. he thinks about this mm-hmm. stuff and you know he's i think he sees mills as this kind of You know young gun Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't even understand he even asked him why did you transfer here you like you like you requested you wanted to come here (laughs) why would you want to come here right you know because it's so it's so like you know dour here you know like i i've been doing this for a long time and Mm -hmm. so you know i think he sees things in mills that he understands that it is too soon like it's 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 super intense and he can see that mills is again very i think cocky and just kind of like you know can you know get his let let his emotions kind of run away with him you know and and so he's he's not going to be suited for maybe maybe this case you know it could maybe break him
0: right yeah another great line later on that he mentions is is like um what is it it's fascinating to see a man feed off of his emotions (laughs) Yeah, um,
2: I was just gonna say. I mean, in a way, Somerset is right. You know, mm. in his initial read of this of this case, is he 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 senses this is not the right thing for Mills, and <laughs> this is not the right one for me. I'm on my way out. It's too soon and, for um, you. <laughs> yeah. You could say that to my face. Yeah. It's too soon, soon for, for you. <laughs> and um, I if, mean, if, it, if it's not. For the great R. Lee Ermey yeah. as the, the police he's chief who so kind of yeah. gets him in there then, then we get thrust into this great story yeah, but yeah.
0: get up lumber twins <laughs> that's some great lines <laughs> the, the, uh, one of the
3: best the scenes of the movie or one of the funniest scenes yeah. is when he's sitting at the desk and they're talking yeah and the phone keeps reading <laughs> and he picks yeah. it up and he's like this is not <laughs> even my my desk, life my desk. Yeah. he just hangs it up yeah. you know? I mean yeah this
0: movie you know once you get past all the twisted stuff I think it's a very funny movie no there, there's yeah, definitely there's some, of- there's some humor yeah, like um, when uh, another Arlie Army scene where he visits uh, Somerset at his uh, his office that's now going to be Mills's office. It's like there's this guy who's like chipping away at Somerset's like. So name. do you know the story about this guy? No, wait, what's the story? Okay, so they
3: they talk about this in the commentary. Okay. <laughs> so apparently, so David Fincher. Gets told that you know they need this janitor guy, right? To, to, to you know, just for the scene. And, and somebody, uh, somebody on uh, his uh, team tells him, "Oh, I got the this guy. Uh, I got the perfect guy for this this role. He he's dying. To, you know, he's dying for this role." And David Finch is like, "He's dying to play a janitor that just basically has like you know no lines or whatever." And so apparently, it's uh, I don't I don't know this guy. I can't remember his name, but he's like a writer. He's like I think oh, like a shit. critic or whatever. Mm. And so. It comes to the day to film he said okay fine this guy can do it or whatever <laughs> it comes to the day to fill this c- the scene right and the guy's like late right he's yeah. late and he's like and david fincher's like where the fuck is this guy you know like <laughs> he, i thought he was dying to you know to do this role and it's just a short thing like we like, yeah. need to get going here like why are we waiting for this guy and then and they tell him oh well we uh, we sent a car to go pick him up and it's you know it's running behind it's like in traffic and he's like <laughs> Why the fuck did you send a car to go pick up the a guy for this like little scene? Mm-hmm. Like who who is this? And they keep on saying, oh, it's this, it's this guy and this guy. And, he's, and he David Fincher doesn't know who this writer is. You know this, mm-hmm. I think it's a critic or something like that. He's like, I don't, I, you know, I don't know who the fuck this is. And so the guy <laughs> finally makes it there, and he and, and the guy says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late or whatever, and he's just like. He's like, I, get, come on, come here. Let's do this. You know, like let's film this. You know, and everybody's like telling Fincher, like you know, hey, don't talk to him like that. You know, this guy's <laughs> like, like he's a crazy. Like he's sure. he could ruin you or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a, it, to me, it was just a funny scene because he he has like no lines. He's just basically scraping on the Right. Okay. I'm,
0: and, I'm, I just looked it up right now. He's. Um, George Christie. Yeah, George yeah, Christie. He was a longtime columnist for The Hollywood Reporter, so he yes. could have wrecked Fincher. <laughs> yes, yeah, so everybody was
3: telling Fincher, and <laughs> oh, Fincher's like, I don't give a
0: fuck who oh, this guy is. He's like, he's ruining my movies, like, you know, Damn. for this little-ass part. Oh, it's That's hilarious. Funny. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm going to bring this up as we go along. Like, there's so many great bit part players in this. I mean, Fincher mm-hmm. is, is known for for doing this. Like, these, these guys who basically have one scene – but they're so memorable. I mean you know you also got like um, when they have the um, the gluttony guy on the on the slab and the coroner played by reg, kathy yeah and he's great you know it's yeah, like, he's great there was a hematoma <laughs> like he's really talking like <laughs> um sure yeah yeah there's, there's a lot of them i mean the the security guard who's playing poker in the library he's the bus driver in and speed. speed yeah right you know it oh right. uh, yeah. shit yeah there's so many good um yeah i'll, shit, I'll bring up his name in
3: speed no, uh, yeah i forgot frank? To. no not frank
0: yeah <laughs> yeah she's like um uh, Andy's yelling her name, yeah. when, uh, his name when she's chasing the bus. Right. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of, of people who who come up uh, later on. But yeah, that's scratching. the t- <laughs> can you not do that? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Sam. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of the driver. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. I don't know how you guys want to proceed with this. Do you want to go like victim by victim, and then we'll sure. break it down that yeah. way? So yeah it, and and i just want to i just want to say like just like as like a quick general thought mm-hmm. before
2: we get into it. Okay. it there is there is something about the movie that feels timeless mm. like there's no cell phones there's no tvs really only like the title cards and then like how on each day how they use that kind of 90s font you know like um
0: yeah it looks like typewriter yeah yeah
2: and, like, and then I think once they get to to the credits, the ending credits, like, really, those are the only things that kind of date it, like, mm. as, like, okay, this is the, the 90s. Because it's kind of done in, would you, this is kind of like a film noir style, right?
0: It's neo-noir, yeah. It definitely a noir. yeah. Be neo- neo. yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, obviously, because of... Um, It being in color, but yeah, I mean, there's even that visual progression of how, like, we start in complete darkness, and then we're kind of gradually moving towards light, and then, like, the final scenes are totally... I mean, that's the crazy thing about this movie. A lot of the, like, kind of scary, shocking scenes are during the daytime in this movie. Yeah, it's
2: kind of daylight horror. Yeah, it is.
0: It totally is. It's just because you know you, you know there's these downtown like apartment buildings that they're going to and this is the other thing that's kind of like questionable about it being in new york like everybody lives in massive apartments in this movie mm. like these apartments are way too huge for new york you know these these yeah. eh. but this is this a thing with movies like <laughs> it's always like oh i'm a garbage yeah. man but yeah. i have this you know <laughs> giant you know you know yeah. right it's like amy brennan i'm a teacher yeah hey, look amy- at my, my look at my spread <laughs> amy brennan working in a bookstore but she lives like in the yeah. hollywood hills yeah. looking over <laughs> totally. all of la she inherited it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, so No, I um, think you,
3: you bring up a good point though, Steve, is that I think you know part of the the draw of this movie is it is timeless like the, there's so much focus on the the story and the 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 you know the mystery and the thriller aspect of it. Like it doesn't like really um, you know get bogged down by all these, you know, things that, you know, could, you know, kind of like pin it to a time or like make it feel dated. Right. You know, I think it has it's so strong in so many elements. You know, uh, I think you know with the with the writing and just you know uh, how it's acted and 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 the look that you know it's got this you know grittiness to it that it you know what is it now it's going to be almost how many years uh what's the anniversary Um, now it's going to be thirty years
0: yeah it's getting close to thirty years years, right twenty eight years I I mean I almost
3: (laughs) I mean I could imagine this being made you know you know five years ago or even like you know a couple years ago
0: yeah and i mean i think it was also a deliberate choice in terms of like things that would signify period like i mean the phones are are fairly modern you know in a lot of the parts other than john doe's phone obviously which we'll get to but um uh like the phones on the desks of the detectives they're kind of fairly modern phones but um also the cars you know the cars are they all seem to be like lincoln like kind of Mm uh you know those long cars like you can't really place them in any particular period even the cabs are like that and then one that really stood out to me in terms of vehicles was actually the uh the garbage truck you know in that Mm, key scene you know it's like where is that garbage truck from it looks like it's from the the 50s or somewhere you know Mm. uh but yeah we'll, we'll get to it so uh, do you guys have any thoughts on the the first uh victim in the well should we call them a victim I don't know according to John Doe they're not but gluttony what do you have to say <laughs> about gluttony oh, man it's that's a gr- it's just gross
2: <laughs> like the, just the the, the the thought of 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 how he killed them yeah. and how how I think he kicks him right at the end, and he, he like, kicks like, him in the he stomach, and then
3: because he he he'd eaten so much, the pressure it oh, basically split him open, Damn. and that's man. why he he you know oh. it basically killed him.
0: Yeah, and then the uh, yeah it's like. <laughs> Um, the just the little things that they're doing like the you know Somerset is like brushing against the back yeah, of his with neck the pin, with the yeah. pen. <laughs> Could you the not do hairs, that? Whatever, yeah. yeah. Can you be quiet please? <laughs> Mills is talking. He's like trying to tell a a story, like talking shop. There. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and then the bucket of vomit underneath. The... <laughs> yeah, oh, that God. was the first like kind of jump scare if you want to say. So did way. you
3: did you know that um so in that in the scene, you know, they have a uh, you know, there's roaches and stuff like this. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So they yeah, actually yeah. built the set of this. Mm. You know, so it's a, it's a it's a, a sound stage. Yeah, yeah, on a sound stage, and they have to like uh they put like plastic around the whole thing, and they put like Vaseline so that. Oh. You know, the, basically, the roaches can't get out, right? Jeez. Because they have a roacher. Yeah, they, you know, this is an actual job, a roach handler, right? Yeah, so, right. You know, but the guy is you know sitting there because it's a real guy, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they actually put like a some type of breathing apparatus on there mm-hmm. while his face is in the spaghetti. spaghetti. And you know, <laughs> oh like God. to be able to breathe through that. <laughs> oh shit! Um, but you know, how I mean, to me, I mean, I hate roaches. Yeah, but to you know have like roaches like crawling around, you know, like yeah, you know, your face is spaghetti must be like so creepy
0: and just like disgusting
2: oh god yeah
0: and uh, the i guess on the rewatch the funny part to me was um you know when the 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 forensics guy comes over and then he lifts his head (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he says, I think he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Obviously, he is. Like, Thank you, John. You know, yeah. I mean, even the, the bit part player, the guy who, the first, like, cop who discovered. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, unless he's bleeding, uh, bleeding spaghetti. spaghetti sauce, yeah. I don't think he's getting up. <laughs> he's been sitting in his own piss and shit for a few hours. Now. <laughs> and another yeah. thing about this killing, yeah. is, yeah. and the Somerset uh, talks mm-hmm.
3: about this, is that so he, you know, he's feeding this guy the mm-hmm. spaghetti or yeah. whatever. He actually stops mm-hmm. because they find two, two receipts. receipts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He actually stops, leaves, go to the store to buy more, yeah. and bring it back. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so they can finish this this task.
0: Right. Yeah, it's wild. So you know, it just seems like this is one of those things they they don't know yet that it it's it's a series of of murders because it's not obvious, unlike the other ones. Like when we see the next guy greed like it's like it's spelled out in blood and like there's this whole thing of i remember when i first saw it and i guess this was like because it's on vhs i couldn't see clearly the what happened to the greed victim like because it's it's shot from far away Mm -hmm. like sometimes you'll see the photos of him like um but like yeah i guess on vhs it just wasn't clear but now you know seeing like a a high def version of it it's like pretty clear (laughs) what happened to him like he's he seems to be bound on top of like a stack of books. And then uh he was basically ordered to like cut a pound of, a pound flesh. of flesh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you have the scale in front of him. And um yeah, they they're starting to piece it together. And initially actually I think like I didn't even realize this until the rewatch that Mills and and Somerset aren't actually assigned to these murders together initially. Like Mills was heading the greed one and then Correct. um yeah, Somerset was handling gluttony and then, you know, they once a piece There's together. actually a little joke there though too. Oh uh, what's the joke? Um,
3: so you remember when he when they when they find uh, him and he's uh, the gluttony and then mm. he's saying that you know um, Somerset saying he doesn't want the you know it does this can't be his last case you know mm. he thinks it's the beginning of something or he has a suspicion and it can't be Mills's because yeah. it's too soon for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, the uh, one, I think it's a district attorney that's uh, talking, uh, who's also another uh, character actor.
1: Yeah, uh, Richard Roundtree, yeah, Shaft. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, Shaft, man.
3: He's talking uh, yeah. and he's t- talking to the reporters and yeah. everything there, and he says, you know. Oh, we have our best guys on it. and it, <laughs> they, but little do they know, yeah, Mills, you know, who's barely a week into the right. you know to our couple of days into the job, you know, he's being assigned. he's been given this case because you know he's kind of like all they have left because they're like tapped out with uh with, you right, know, with people sure. um so you know it's just kind of a little i think a little nod to that earlier scene of like <laughs> it's too early for him but right we have our best guy on it because it's the only person left right and that doesn't have a case to you know to have to yeah to do. yeah
0: like that uh, yeah i guess uh arlie ermy kind of mentions that too that yeah they're just spread thin they have nobody else right, right. <laughs> assigned to it yeah oh man yeah but yeah it's it's great that uh yeah richard roundtree seeing him in a in a later role as the the da um and um yeah this guy uh the greed victim he's actually a lawyer um and uh he's apparently like a defense lawyer i guess and he's defended like some really shady dudes he's like a
3: superstar lawyer you know? right he's
0: like, he's like i guess the
3: I mean, maybe one of the OJ lawyers or whatever, you yeah. know, like the, <laughs> yeah, the go-to like guy if you want to get off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he charges a lot, but you're going to get off.
0: Right, exactly. And yeah, we we see the connection later on to another one of the um, the victims. Um, but yeah, like so, uh, is the next part like they notice the photo with the wife and she's got the red? Mm-hmm. No, no. I think uh, no, no. So I think
3: there isn't. I can't. Now I'm trying to remember there. So. To finish off the gluttony thing, oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The, the, so they ended, uh, f- they ended up giving it to um, to uh, uh, Somerset that they yeah. found something in his stomach. It was yeah, like pieces yeah. of plastic. Yeah, that's what Arlie. So says, that's yeah. how they are able to. Or he goes back to the scene. Mm-hmm. He's looking in the refrigerator. He sees down below that yeah. there's three like little things, and so that mm. points him to look behind. Yeah. You know, because on all the, or I know we'll get into it, but like mm-hmm. in the murders, it usually tells you what <laughs> sin it is, yeah, right? It's, but it's not written not down. on the first one. It didn't yeah. you know because it's behind the refrigerator. Yeah. There's that note, you know. Yeah, so, he
0: wanted them to find that out. To right discover after, it. right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's crazy because you would have to piece together that those pieces of plastic were from the floor, right? And that it scratched off when the fridge was moved, and then yeah, it, it was basically gluttony written in grease, and then there was a right. piece of paper, and it was, it was um, a quote. Yeah, it was long as the way is hard, that out of hell leads out to light. I right. <laughs> I still haven't it memorized. Right. It's the Milton. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Milton quote. And this is another crazy thing too. Like I guess I appreciated the movie more um, after I studied Inferno and Paradise Lost in college. So it was like, man, okay, now I get like these references, like what they're referring to. Because right, yeah, it, it's some some deep cuts there that the Andrew Kevin oh, yeah. Walker is aiming for. <laughs> um so yeah they that's when they realize okay the this is beginning this is like so reason, yeah he starts listing the seven deadly sins you know um you know and it's like i i can't do this like this can't be my last case <laughs> that's what he's saying to to Arlie ermy right um and then uh i guess they decide to investigate greed a little further and then that's when they like, well they shoot. what
3: happens is that um brad's uh, when he gets into the office brad's mm-hmm. wife calls him and says I want to talk to Somerset oh, and then he invites him over yeah. for dinner <laughs> oh, and then I while that was he's that early on. Yeah. Yeah. Why he comes over for dinner, mills happens to right. have like this stuff and then they kind of are talking. Oh, shocked, right. Right, you know? right. And then they, then he says, there's always one thing. Yeah. And Mills is about to pack it in. He's like, you know, it's mm-hmm. late. You know, I got to yeah. go walk the dogs. Mm-hmm. And then he remembers that picture. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they yeah. kind of put it together. Like, oh, maybe it's something that she should I, see. Oh, so then that's yeah, when yeah, they go right, to the safe right. house yeah, yeah. to uh, basically go ask yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: and like, um yeah, just going back a little bit with that dinner scene, you know, that's like one of the few light moments in right. the movie where oh, like yeah. you have a nice uh, vibrating home. Right. <laughs> and just like, I can't uh, forget like, morgan freeman's like facial expression when he's trying to hold back the laughter right. and then he just yeah. explodes <laughs> like it's yeah. and then so gwyneth good. paltrow's laughing yeah like, like right. i like, don't like, know why you why are you laughing you know <laughs> you're in
1: the
3: same you know predicament <laughs> yeah. i am in yeah there's actually another like kind of lo- little funny moment uh, i don't know if you guys caught it but so um, Mills, you know, while they're looking at the evidence or whatever, Mills says, "I'm gonna get a beer." Mm-hmm. You know, you want anything? And and Morgan Freeman says, wine. "A wine." <laughs> yeah, and he brings it to him like in a cup, <laughs> like you know, he, he's thinking like he's gonna bring like, a yeah. It's like a full glass yeah. of like wine and Red uh, wine. He, even uh, Morgan Freeman <laughs> uh, after like they're <laughs> talking, he he go, and he he looks at the the cup and he's like, "What the? Yep. What the? Oh, fuck I is missed this?
0: that little detail. Oh yeah. shit, I gotta watch yeah. out for that." And yeah, just like, you know, speaking of their large apartment, you know, they have a whole room that's just for the dogs. <laughs> like, you know, you don't have the that kids. in New York. Yeah, their kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, they go through the photos. They're trying to figure out. And actually, this is the other thing about the movie I would credit to is like how it expanded my vocabulary. So, so one of the words I learned from this this movie is attrition, you know, the, the forced attrition. And I was like, oh, it's like you feel guilty, but not because you love God. You know, so they talk about that. That that's like what the lawyer was forced to do, you know. And mm. then they see the photo of his wife, and then it's funny. I guess this is kind of a sick, twisted thing but they show the the crime scene photos to the wife. There's like a post it on top of the lawyer, right. so she doesn't see it, but she's still like crying. She's like right. devastated to see, that, even though they they've obscured like the most disturbing. Uh, part does of, this have a yeah, connection
3: oh yeah. to uh, Jeffrey Wigand's wife? Is she? <laughs> is she happy that she lost her hu- or be unhappy she lost her husband or unhappy that her way of life is going to change because she might have to go back to work? Good point. Um, yeah, but yeah,
0: it shadowing. leads yeah. to like a, a big, like, a, I guess, a clue or a lead in, yeah. in the case. because And I think this is also like David Fincher's like commentary on modern art <laughs> that they don't notice that the painting is upside down. Right. Like who's supposed to figure out if that painting is upside right. down or not? anyway and then she's like oh yeah that painting it's upside down and then yeah um the yeah they they start looking and like um they they tear the back of the painting and they don't see anything and then but um, they they discover uh, um Somerset discovers that he actually
3: rehung it like you know cuz mm. it was like you know it's screwed in with the the thing but the guy oh, the uh, right you know John Doe actually mm took the time mm. to re basically refigure it so that you can hang it again oh that's crazy yeah like he
0: he goes wow. that far right? yeah and, and speaking of modern art too i mean you know you can basically th- say that john doe's project is a work of art you know i mean yeah. there's yeah there's a line <laughs> yeah. later on we'll bring it up but um yeah it kind of <laughs> indicates that um there's also like these lines that i just like randomly quote from the movie that one of them is mill saying like he didn't paint the fucking thing like, <laughs> so lines from the now, Somerset's you know, climbing up
3: on the furniture yeah
0: <laughs> and then so yeah they, they they gradually figure out there's fingerprints behind it and then the guy who they have as like the guy who like kind of reveals the fingerprints yeah. that's actually morgan freeman's son oh really yeah yeah i didn't yeah the, no. all the bit part players are great in this so yeah he's like man i've never seen anything like this <laughs> like mills also yeah. does a little
3: joke there too because he you yeah. know they're trying to figure out the clue and mm. and he's just like yeah he's just fucking with us he's like this uh, is us and he yeah. puts his head he's like he's like like basically right, like you're getting desk, fucked yeah. you know like, he's like yeah. this is us we're yeah. idiots we're getting fucked
0: so yeah the fingerprints spell out help me right and that leads them to the next uh victim oh baby yeah because um they're well first it's like um the, the they're trying to do the fingerprint match Mm -hmm. and i guess this was way back you know when the technology was so primitive so it's like going through the anal like analyzing like and then the the guy is saying to them like i've seen this like take up to three days you know better start looking somewhere else um so they're waiting and then uh, yeah there's a great moment where they they end up sleeping on the on the couch in the lobby and Mm -hmm. I, i just like that little detail where you know when mills starts to like lay down he moves the moves ashtray it, yeah yeah because you can smell it <laughs> like I, i've known that like you know and like just the fact that there's an indoor ashtray you know that people were still smoking in the mid 90s um and then yeah when they wake up like all of a sudden mills is like yeah, lying, was like them. cuddling uh, with uh, <laughs> yeah so and then head. yeah there's that line wake up lumber twins we've got a match <laughs> And this is when we get introduced to another. He's probably the most key supporting character, other than Arlie Ermy, which is California, played by uh, John C. McGinley. McGinley. Oh, he's so good. So he leads the SWAT team, and um, uh, and yeah, the, just even the name California, because you know, in um the other script that Andrew Kevin Walker wrote after this Eight yeah. Millimeter, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix's character is named Max California. So there's that connection. But yeah, so this is like, I think if people- So maybe they are in LA if his name is California. Yeah, exactly. California, get away from here. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, maybe um, that's the hint. But yeah, um, there's other clues later on that we can break down too. But um, so, yeah, so this is, I think, the sequence that is like, if we're going to define like David Fincher's directing, like this is the one. Like, you know, this is one of them like, where it's like, a highlight, the key sequence from David Lynch's career. the sloth sequence is just man incredible, perfect. Yeah, yeah. so, so perfect. Th- this freaked me out in the theater.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. just the way yeah. it, I love how the flashlights look. It, like mm. I don't quite know how they get that effect. How how you know you get that nice beam of light, even mm. though it looks like well lit.
3: Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, because it it is it's like during... it's almost like cutting through the night. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah. it's it's daytime. Yeah, that's
0: the crazy thing. But it's like. I guess this is the other unique thing about us in L.A. We've had, like, June gloom and stuff. And, like, yeah, sometimes you just can't tell what time of day it is, if it's, like, raining or it's just gloomy mm-hmm. outside. Like, so, I, I mean, yeah, obviously in the in the apartment building, it's completely dark because, like, uh, one little bit that they add, that little detail, there's a guy walking through the corridor and he suddenly, like, kind of leans against the wall, like, you know, as the cops are, like, making their way right. through. Mm-hmm. And then... um. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned this, but Howard Shore's score is like so effective. It's like this mm. really unnerving, like screech. Well, not really a screech, but it's like just the right kind of tension. I think that he creates with that sound. You yeah, know? The, the
3: atmosphere that he creates. Yeah, is like it's, it's yeah. just right there with the, right. with
0: the with the story that we're mm-hmm. that we're you know that's unfolding in front of us. Yeah. And it's wild that he also did the score for uh, the Silence of the Lambs, you know. So, <laughs> two serial killer movies, but very different scores, I think. You know, yeah, like, yeah very there's something about stuff. Seven where it's like, yeah, th- he really taps into, like, just if that that really is, I guess, the brilliant thing about the movie. Like everything aligns, like the cinematography, the the music, like the sound design, the production design. They're all like in sync. They're all working in concert together, you know. So yeah so they they discover that basically like yeah as they're going like it's kind of like they're they're breaking it down as they go that it's like they find out it's this guy named victor who apparently is like a drug dealer and yeah his that's his fingerprints that are on the wall that says help me and um and then, yeah, Somerset isn't convinced. He's kind of like, you know, uh, this, this doesn't seem like our guy, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. He seems to have more purpose, you know? That's the line that Yeah, this he's guy
3: like. seems just like a normal hood. Yeah. You know, this like, typical criminal, right. not like some mastermind that, yeah. would, that would, you know, I, as we talked about, you know, being so meticulous to detail to mm. be able to, uh, you know... Take the time, for right. the gluttony thing. Yeah, right. Take the pieces of plastic, you yeah. know. You know, have these little clues. Yeah, rehang. You know. You know. It's these are. You know. These are like yeah. very,
0: you know, uh, meticulous. You know, type of uh, acts. Yeah, Victor just seems like a, a petty criminal, right? Right. Yeah. So they break into this apartment, another large apartment, by the way, several rooms <laughs> before they even get to to oh, him. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, the production design is just like the touch of the the pine tree air fresheners oh, yeah, yeah. In the, but they yeah. can still like it still smells horrible right. like one of the SWAT team guys like starts coughing like right. it's like, <laughs> like it's really bad and then Mills does this thing where he puts the the necktie to his mouth because or <laughs> over his nose because it just stinks so, so badly funny. and they find Victor and he's like this emaciated dude and it says sloth well, they they find a person with a covers over
3: them, and they, you know, they're giving them like, "Hey, stand up, motherfucker!" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. California, saying like they don't know, you know, they think it, you know, they don't know like what what they're about to see. Yeah, and you know, so then you know, of course, somebody has to go over there and. Oh yeah, he's covered in a sheet. He's covered. You know, they could they can see that there's a body there, but it's not moving. Yeah, and you know they're yelling orders at it as you would, you know, like a cop. You know, tell them, you know, you know, stand up or you know, we got you. And then they uncover him to this this gruesome oh just, yeah you know it looks like this guy has just been you know tortured and and you know just like yeah they, skin and bones and just like you know just, yeah. just disgusting and like t- terrifying
0: right yeah i mean that's the beauty of like the details of like the aftermath you know because right. they they find the polaroids and then they they look back and like oh this has been going on for a year like it's a year was, to yeah. the day that they yeah. <laughs> that they walk into yeah the room. exactly the, it's like they see him when he's still kind of like he's still got some fat on him like he's not you know which thin is pretty his, presumptuous for mm. uh, John Doe to think that they, they would figure this all out perfectly <laughs> yeah, like yeah th- he, they he would plan this whole week like of discovery you yeah, know right. and like
3: man it, it's a lot of work <laughs> maybe he's been studying uh, Somerset for a while yeah you know, maybe it you maybe makes you yeah. think you know but. Did he know? You know, like mm. you know, Somerset, and you know, right. That this was
0: going to be the guy that you know, <laughs> the the top cop. So yeah, this is the the big scare, jump scare oh. of the oh the, the movie in Where the theater it? was terrible. Uh, oh, I remember yeah. jumping at this. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you're you're oh, notoriously so like you don't scare easily, nah, Jacob. No, you know, I don't. But this one was like, uh, I mean, you know, California comes up to him and he says, "You got what you deserved." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he starts coughing, <laughs> like the coughing is just, oh my god! And then yeah, it the thing that haunts me is really him, like kind of turning his head side to side. And it's a real guy, right? It's yeah. not like yeah. uh yeah. He, no, no, really, yeah. it's a real person. Yeah, <laughs> and he's missing his hand, right? Oh, that is just crazy. Because yeah, they he had Doe had to cut off his hand to to put on the wall, right? The fingerprints, yeah. yeah. And then yeah and then there's like oh shit he's still alive and like everybody's like taking a back on you he... I like I, I like ca- go ahead. You
2: yeah. almost you almost think California's going to like shoot him. You almost think yeah. like like they're so freaked out that they're just going to fill him with bullets <laughs> right there. Yeah, I mean they
0: got a shotgun, man. It's like crazy. Okay, so Nick... I like
2: I like the the little joke
3: though that the uh, um you know the uh SWAT team mm. they call the detectives they call them dicks. They go Yeah, dicks. <laughs> dicks you need it. Get, get in, in here. here. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it's a little jab at, at, yeah. at them
0: yeah right okay so another great bit bit part player Richard Port now as the doctor who's yeah. like um telling them what's happened what's you know what's oh, up yeah. with Victor and like he has two great lines it's like um he one is like he chewed off his own tongue long ago <laughs> this is great right and then the other one is and he still has hell to look forward to <laughs> yeah. yeah good shit. Um, I, th- I think he even mentions
3: that, you know, like Victor doesn't even know, like, what the hell is going on. Like, yeah. he's, he's been in such a state. Right. He says that like, if you shined a like, light in him, yeah, he would, he die, would of by die of shock. Yeah, because right he doesn't now. even know yeah. what the hell is going on. Because, um, again, this has been yeah. going on for a year. Yeah. He's basically being tortured crazy, for a man. whole year.
0: <laughs> man. Jeez. And he's still alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy thing. Like, it's like the worst kind of torture. Like, you still survive all of that. Um, Wait so so okay my question is did he
3: die does he end Victor? up dying i, I, I cuz if he didn't did yeah. that really complete john doe's masterpiece is
0: uh, is that the thing you have to die cuz i mean isn't you know, that part a of the thing yeah cuz there's always a choice right like you know the, the, it, it's like he leads you to a certain point where you have to make a choice but it's not it's not a real choice it's like it's either you live the rest of your life you know in agony or hell uh, or you die but <laughs> all the other victims died right yeah 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 it's true there's yeah. only one yep. uh which we'll get to that didn't <laughs> uh but yeah so i think um I, I forgot what the next machinations is maybe it is like them doing the research with the with the library and like um he's yeah. saying like yeah you got, you got you got you have to read these books Like you got to read like no, that, uh, that. that that's Tannenberg. that
3: scene happens early on when, yeah earlier on oh, because when he he, that, that's when he makes the connection it. oh, that it's an gotcha, actual yeah, yeah. serial yeah. killer that's yeah. doing this as inspiration mm. he leaves the you know he mm-hmm. goes to the library he gets the, um, you know, he reads all the information, gets yeah. photocopies, leaves the envelope on Mills' desk. Yeah. And then Mills ends up getting the Cliff, cliff notes, notes version, version yeah. of it so yeah, he can get through He's it. trying to read the original like, first. Fucking Dante. I'll tell you, yeah, I love that
0: fucking piece of shit. And he throws the book. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, thank you, officer. And he gets That's the good work. Lens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I had no idea what Cliff Notes were at that time, too. So, right. yeah, that blew yeah. my mind. But, yeah, you were I saying
2: somewhere I feel like somewhere, somewhere in this sequence, though, is where you maybe get Somerset asking for extra help from his, I think he has like an FBI yeah, buddy yeah. So or some kind of uh, another extra informed, Yeah, Yeah, right? Mark Boone Jr., man. Yes. Yeah,
0: he's the, the motel owner in uh, Memento. In Memento. Yeah, he's, he's
3: also was, uh, I don't know if you guys seen that movie, Tree's Lounge, with uh, yeah, yeah, Steve yeah, Buscemi's yeah. first uh, director. Oh, yeah, he's, so he's great. He's,
0: uh, yeah, I think he's really good friends with Buscemi. Like, he's yeah. been in a couple of his movies. He, I think he was also in Lonesome Gym yeah yeah he's yeah. A, he's great he's a great yeah yeah and it's like uh, this is another line that i i i quote all the time who stinky man <laughs> but yeah that, that was money well spent yeah yeah <laughs> so um so yeah the connection to the library is like um somerset basically pieces it together that this guy knows the literature so he's probably taking these books out from the library and so all we need to do is find out who these people are who are like have been taking out like Chaucer's Canterbury Tales or Paradise Lost or, you know, which uh, he also Inferno. reveals
3: that he knows that the FB or uh, yeah, they, they've been tracking this. You yeah. Know, stuff, so,
0: and I mean, now that's our internet search history. Right. That's the, the version of yeah. that. our phones. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Basically tracking, uh, whatever we're looking at. Um, yeah. So it's not completely legal. That's what they're saying. But, um, yeah, so they they figure out that it's this guy, uh, John Doe. You know that's. Um, oh shit, we we skipped the pivotal scene. Sorry. Um, after the sloth bit, there there's a part where basically a camera, uh, a photojournalist shows up. In the stairwell, yes, and starts yeah. taking photos of Mills, right? You know, and then he's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And it's like, "I got your picture, man. <laughs> I got a right to be here." <laughs> and you know, this was the whole thing about that. I I don't think many people realize because you know, in this day and age where everything is like revealed, at that time, like they were keeping this uh, thing with Kevin Spacey being in it as like under lock and key. And I didn't even realize this, like even. Um, probably subsequent viewings that that was him that he was the photographer yeah. in the staircase you can, you can hear it in his voice yeah there. yeah and then you, yeah. now you can see it in HD like it's a lot, very clear that it's him wearing a wig and he's wearing glasses and mm-hmm. you know and yeah his accent obviously is, is pretty obvious that it's him but um, and
3: Somerset also reveals that because he's like you know how how do how do these guys get here you know how do they find out about this so yeah. fast he says oh, they pay right. And they pay very well. Well, yeah, you know, they, they pay and people. Then, So people, you know, leak information, which is a <laughs> foreshadowing
0: for something that will come right, later. Right, exactly. Uh, a line that John Doe repeats. Um, but yeah, so, so w- once that happens, they figure out, uh, okay, this is our guy, Jonathan Doe. Yeah, which is, this is really funny because you know, uh, I didn't realize this until later on too that John Doe is given to a, per- a name to a person who's yeah. unidentified, like yeah. Jane Doe yeah. as well. Um, so that's funny that the killer is is named John Doe, you know. Um, so they find this apartment, and then there's a guy, uh, like a shadowy figure, who shows up carrying groceries. I yeah, and then they're yeah. like eh, Mills, like you know, because, um, and then uh, and then the, yeah, incredible chase sequence that starts when he starts shooting at them, and um, it's a funny thing that you know, like characterizing um david fincher's filmmaking like um there's this it was a great like video essay he he did a few videos for a while um it's called every frame of painting and one of the things that he claimed was that david fincher never shot handheld you know like there was only like one sequence that he shot handheld in in zodiac apparently but that's a lie if you see seven there's several handheld shots in the when movie. he's running down the hall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, the hall. And then, like, yeah, when the gunshots ring out and then he's shooting at the window, like, you know, you, yeah. you see the camera shake. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an incredible sequence, you know? And of course, uh, Howard Shore's music plays into it. It's almost like John Doe has his own theme. Right. You know, because it's kind of like a little more like high pitched and eerie. I will say, though, that, you know, we were
3: talking about it earlier. It does have some resemblance to Silence of the Lambs. Mm. Like, in some of their, it's heightened parts with this, yeah. this, you know, his, I guess you'll call it John uh, Doe's theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now that I'm thinking about right, it, like it's, right. it has like kind of like that. Dun, yeah, dun, yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. The there's the definitely that part too. Yeah, orchestra. for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I, there, there's some commonalities, but yeah, I think the Seven score is a lot better than yeah. the Silence of the Lambs score. And um, yeah, so the, that that's when we get to the yeah. This is the chase where I, I heard about this news even before I saw the movie that like Brad Pitt broke his arm yeah, like he fell into <laughs> like a windshield of a car and right. and, and um yeah, he had he, I guess he fractured it or something, and he had to so th- that cast that he's wearing is real but like in the movie the way they make it seem like he actually falls from the fire escape right yeah into the garbage and that's mm. what like breaks his his arm i think
3: he falls like on like a like almost like a, a homeless person's like house or something a pile of garbage yeah <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah and then it's raining yeah. and then like yeah the way they film john doe too is incredible because of the hat and then the um yeah the um the jacket and he's kind of like hunched a little bit and um yeah, he's just the like the way he runs is really, <laughs> is really cool. Yeah, he's really impish, and then yeah, him going John through. John almost gets hit though by uh, a few cars. So, oh yeah, yeah, that's crazy. the end of the movie right yeah, there. Yeah. End of his masterpiece, yeah. right? And then um, yeah, and then Brad Pitt when uh, Mills goes through that um, that apartment with the kids, right. and then the they I point like to the bathroom yeah. window and then he gets shot at from there. It's crazy, and then yeah, we end up at this garbage truck, and he's like trying to figure out. Where Doe is, and then yeah, he gets hit. You know, he gets that side hit, and um, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, that that's an important question. It's like, why did um John Doe spare Mills at that point? Because he had the gun pointed at him, and he's like, no, in slow motion, <laughs> right? Why right. do you think uh John Doe did that? Well, I mean, it's not part of his.
3: <laughs> I mean, you could argue that he knew what his total master plan was going to be. He Mm -hmm. had his victims already chosen. Right. And so, you know, again, this kind of like goes back to the whole thing that I said earlier is that maybe he had already studied, you know, um, not mills because mills has just barely got there, but Somerset. And then this mills person comes into play, And, you know, but I mean, again, it's all, it's all like, you know, a lot of coincidences, you know, because for everything to go, right. I mean, he (laughs) never knew that they were going to have this informant that was going to give him, you know, the materials that to show up at his door. Mm. So, you know, he has to kind of like change his plan, but, uh, I don't know. I I think, um, I think part of it maybe is like, almost like, like I'm better than you. Like you're not going to catch me. (laughs) I'm not going to kill you because you're, you're not, you're never going to catch me. Like even, even, all the, all the advantages that you think you have are as as smart as, you know, the other Somerset is. And Mm -hmm. and you were able to figure this out. I'm still smarter than you. I'm still gonna, I'm gonna win you over.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: I don't know. What do you think, Steve?
2: Yeah. I was gonna say, it's like, it's kind of like, Hey, Oh, I, I actually own you. (laughs) And you know what this might, you might be perfect for the ending of this, of this piece yeah he might be formulating it in these scenes you know what i mean
0: well yeah i mean so leading into the next scene the um when they (laughs) when like they're having this debate basically where um somerset is like we can't Break into this apartment, you know. It's like we oh, need a reason yeah, to be here, we, we, we got probable cause, like that's what Mills is saying, yeah. And then eventually he just kicks the door and he's like, Yeah, unless, Stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he's like, Well, uh, I mean, I guess that's over with unless you can fix this door, <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but then he comes up with the idea, he said, How much money do you have left? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah they they get a, a homeless person who's like uh so this guy he was he was going out when these murders were happening <laughs> basically fed lines you yeah, know, to, to yeah. so i called the uh, detective somerset <laughs> Awesome. and you you, yeah. you
3: have brad pitt like a- also kind of coaching her up and just right. like so yeah. then you call yeah called and then they give her money line you know yeah and it's like
0: you you get something to eat okay <laughs> And man, this apartment is like a fucking masterpiece. Like all it's right. an art department masterpiece. Like they 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 really like wrote all those books and like yeah. you know and yeah, uh, it's filled with texts of like I guess what they imagine. And you even get a sample of it and like you know and it's super small writing too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you know like. Oh big yeah. block letters you know it's right. like filled to and then uh yeah morgan freeman reading it is even better you know it's like it's just the telling the story of like the the man that like john doe threw up on right you know on the subway i guess um yeah and then they so that eventually leads them to um they did they find a receipt is that what it is for, like, Wild Bill? No, so they did, they found that, but then the, they hear a phone ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, phone, phone. And then <laughs> and he's, like, telling everybody to be <laughs> yeah. quiet, and then he's basically
3: yeah. following the cord, and he ends up finding the phone, and it's right. John Doe.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy yeah. because it's, like, uh, uh, the way Brad Pitt plays it, too, he's, like, taking off his, like, uh, his, uh, what what do you call those? The thing that's, like, hanging his, um, his, 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 his cast? His, yeah, it's yeah like his, shoulder, a shoulder. his shoulder, shoulder. Uh, yeah, yeah. Arm he he thing? has to remove it to pick up the phone. The <laughs> sleeve. It's like an arm. Yeah, sleeve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then yeah, it's like I admire you. <laughs> yeah. So John Doe says, sling. Oh yeah, the sling. Yeah, that's that's it. So yeah, and then uh, so John Doe says I admire you, and then um, uh, 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 Somerset is ready with the the recording Recorder. device. And they record the the voice and then he's like, uh, despite all these uh, setbacks, <laughs> like right. that's the point. Um, but but he,
3: he tells the thing of admiring. He, yeah. You know, so this is like another foreshadowing right. of like, hey, I, I admire you. So maybe to Steve's point, you know, yeah. he sees an opportunity. I could have gunned this guy down, but hey, maybe this guy fits into my puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> I can say, you know, hey, let me find out more about this guy and I could be an admirer.
0: Yeah. So there you go. So we now have John Doe's voice and then they find this receipt right and right. that's the, the the thing with the wild bill leather and you see the photo fo- oh no you don't see the photo that's the thing they hold it back you right. know I, but yeah he's like yeah i've made wilder shit than this yeah you know? right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like some british guy too yeah when it, when he <laughs> walks out with the thing he's like the picture the picture, <laughs> the picture. and and how does it lead them to the next place? Like they end up in the in that underground, like kind of. Well, because of the next murder has happened already.
3: Oh, so it gets reported they, to them. So yeah, they the found the receipt. Yeah. They yeah. get to see the the contraption, but he's mm-hmm. already used the contraption. Yeah. Uh, for the next uh murder.
0: Oh yeah, and it's like yeah, it's just crazy because it's like that that it's like this red lit underground place right and like there's a cop shouting at the guy in the photo booth uh, right. michael massey by the way who's also right, in lost right. highway great the uh, bit part player and he's like the um get the fuck okay. out of the booth <laughs> detectives like the, the and then there's that that black cop who's like you know you gotta see this right. <laughs> and like, yeah and then uh, leland Orser, you know who's like basically hyperventilating Get me out of oh, <laughs> it! Awesome. And the music is like like yeah. pounding. Yeah, you know,
3: they're like yeah. Cut the music! Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, the wow. music. Total chaos. Oh, by
0: the way, that music is like uh, it's designed by uh, Ren Kleiss, who's the sound designer. Mm-hmm. He composed it. It's only like fifty six seconds, and it's called Lust. Lust and uh yeah. i think he composed it with steve bodiker and it's like yeah the perfect piece to be playing is <laughs> so, all the it's then, like total chaos yeah he's got this pounding music
3: right you got this cop yelling at you know the guy in the booth you got this guy who just did this thing who's yelling and mm. you know, get this off me and everybody's yeah. like freaking out all <laughs> right it's just like yeah it's crazy
0: and then yeah so we we get the quiet interrogation room and then it's like um he he's like yeah, Leland Orser is like shaking, he's hyperventilating and then you know um he's telling about like how he had the gun on him and then we finally get the picture of right. what Wild Bill did and it it's a crazy contraption. It's yes. like uh uh like a harness that you wear and then it there's mm-hmm. a like a long blade at the end of it on your dick. Like it's crazy, yeah. um, and then yeah, he, he was told that yeah, I, he he told me to fuck her, <laughs> so I fucked her. <laughs> he had a gun
3: in my yeah, fucking throat. Yeah, yeah. Was Amazing, yeah,
0: for a one scene, um, like moment. Yeah, definitely uh, yeah. impactful. Yeah, incredible. So, um, so after that, oh. you know, they uh, they're like talking. That was my sh- mom's
3: favorite part. By the way, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, so they're they're at the bar, and then um. Uh, they're they're kind of talking shop and like, you know, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on like, how do you feel about um, Somerset's like speech of the apathy is a solution, you know?
3: I mean, I think I, I kind of see it both ways, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I don't think that we as a species should give up mm-hmm. and just say like, well, this is the way it is and I don't make a difference, but I also think we need to be realistic about it and where Somerset's coming from is like, you know, as much as you care, and as much as you try, you know, it's just too much. Like it's mm-hmm. the, this, this aval, uh, this, uh, snowball that's rolling down the hill, it just gets too big for you to handle. So you just try to do everything you can to right. kind of survive and cope because it is a crazy, you know, the craziest things you could think about, you know, you know, and not, you know, I have this discussion with my wife all the time about, like when she'll say like, I can't believe this person would do this. Like I, I could never do that. And I'm like, yeah, because you can, you're not that type of person. You mm-hmm. you, you can't even put yourself in that mind space because right. they're doing something that you would never even do. Mm-hmm. Like even consider.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh,
3: you're seeing something, Steve. Yeah.
0: yeah. Thoughts on oh. apathy as a solution. <laughs> Is
2: this the scene where Somerset's talking to Gwyneth Paltrow? No, no. No, no. They're in the bar. They're
3: talking. uh, Yeah. Him and Brad Pitt are talking.
0: Yeah. It's like we're talking about sick people who are out of their fucking mind. And he's like, you know, apathy is a solution. You know, it's easier to beat a child than to raise it. (laughs) You know? Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's it's the perfect encapsulation of where Somerset is. He's nihilistic. He's blackpilled. He's just like. And, and, and I don't think it's really till he talks to Gwyneth Paltrow and they have that diner scene where right. he, he starts to kind of show a little more like coming back to the light a little bit. Yeah. Like the, the only satisfaction he's getting is in trying to anticipate what's happening. But he also realizes that John does two steps ahead of it. Right. You know, at, at every turn. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's clear, you know, we get a little more of that of just like how the city is kind of beat him down you know, mm-hmm. when, uh, yeah, basically, Gwyneth Paltrow reveals that she's pregnant. And then he tells a story of how he, you know, he and his partner got pregnant once, too. But, like, you know, um, yeah, it says, if you decide to keep it, you know, spoil that child every chance you yeah. get. <laughs> you know, because I mean, yeah. he also
3: reveals that, yeah, you know, he doesn't regret and he thinks he made the right decision. Yeah, because he wore her the, down. Yeah, yeah the, the pregnancy. Yeah. But, you know, if she, he also has, again, it's like the angel and the devil on your shoulder like but if you do decide to do it then this is what you should do Mm -hmm. you know like you should invest and make sure that you do everything for that child right even though i made a choice not to do that because of this world that you know that yeah that 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 we want to bring that that child into that world (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) right okay so they they end up with um pride and yeah that there's that choice that this beautiful woman was given where you know uh, he cut off her nose despite her face, which is, you know, right. an old adage. Right. And then, um, yeah, she gl- he glues two things, like, on each hand. So one is the sleeping pills, and the other is the phone. So it's, like, phone for help, but you'll be disfigured for right. <laughs> forever. Or you can take the easy way out and just take the sleeping pills and die, and she did, you know. And I think he knew that she was mm-hmm. going to do that. That's right. why she was picked. Yeah, and... So yeah, like we're we're still kind of recovering because of this like triple whammy <laughs> that happened, and then we get another one. So they they they're back in the um at, at the police station, station and yeah. then we see the cab pulling in, and then this guy getting out, and we're only seeing him from from behind, and then you hear that uh, that famous line, <laughs> "Detective, detective," yeah, you know, it's like, "Thank you, looking for me." Yeah. And, yeah, that's the reveal for Spacey as, as John Doe. It's crazy. and yeah, So good. Yeah. And uh, what I was thinking, too, was just, like, now, you know, now that we know, like, more about Kevin Spacey, because he was a relatively private guy. Right. You know? Um, sure. Until, like, all this Me Too stuff came out. But, like, you know, that it kind of adds more to the John Doe character that he is this real-life creep, you know? Um, sure. Yeah, like
2: that's the one thing that I wrote down was that um, it's the one role that really kind of holds up better with his current public image, right? And it's kind of a kind of a weird, twisted kind of deal, but um, but just yeah, but just you know, man, he had a huge nineteen ninety five. Yeah, he's he's done the usual suspects, outbreak, and I think so seven. I don't know what the sequence was exactly, but Seven's like the third really big film he's in of this yeah. year.
0: And that's the one that he kind of wanted to hide. He didn't want to be, you know, top billed in the credits. And yeah. Yeah, so they wouldn't it, do yeah. the reveal. Yeah, right. A smart thing. Yeah. But
3: there's actually another uh, connecting factor between, or at least I've seen this mm-hmm. connecting factor between The Usual Suspects and Seven. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to guess what it is?
0: Hmm... I don't know. What
2: is it, <laughs> Steve? Have any guesses? Uh, does, does it have to do with the, the like the way he walks or something? The limp. No.
0: Oh, no. yeah, that's actually a good. But connection. I, actually, that is yeah. a good connection. Yeah.
3: But the the one. That, so both of them have police sketches of Kevin Spacey. <laughs> one is Kaiser Soze, and one when they when they're when they're uh, getting oh. the guy to describe him before yeah. he walks into the the thing. You know, um, oh, I nice. no, when Brad Pitt uh, uh, is, is doing it and he says, oh, yeah, that's him. So they both have, uh, you know, just the, the
0: headshot of it <laughs> in both films. That's right.
1: Yeah, that's hilarious. And, and then it's the same person. Yeah,
0: it's, it's like the most nondescript like drawing. Yeah, <laughs> of him, especially with the hat. You know, yeah, it's like, oh, man. And then they're kind of opposites, you know, in,
2: in The Usual Suspects, the drawing comes in right when he's getting away. Right. Mm. And and this one, the drawing is, I guess, is being made right when he's coming in, right? right. Or,
0: yeah, right? yeah, just before we see his face. Yeah, so um, so yeah, uh, there's that key line that the Somerset says where he's two murders away from completing his masterpiece, and yeah, the only thing we learn about John Doe is like he pays cash for everything he's right. independently wealthy and certifiably insane <laughs> that's what they say right right yeah and he's like yeah that's uh, we learned that he's been shaving his fingerprints that's why they don't have anything to use he's like and when when they do that too the the cutaway is perfect he's like dipping tea yeah in the water also I mean, they like,
3: reveal that the blood that's on him is it him and then uh, a victim in an unidentified uh, uh, blood.
0: Yeah, and this is the other, right. uh, I guess this is the last like um, bit part player unless we want to include the UPS guy. But uh, Richard Schiff yes. as his lawyer, Yeah, amazing. You know, he's like, there's two Without more bodies. Mustache. Yeah, <laughs> there's two more bodies. Um, uh, and, you know, he, he, they're like bargaining and like basically, um, you know, he's saying that he's going to plead insanity. And like, I guess the whole thing is that they want the full confession, you know, and they mm-hmm. want him to go to jail. They don't want him to just basically get off on an insanity plea. And um so Richard Schiff, like, basically says, says to them, Well, you know, how's it going to look in the media if you just because they, you know, Arlie Ermey's mm-hmm. like, let him rot, you know, like right. who cares about the last two bodies, you know? Um, and then Richard Schiff is like, Well, you know, how would the media? react to like the cops you know being indifferent to to more victims so right. so mm-hmm. yeah so and then even say if there is two more victims yeah right? so I mean, he wants like, like shrug yeah, yeah i guess detective somerset and mills to accompany him and it's like you're you'll be escorting an unarmed man you know and yeah so this is it this is like the reveal now that we see in high def where the city is because <laughs> there's a, obviously like a street sign when they drive out it says city limit. But it also says, like, Kern Avenue, Vernon Avenue, and 4- 51st Street. <laughs> right. So that's heading out towards Vernon. And, like, you know, if it is in New York, there's no place in New York that looks like this. Like, that's a desert right. with high wires. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's at least drivable yeah. that that, right. that quick. Yeah. yeah, no, no. So, yeah, and they even pass by, like, some, some train yards. And that kind of looks like Southgate a little bit. Um, sure. But, yeah, so... This is like their time with with uh, with Doe and the confrontation, and then you know it's like uh, Mills obviously is like, you know, being like patronizing to Doe, and and Somerset is more like fascinated by Doe. You know, he's uh, observing. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like, uh, actually, actually, both of them. Yeah, but Mills is more confrontational. He's like, "You're a what is it? A TV movie of the week? <laughs> yeah, a TV yeah. movie of the week? A yeah. T-shirt at best? Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good line. You know, Messiah. Yeah."
2: And, 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 and like, as far as three, three person acting scenes, mm-hmm. like this is right up there. Like this whole sequence where they're driving out and you're, you're getting the, these three actors in the car. It's like, to me, it's, it's right up there with jaws mm-hmm. as just like, just a great scene just to watch and watch them play off each other. The writing is phenomenal. Right. Um, and yeah, and you get a little more into, you know, the mindset of John Doe
0: yeah um and yeah yeah the the, yeah the the highlight really is the innocent <laughs> only in a world this shitty yeah <laughs> could yeah. you say that they're innocent with a straight face yeah <laughs> you know you're trying to be funny yeah uh, oh and um speaking of like uh, expanding my uh my vocabulary from this movie i also learned the word pederast from oh yeah <laughs> Good one. a, a drug dealing pederast actually yeah <laughs> that's um, that yeah victor yeah yeah victor yeah so
3: um and there's also a great great community uh great kind of like scene between you know as somerset's kind of waiting for you know john doe to explain himself he he kind of calls him on something and Says it's like oh well it's kind of contradictory what you're saying you know like um you know he kind of you know i think he says something i'm so glad that you asked you know mm-hmm. like you know and you know you know somerset being kind of like the the smart kind of Mm-hmm. knowledgeable person I think kind of surprises John Doe a little bit because he kind of catches them in a little yeah. bit like saying like well if you believe this then like how you know how is this like this and and uh, you know I think uh, John Doe's kind of like easy out is like you know God works in mysterious ways kind of thing mm-hmm. you know yeah but the, I, I love that that scene I agree with you uh, you know Steve that it's a great you know triangle uh, conversation Scene, you know, right up there with the best of them. You know, you got all these three great actors firing on all cylinders and just kind of like, you know, putting you know some of their uh, some of the best out there, um, mm-hmm. you know, for this scene. Yeah. And and again, we, we know we're getting towards the end, yeah. And we're kind of like on at least I'm like on the edge of my seat, yeah. Just saying like, what's gonna happen? You know, like you know, yeah. Middle ha- of nowhere. How is how is this guy who took all this time to set up this thing and then turns himself in? Like, is he really gonna let it end? Yeah. Like, with them <laughs> just finding two bodies, like, there's right. something. There's something here. Yeah. This guy isn't gonna exactly. do it like this. So yeah. I'm you, waiting yeah. for the shoe to drop.
0: Well, yeah. Okay. So this was probably the last funny bit that happens in the movie. So they they get to the location. Oh, and I know then, what you're gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you got? Dead dog. I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's brilliant. So, and and I just I just want to just flag that. And
2: it's kind of the obvious point, but it's, it should be. It, we should just note that, um, you know, having John Doe re- surrender and reveal himself with twenty minutes to go, mm-hmm. when the first time you're watching it, it's really exciting. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, I've never seen this. You know, it's a really great way to do this murder mystery and kind of give you give you enough of the ingredients that you know you you know and you love and then give you something fresh too
0: yeah it's like the the turning yourself in part you know that was really fresh at that time like now obviously like you know we've we've seen other serial killer movies where the killer does that and it's like oh it's part of his like bigger plan or whatever but yeah with this one it was just like i'd never seen that done before uh like it is in this movie and then you know obviously you know this is the the pivotal part that you know, like David Fincher said, like you know, if um, if anything, this is people will remember this movie for this moment. <laughs> you know, so we got the delivery guy coming. I, I keep thinking it's a UPS truck, but it's not. He's like, it's uh, some weird like a courier. Yeah, General Courier. And then Driving you know, and this is like another foreshadowing thing from earlier, where they're comparing like when they ever used their guns. And Somerset, like he said, he's never fired his gun. He's taken it out, but he's never fired. It. So it's the first time that Somerset actually fires the gun. Um, just to, as a, like a warning shot to the mm-hmm. guy. And then he gets out. And then, you know, the guy is obviously like oblivious. And he says like, yeah, I was given 500 bucks to like deliver this package to Detective Mills. <laughs> did, did you think it's kind of funny though? Like when as um, Somerset
3: is racing towards him in the car, mm. the guy is like, He's still, like, barreling yeah, down. He, is. <laughs> he actually has to, like, almost skid yeah. to a stop. Right. And, like, as a Somerset thing, I'm like, right. like what was this guy going to do? Like, just keep on going and, like, run past yeah. this car, you know, for an extra. You know, what do you, what do you get paid? Uh, you know, $2,000. 500, $500. $500. Bucks.
0: Bucks. <laughs> Not even that. Well, maybe it wasn't. Like, um yeah. So, yeah, he gets this box. And then, yeah, I, I guess the one thing we didn't mention earlier was Somerset has a switchblade. Yes. You know, and he's used oh, yeah. it to, like, cut, like. Criminal tape, and like sometimes he'll... he cut the back
3: of the picture. Yeah, he throws it to the the, the dark yeah, board when in his room when he can't, room, sleep. When he's, like, can't yeah, sleep. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like the thing that he does to kind of just you know, and also like towards the end of the movie when you know it's like the stress is piling up, like he's doing it more and more. um And so like uh yeah, he uses it to open the box, and he says like, "Oh, there's blood." Uh, he knows this is that there's blood on it, so he opens it yeah. up, and then oh oh we forgot to mention through the California. The SWAT team is flying over helicopter, you know, monitoring everything, and then he's like. But they're
3: actually keeping the, you know, they're given instructions: keep your guns and your sights on John Doe, right? Even though Somerset goes yeah. towards this, they say don't, you know. Yeah. Keep and it on him.
0: So so um, so Somerset opens a box, and then he's like, "California, get away from here!" And but then,
3: he then, he he makes a a gasp. Yeah, yeah. He he's just like, goes oh. like he jumps back. and yeah. he's Just kind of like. Huh yeah like, you know and you know that he's seen something like crazy
0: right and then with mills it's like he um yeah th- this is the the exchange you know it's like now that he has time alone john doe has time alone with mills he's like i you know i admire you <laughs> and then then you know, that's the detail you mentioned jacob of the 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 press it's amazing what the press can right. get <laughs> information you yeah can get. yeah um, and then, yeah, he's revealed that he knows his wife Tracy, <laughs> you know. Yes, um, God. and then, yeah, this is the next like handheld shot is basically Somerset running back, right? He's like, Mills, like, you know, shouting the put Mills. the gun down, yeah, yeah put yeah. the gun down, yeah. yeah, he's got the upper hand, yeah, yeah. John Doe has the upper hand, <laughs> and then, yeah, so they he gets there, and then, like, yeah, the, what's the crazy reveal? So, do you guys want to do it? <laughs> so, he
3: well, it's kind of. John Doe kind of reveals it to him first mm. before uh, Somerset gets there, and he says, mm. "You know, I went to your house. Yeah, I tried to play. You know, I tried to play. A, you know, house. And I tried mm. to be, play a husband wife. It didn't work out. <laughs> so I had to, you know, take a, a souvenir <laughs> or something oh, like yeah, this. Oh yeah. And so yeah. then he's oh, just the like, and then that's something. about the time Somerset gets there, mm. and he's like, he's like, what's you know what's going on? You know, Mills yeah. is like, you know what's going on? What's in the box? He's like, Mills, put the gun down. <laughs> put the gun down. And he's like, yeah. And, and he keeps on asking, "What's yeah, in the box?" What's in the box? And, <laughs> and then he tells him, "I already told you." Yeah. Uh, John Doe says, "I already told you." Oh shit! And and then he's like, "No, you know, yeah. like yeah. it's not true. Tell me it's not true." Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and then like, she begged oh. for her life, and the child inside her. <laughs> shut up! And oh. he slaps Somerset. Like slaps him. Yeah. You know, and he's like,
3: "Oh." And you see, Mills break down, yeah. like you know <laughs> his demeanor, yeah. complete. Like it's oh. almost like a machine just got shut off. Right. And he just like, he, you know, his body almost like just kind of loses its form. And he's like, what? Like, what? You know, like, yeah, is this real.
0: It just reach the, the Howard Shore score, like yes. reaches the crescendo. And it's just, man, it's just like, uh, you know, you get Somerset like looking up to the sky because right. he just knows it's like, oh, it's fucked, you know? Yeah.
3: And he's trying so, to reason with Mills. Yeah. He's, like, yeah, he's yeah. like, look, you know. You know you made you know she became a a uh a sus or she became a uh, what do you say say he she became you know I like basically part of this because you know of the our association with her mm-hmm. but if you kill him he wins you, you he wins he gets yeah. what he wants you know <laughs> yeah. this is what he wants right you know yeah. so you know don't don't do it you know but yeah you know, Mills can't, you know, he, I think that they even do a flash of Gwyneth Paltrow Yeah, the before, flag. you know, cause he's struggling with it, you know? And I think this is some brilliant acting from, right. uh, from Brad Pitt. I know, yeah. you know, he gets a lot of shit because he's a good looking guy whatever. Yeah, right. And this is post Legends of the Fall, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for this movie, he chopped oh, yeah. off his golden locks, you know. Right. Like he this is kind of very similar to Johnny Depp, I think. Yeah. Where he was like kind of bucking against like the looks and you know the roles that were being offered to him yeah. to get to do something like gritty like this, you know, work with Fincher for the the first time, to do something totally different. And I you know, I, I love the scene where he just kinda of like He's raising the gun and then he's like kind of going back down. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, ah, yeah, oh, you know, you could tell like it's hurting him in his stomach, Right. but then it, it finally, you know, gets to the part where Tracy, his wife, just a, a flash of her. You see a flash of her. Yeah. And then that's when he makes the decision to, shoot to do it and he, yeah. and he shoots him.
0: Yeah, it's crazy because... Multiple times. <laughs> yeah, the first time I saw it, I thought it was Gwyneth Paltrow's head. You know, that was that was the flash that you saw because it's a split second, right? Yeah, sure. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I even looked it up on the trivia that he a- he actually shoots John Doe six times. Yeah. <laughs> Not seven, six times. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Missed opportunity. Right. <laughs> he should have shot it seven times just to, to wrap it up. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, that that's pretty much it. it everything's fucked and... You know, we, the next time we see Mills, he's in the back seat of a police car. And then, you know, Arlie Ermey's like... So is he
3: going away from murder?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? Like, I think it's over. And I mean, you know, so John Doe's sin was envy, even though he did more than that, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and and Mills is wrath, but about? he didn't die, you know. And the irony is he's the only one we actually see on screen kill somebody. Right? He didn't die
3: physically, but yeah, he's his dead, Mills dead. Yeah. He's dead. I mean <laughs> yeah. he's he's yeah, not a person anymore. Over. Yeah, exactly. You know, and this goes back to it was too soon for mm-hmm. for Mills, you know. But right. I, I, this is the you know, one of the reasons I love this movie. I I love the ending because again, they didn't take the easy way out. Yeah. And just like be like, oh, we're gonna, you know, we caught the killer, we yeah. stopped him before he completed his masterpiece. We've, you know, almost like a Scooby Doo ending, like, oh, we caught him before, you know. Yeah. I could have got away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> or, you know, it, it, was, it was nothing like that. It was like something that, you know, if you watch the news and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, shit like, that, you know, not this elaborate. I mean, yeah. Obviously, this is heightened for drama, but, you know, bad things happen. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it happens to good people, sometimes it happens, you know, it just, very mm. random and you know i think i like that they went with this choice and just kind of yeah. saw it all the way through and didn't like do you know you know because they they had tested this for um audiences and yeah uh, david fincher tells a funny story of like you know he wanted to end the movie actually on the, the gunshot. gunshot yeah i've heard and about then, this and yeah it, but he also wanted in the theater for Uh the lights to stay off for like a, like a few seconds and just, and then like kind of like as the credits are rolling, then kind of like, you know, kind of put it up, but they went against his word. and, (laughs) And so during the test screenings, they, they sh- the shot happens, right? Yeah. Where he kills John Doe. The lights come on immediately. Yeah. And he said that, um, you know, they start handing out the comments cards. Yeah. And i like, you know, what did you think? Blah, 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 blah. And he says uh, he remembers being there with, uh, I can't remember, it was like a producer or something like mm. that. And these three women walk out and they are like, they're like, whoever made that, that film should be killed. <laughs> he wow. said it was like, it was like three, <laughs> yeah. like school, like they look right. like school teachers. He's like, yeah. like, whoever made this movie should be killed. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean they really Damn. fought for this ending because yeah. i mean the, there was a lot of pushback on it mm-hmm. but yeah they uh, and i think ultimately though it was brad pitt who like was able to like convince him because he was like yeah i'm not doing this movie if you don't keep the ending <laughs> like that's yeah. really it and he they also yeah.
3: marketed it as um to, to these people that were you know test audience and stuff it's mm-hmm. like Brad Pitt from *Legends of the, of the Fall*, Fall yeah. and Morgan Freeman yeah, from *Driving, Driving Miss Daisy*. Yeah, exactly. And this new uh, this new uh, thriller, and so people, right. you know, going into this, they're like, "Oh, well, *Driving Miss Daisy*, you know, well, that's yeah. a nice movie." And then *Legend of the Fall* was, you know, so
0: beautiful. Right. And then you gotcha. just get hit like like
3: with a gut with this crazy, gritty, you know, right. just crazy movie. Yeah. Oh.
0: Oh, I I, I forgot, too, that, like, actually, one of the last funny bits was California saying, somebody call somebody. (laughs) Somebody call somebody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, what did you guys think of the final, like, voiceover where Somerset says, you know, Ernest Hemingway once said, the world is worth fighting for. Or is it? No, the world is a beautiful place, and it's worth fighting for. I agree with the second 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 part. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's a pretty
2: it's a pretty decent way of just like giving you a little something before the credits and after mm. the big climax just to give you a, it gives the movie a little space there. Right. It's it almost kind of reminds me of like the ending of like uh, Full Metal Jacket or something. Oh yeah, where yeah. It's yeah. like where it's like it kind of ends with like a little quote or something just, just there's like a little tag on just on the way out. Um, hmm. ends with a Mickey Mouse, right? Yeah. I don't think it takes away from the ending from like mm-hmm. the, the, the gunshot ending. So yeah, I I dig it. I, so I, I, w-
3: I had a conversation with Martin about this, you know, mm-hmm. cause I, I say like, oh, well, John Doe won, Yeah. And you mm-hmm. know, you know, he, he got to complete his masterpiece. And I think he, he was saying that, well, you know, maybe that wasn't what he was, you know, like the, the real, I guess loss in this is that, you know, Somerset was going to retire, right? You know, he was done with this. Yeah, He had been grinding down, but in the end, he's basically saying like, you know, where, you know, where are you going to be? You know, he's like, I'll be around like, he's going to stay, he's going to stay with the force. And Mm -hmm. so actually this is John Doe's kind of almost like victory of like getting, you know, Morgan Freeman's about to get out of this life, but he just got pulled back in. Not only did he lose his partner and all these terrible things happen, but he also, got somerset to stay and to do something that he doesn't want to do
0: right which is continue you know being a detective yeah wow yeah and i, I also felt like it was a it was like a compromise to for yeah. such a bleak ending they had to have some sort of like hope at the end you know mm. um and then yeah we get the credits it rolls backwards, backwards yeah. yeah which is a, a rare thing we don't get oh, many movies that right. Yeah, yeah, it starts from, from the, bottom the bottom and then it moves upwards, <laughs> um, or it starts moving down from the bottom. Uh, I think the only other movie I know that that ends that way is uh, Repo Man. Like Repo Man also has. The, There's a few movies I've yeah. seen that have the credits go mm-hmm.
3: like uh, yeah.
0: backwards. I, yeah, I, actually, does Memento do that? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, uh, I feel like see. Memento goes, <laughs> yeah, also does maybe. that because of yeah. the whole like, yeah. kind of they, theme with that. It. Yeah, and then it ends with uh, – it also has uh, David Bowie's Hearts Filthy Lesson playing on it, which is a great album, by the way, Outside. That's probably my favorite David Bowie album. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. So I, I like that song a lot. And, yeah, this movie basically ended the serial killer movie. Like, there hasn't really been, like, until, like, basically Memories of Murder – and david fincher's own zodiac there haven't really been that many good serial killer movies. i believe there
3: was another kind of like and it's actually aptly named do you remember copycat oh this shit! this came out with yeah. sigourney weaver and uh yeah, um, yeah, harry connick yeah. jr this I came out it. almost like right after this <laughs> oh, and man. it was kind of in the similar vein you know mm-hmm. like a, this this serial killer was copying uh you know like a fame other famous serial killer like uh, mm. like murders <laughs> and stuff like this i mean it's yeah, not, I mean. it's not a great movie yeah. Um, but I remember that coming. I believe it came out not too much longer after this. So, like, you know, kind of like you have those movies that, you know, are uh, such like part of the zeitgeist that they they inspire. And like Die Hard is one mm-hmm. of them. Right. You know, like right. after Die Hard, it yeah. was like Die Hard on a boat. Yeah, die, die, hard on on a train, yeah. die Hard on a train. Die Hard on a bus. You know, like <laughs> right, you know, yeah. it becomes like this, you know, uh, inspiration for things. Right. You know, same thing like with Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, you know. it was like, Yeah. like then it was like, oh, this is like the new type of Pulp Fiction, right. you know, whether it was Two Days in the Valley or, you know, like all these other movies. But yeah, yeah, I think this is a, you know, again, it's a five-star movie for me. I think it's, oh yeah, it's my favorite Fincher film. Wow. Um, okay, you know, and, and that's saying a lot because mm-hmm. I love, you know, like the social network and uh, I love, um, you know, um, Zodiac, Zodiac yeah. and I love, Actually really like Alien Three as much as that he, he doesn't yeah I, I, mm-hmm. I he doesn't like it and you know, I, I really like it. But um uh, Gone Girl, mm-hmm. you know, The Game, I think it's games, another underrated uh, movie. You know, again, a yeah. little fantastical, oh, yeah. but I think it's really good. Uh, Fight Club, you know, I mean he just has so many bangers right uh, for me and that's why he's my favorite, you know, I like guess living so, director.
0: So you don't subscribe to the even Fincher theory? What's the even fincher? Theme? So it's only like the even movies that are like the masterpieces, and then the odd ones are the duds, or like they're just not as good. Wait, so what is what is the how does so, it become the odd movie? So the odd ones are Alien 3, um, uh, The Game, you know, the even ones are you know, his second movie. Nah. It's like, so you know, it's a I, 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 mm-hmm. I mean,
3: I don't uh, like all his movies,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
3: uh, I guess equally, but I, I find value in, in, a lot of his movies. I think that maybe the most disappointing one for me was, um, uh, curious case of Benjamin Button. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I, I like it. I just mm-hmm. don't think it's a strongest one. Panic room would, would be up there as not as strongest one. And then a sure. uh, girl with the dragon tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not that it doesn't have some great things, but I think the Swedish, I think Swedish version, right. Or Norwegian. Yeah. Version, um, I think yeah. they did it. They, you know, they did it, Good enough. You don't have to remake that. I movie. actually like that one. Yeah, the the, 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 <laughs> the remake. The yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought the, the 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 ones I don't know the, yeah. the the original three were really good. Okay. Yeah. You know, gotcha. not well, that you know, not it's yeah, terrible, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I
0: own the oh, all his movies. So, right. I just you know. wish that yeah they they brought back Nomi Rapace for the for the remake because you know she's definitely a lot better than than uh, Rooney Mara in well, that role.
3: Yeah, but yeah. Uh, you know that was another kind of thing that you know they were that was supposed to be you know they were supposed to make all three but right I think because it didn't do that well and then they just kind of like kind of scratched it you know right as a, as a you know they did make another girl I think it was the girl who um kicked the hornet's nest no no it was a yeah. girl in the spider's
0: web but oh, it was oh, like right. with done with somebody else and yeah, with Claire director, yeah it was yeah. way too late yeah, yeah. by that point yeah nobody cared anymore so yeah all right, yeah, so, yeah, it's a very influential movie. Um, yeah, it was even, like, subject to, like, parody with, uh, <laughs> do you guys remember an adaptation? Like, he, um, Charlie Kaufman, like, his brother Donald was writing a movie called The Three, which is pretty much, I, I remember yeah. That. yeah, it was, like, making fun of Seven, basically. Um, but, yeah. That movie's hilarious. <laughs> this is great. All right, so you guys have any more um, parting so, thoughts? Where, where does it rank for you
3: in Fincher's? So, uh, yeah,
0: cool. I mean, I, I, I like it a lot, but it's it, it doesn't hold up as... I mean, obviously, it's not my favorite movie anymore like it used to be. Um, but yeah, it's like I prefer Social Network over this. I even prefer... Zodiac is my favorite Fincher film. That's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it's just... Yeah, everything went right with that. And it's also a serial killer right. movie. Um, and this one based on real serial killer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's still... Top five? Yeah, top five. I would okay. say it's
2: top five. Yeah. I'd say that. Yeah. What about you, Steve? I think it's it's definitely my fave. I got the I, I got this oh, at wow. one. Okay. Probably so, social network at two. But um I wanna ask you guys, what are your favorite uh, like top three of the sins or the death scenes?
0: <laughs> oh man. Um I think sloth has gotta be up yeah, there because sloth it's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, It's gotta it's be so crazy. One.
2: Yeah. Um I know it, it's it's such a crazy movie, where you can have a a, a dagger dildo, and it's like, it's maybe my third like it's most not even the kill. Oh, yeah, wow. it's like there's so many crazier kills. There's so many like more memorable stuff in there, that like something as crazy as that gets kind of bumped down it's like I that probably, crazy the movie
3: envy number two just because uh we get gwyneth yeah. uh, paltrow's head in a box oh, Yeah, so, yeah uh, you know, i'm not a big scene. gwyneth paltrow fan so <laughs> that's a, you know that makes it the movie even more special sure. is that yeah. her head ends up in a box
0: uh, oh yeah just a little bit of trivia with that too you know they actually made a head of her oh like, my yeah, god that's crazy and, and they <laughs> yeah they never threw it away and they finally found use for it um it, like several years later in contagion you know when her head is like cut open in contagion oh, that's oh, the yeah. head in the box holy yeah. sh- <laughs> where'd you get that uh, a, it, I, i'm db trivia <laughs> oh my god that's amazing yeah, that's brilliant so, yeah, so you see the the actual head. so wait who
3: had the head the whole time like the I studio know. Had yeah the head? maybe i don't yeah, know props yeah. <laughs> they still kept you know, it because i always i always thought like uh, uh, at least i hear that a lot of the times when people finish movies like the the actors and stuff will take the props mm. like the you know they'll right. say like oh i want this prop yeah you know, or like the the jacket jacket or whatever. Yeah, like
0: yeah. De Niro kept all his suits from casino. They let cool, <laughs> yeah. But I guess, awesome. I
3: mean, they must keep some of the stuff because then how did we get uh, uh, was it uh, Planet Hollywood, right? You know, yeah, all exactly. The, all, the, all the crazy <laughs> props that they have in there,
0: man. I miss Planet Hollywood. Shit, <laughs> they have John Doe's uh, uh,
3: wild build uh, wood dick, uh, the bayonet. Imagine oh. eating you know your your, your super nachos <laughs> next to that that'd
0: be awesome right oh shit and yeah yeah all yeah. the souvenirs from the journals oh man that would be crazy i would love to have like that i think that would be a cool prop to have yeah the journals. yeah like i yeah. i wish yeah. they kept those yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. great cool. souvenir um
2: all well, right carlo
0: do you have a do you have a wine pairing first for seven i mean the obvious one really is manhunter <laughs> and zodiac um oh cool you know those are the two ones I, I think but you know i mean i guess if we want to do left field i would say an adaptation just because of the him discussing the <laughs> plot of the three you know oh sure yeah that's good
2: yeah um, how about you guys the one that i thought of in um i think it, this is one of i think stanley kubrick mentioned this as like one of his favorite horror movies uh, have you seen 19 it's from 1988 the vanishing Oh shit, Man, yeah. That, yeah. It's like yeah. a Dutch, Dutch kind of Yeah, George uh, loser.
0: Yeah, he he also directed the remake.
2: I think it it, it that one kind of pairs well with this one cuz you kind of get a similar reveal of like the killer at the end giving himself up and kind of taking the, uh in that movie the the boyfriend I guess on a car ride to like the final you know, yeah. location, and similarly, they have like a car scene where they're talking about, you know, why he did it and right. all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I would say the vanishing.
0: Yeah, I mean that ending is an old timer, you know, and yeah. I, I, don't think enough people have seen it, so I don't want to spoil it. But sure. yeah, it has like an That's incredible ending. Yeah, good pull, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: hey,
0: yeah, awesome. What, what about you? Is there anything that comes I'm trying to, to mind, to think.
2: Jacob? You know, yeah, I mean, would've...
3: I know I mentioned copycat, which, (laughs) but I I don't, I mean, I wouldn't recommend that movie, um, you know, as far as a pairing, you know, because I don't think it's that good. Um, I'm trying to think, I mean, you know, seven is just so, yeah, it's kind of in a league of its its own. It's so, it's kind of like in a class of its own and it's so like Fincher and, you know, if I was going to probably pair it, it, you know, it was something that was already said, like maybe with Zodiac or, you know, (laughs) something like that, Mm -hmm. you know, it has kind of a very... You know, I think Fincher has a very kind of like, I don't know, I always feel like there's a metallic, gritty, dirty style that he has, you know, and, and, you know, um, I don't know. I just think that there's there's nothing quite like like his movies. Um, But again, I'm I'm just such a fan.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm a little bit biased uh, (laughs) on that, but I don't care. All right. Okay. So I guess um, that wraps it up for 7. Woo. Yeah, we got through it. All yeah. right. That um, was how a long fun was this pod, pod, podcast
2: 7 hours? Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <It was>. <laughs> we <laughs> should have done well, it yeah. for 7 hours. Yeah, we should have done it for 7. Do
2: you guys have a little more time or are you guys feeling yeah, How are you feeling? White. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Well, Jacob, sometimes we do this, sometimes we don't. <laughs> we like to wrap up the pod when you're tired and exhausted of talking about movies with a, of course a trivia game
1: the game the game don't blow with the game
2: all right jacob i, I hope I'm i don't embarrass myself hoping <laughs> you've yes, uh, heard this game before it's uh yes this game it's yeah it's a uh, it's it, it'll test your test your wits here um so, so basically uh, i'm going to give you 3 movies and with each movie, um, there's seven clues. If you get the movie on the first clue, you get seven points. You Get it on the next clue, six points. So on down. Perfect score is 21. We say if you get a 12 or higher, that's you're you're doing great. Don't worry about the last guest who you know the last guest was Amanda and she somehow like pra- practically got a perfect score. It. So don't yes. so don't don't worry about her. Didn't she get the one on the first guest? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it was like some obscure black and white. <laughs> she got two
3: of them
2: in something. one, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> which
2: is like unbelievable. Yeah,
3: you know, but you know, good for her. She's she's a great guest. So yeah, I'm, I'm of happy course. that she has yeah. that yeah.
2: record. Um, and of course, to to help kind of set the mood, you get to pick some background music just to kind of <laughs> get it get it crackin'. We have music from 1996, Crash. We have some over the Garden Wall. We have Predator. I have some like I pulled in some kind of over the Garden music. Wall music. This is, you know,
3: for, you know, for, you know, a little plug for this uh, podcast is that, you know, I didn't know anything about this, this series until you guys, until I listened to the episode on it and I've been like hooked, you know, I've been hooked, you know, and uh, um, I can't wait to like, you know, I'm getting really close to showing it to my oldest, you know, the series, I think she's going to dig it. And so, you know, I I think this is going to be something that, you know, I know you guys have a yearly tradition to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it'll it'll be part of one of my traditions. Awesome to watch it. Yeah, we're
0: getting closer to that time. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) time of the year.
2: Love it. Okay, all right, Jacob. Here we go. Your first movie is a 2020 comedy fantasy mystery. Twenty twenty comedy fantasy mystery mystery fantasy yeah 2020 yeah what were, what were we doing in 2020 i don't remember
0: yeah, and that that's yeah that's the pandemic. <laughs> maybe All one right. of the worst years for yeah. movies yeah, <laughs> yeah right. hardly anything came out that year <laughs> comedy
3: fantasy what was that it was comedy fantasy mystery mystery yeah mystery is your third uh <sighs> I might have to go for a second clue.
2: Okay, here we go. For 6 points, Peter Gallagher is in this movie.
3: Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. Comedy, fantasy, mystery.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, Gallagher.
2: Carlo might be locking in on this one. You never know, but we'll, we'll Do you see. know Carlo already? Not a lot of
0: movies that came out that year. <laughs> Uh-huh. No, so yeah. you don't know yet Carla. No I don't Yeah I, I don't remember shit, Seeing Peter, Peter Gallagher, Gallagher anything. I keep on
3: just thinking uh, the, the
0: Sex lies and video Uh
3: No actually while, we, while you were sleeping With Sandra Bullock oh, I know he's in that Oh yeah um, The OC I know he was in the
2: OC Even yeah. though I don't watch that show He
0: was in the underneath Underneath yeah, yeah. 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 Soderbergh. yeah. Underneath Soderbergh and, and
2: I will just say In the game If I'm giving you a name This early That's kind of a well known name They're probably not One of the They're legals. not one of the main Yeah Yeah
3: Yeah, I'm just trying to think. I mean, it's so hard with the 2020. Yeah.
2: Uh, Let's go to the third one. (laughs) All right, let's go. Here we go. For, For five points. Okay. The tagline to this movie is live like there's no tomorrow. Live like there's no tomorrow. 2020, comedy, fantasy, mystery.
0: Oh, shit. I think I might know what this is.
3: I know this is not going to be right but I'm going to throw this out and I don't even think it's for the right year Alita Battle Angel I don't know
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's not a comedy but Four Four points (laughs) J.K. Simmons is in this movie J.K. Simmons J.K. Simmons Peter
3: Gallagher 2020 Fantasy comedy. I knew this was
2: going to happen. I'm terrible at <laughs> this game. Um. Oh, we're going to the pasture this is, it's a tricky game. It's kind of a, a, yeah. a, an evil game. All right. I think you might get it on one of these next two. Here we go. For three points, in this movie is Kristen Milioti or Christine Milioti. This is not Palm Springs, is it? It is yes, Palm Springs, correct? Is. For three <laughs> points, I love that movie. Too. You got yeah. your
0: Palm Springs. <laughs> Wait, did that come out theatrically? No, it just went it just straight went to Hulu, Hulu right? Yeah, 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 straight to
2: Hulu. Twenty, twenty. Right? Okay, yeah. all right. That was one of my favorites. All right, you, from that year.
0: Good. All right, you're you're off
2: and running. Uh let's give you some more over the garden wall. Okay, your second film is a 2019 drama, horror, mystery, thriller.
3: 2019 horror drama mystery thriller
2: 2019 I don't know if this came out this year. Get out. For 6 points, <laughs> uh, Henrik Norlin is in this movie. What? I don't even know who that is. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's that?
2: Henrik Norlin. Henrik Norlin.
0: Horror sounds Tor might drama. Give you a clue.
3: Horror drama. Twenty
2: nineteen, mystery. Thriller? Yeah, drama, horror, mystery, thriller.
3: Twenty nineteen.
2: Drama, horror, mystery, thriller. That second clue didn't help me at all because I don't know <laughs> who that is. Okay. Henrik Norlin. Henrik. Henrik. Norlin. Henrik. Maybe so, yeah.
3: Foreign film could be.
2: Um, let's go to the next clue. Okay, for five points, the tagline to this movie is "Let the festivities begin." This is not Midsummer, is it?
0: Correct. <laughs> <For> five points. <laughs> oh, that was the got, clue. The Swedish name.
2: <laughs> yeah, we got oh, Midsummer. You are currently at eight. You're doing great, Jacob. This is you're you're rocking and rolling. All right, I'm just glad I'm getting you. some points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at yeah. This point. It's it's a it's just a, a nice way to end. I should—I actually should
3: have uh, planned this where I got seven points. Oh yeah, total. yeah. <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> it. seven
2: total. So. Okay, I'm yeah. not as calculating right, as John <laughs> Let's <laughs> l- let's see if you can bring this baby home. The last film for seven points is a 1997 okay. drama mystery thriller. 1997 drama mystery thriller. 1997.
1: God
3: damn, that could be anything. <laughs> Drama, mystery, yeah, thriller. That was a heavy year. I'm actually a little bit terrible about years of movies. Oh. I used to be better about it when I was like growing up, but then so much time has passed, it's, like, it's hard to fit it all in my head. Oh, yeah. Mm. Let's, uh, yeah. let me see, do I want to guess? I'm trying to think of a 1997 yeah, d- mission. D-
2: d- just take like a wild guess. Like What? what was going on in 97 mystery drama, mis- drama mystery drama, just
3: graduated high school in 96 so what was out drama mystery thriller mm. now nah, let me have the next clue. <laughs>
2: okay i'm Let's not go gonna get it.
3: any sixes here <laughs> with, with uh
2: for six for six points deborah kara unger is in this movie oh shit wait is it the game the game correct <laughs> nice. for six oh, points she's one of my crushes
1: oh
3: yeah oh,
2: oh. great. Yeah. wow way to go bringing your final score up to believe it or not i think that's a 14 oh, which good. divided to by two is seven. is seven there you go <laughs> whoa jacob so you are now currently in third place if you can believe it on our yeah, leader all-time
0: leaderboard <laughs>
2: So, so wait, Amanda's number one, right? Yeah. Who's Amanda, number two? Ka- Carla?
0: Kai, who? No.
2: Kai, who invented the game? I did not do game, well. He, he got a sixteen. <laughs> I think yeah. I
3: remember yelling at the at my well, my phone. <laughs> so I was like, I didn't really uh, answer this one. But of course, it's 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 almost like you know when you're on like you know Jeopardy or, or yeah, or watching know, a chess game. bees or whatever yeah, like you this. Can you can know, see like, the move. <laughs> if I would have got that yeah. word, I would yeah. be the champion. Yeah. But I got uh, you know I got this you know this movie. Yeah.
0: Well, to be fair though, not not really like making excuses on my part. It was just like I had never seen any of those movies. That yeah, I could not that believe that yeah, movies yeah. He had not seen. Yeah, that I was not seen a single one of those. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I guess yeah, that w- we wrapped up another epic, another Ooh. banger. <laughs> Thank you, you Jacob, for uh, yes. showing up in person. You know, it's been awesome catching up with you and yeah, doing this live. Um, and yeah, we'd love to have you back. Um, obviously, totally. we, we've we've thrown out some ideas out here, but I mean, you know, Fincher does have a movie coming out this year, The Killer, which yeah. is an even Fincher. So. Uh, I'm oh. expecting it to be nothing less than a masterpiece. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, right.
3: it's a, uh, you know, it's been, again, I, I love the show guys. Um, you know, I know there's tons of podcasts out there and I know it's hard to, you know, get, uh, you know, people to, you know, join on, especially yeah. with our group of friends, you know, there's yeah. probably, I don't a million <laughs> spinoff podcasts, but right. I think you guys do oh, a yeah. great, you know i love this kind of long form that you guys the approach i i I love Uh, how you kind of thrown that out the window like it (laughs) has to be you know two hours you know it has to be an hour hour and a half or nobody's gonna listen but (laughs) i I mean i listen i know there you know there's there's fans out there that listen you know for the people that are listening you know support the show you know join their patreon you know help them out thanks (laughs) you know because you know every little helps and and uh you know uh you know steve again i just have to say you know i think you're such a you know, it's been nice to you know get to know you, you know, through the show and you know just some of our nice. similarities. And I yeah. think you have such a such a talent for uh, you know the you you know the games, the sound effects, the you know the uh, <laughs> I just yeah. I, I crack up every time you know like I hear one and and uh, you know just Aww, you know I think sweet. it's it's a great great little gift you have there and uh, you know your mix with uh, your chemistry with Carlo is is, is unmatched. You know I, mm. I really enjoy you guys' show so. Nice. Anytime I can come back on, it's an honor. Yeah. Thank you, Jacob. Very kind. Thank
0: you, Jacob. That was sweet. All right. So you want to, I mean, Jacob already did part of your job, Steve, but do you want to just wrap things up for us? Yeah. (laughs) Let's bring this baby home. Well, first, yeah.
2: Jacob, where can people follow you? Do you want people to find you? Like, what's your stuff?
1: Yeah.
3: I mean, you you can. You can reach out to me on Twitter or whatever the hell it's going to be called. (laughs) X. 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 You know. Uh, I, I mean I am on there. I mean I'm on most of the socials. Like, you know, I have an Instagram account, but I don't really like yeah. I pretty much only post boxing stuff about mm-hmm. that. When I go to an event, you know, like I'll take pictures or, you know, film, you know, like the walkouts. Although I'd been blocked a couple times because of like the, be the, right back, the background that background music oh, is like, you know, on, you know man. it's just so stupid. Oh, you know, right. it's like I'm not even monetizing yeah. it or anything. Like it's so dumb. Yeah. But uh, That's you know, brutal. on Twitter I am J R A T M twenty three I, you know, I usually will promote things that I listen to. Like if I listen to an episode of a podcast, you know, like wrong Real or whatever, I'll, you know, I'll promote promote that that (laughs) episode. I don't ever promote, you know, know. I'll, I'll retweet stuff, but I don't ever promote like, you know, stuff that I haven't listened to. So, you know, like, um, you Ooh. know easy if it if it if i'm promoting it like directly that means i listen to it and i give it my stamp of approval so awesome. i'll definitely be doing that and um yeah i'm on letterbox also on the same handle the jratm 23 cool. so in case anybody's wondering it's jr is like my first name last name mm-hmm. initials but RATM is rage against the machine because it's like my one of my favorite bands and um you know, I've seen them a ton of times. And then 23 is like one of my favorite numbers, you know, yeah, has okay. to do with what we talked about earlier, you know, yeah. like Jordan, Jordan era and you know, <laughs> the last dance, not and LeBron. Though. And <laughs> actually Don Mattingly, Don Mattingly, oh, I, was he's a huge, oh, yeah. I was a huge Yankees fan oh, um, when they were, you know, really bad. Um, <laughs> and uh, <Yeah>. Don Mattingly <laughs> was my favorite player. I actually oh, still awesome. have my Don Mattingly hat. That has the little stitch with the, when they used to do the numbers on that. I oh, used awesome. to wear that Sweet. to the Angel Games, and people used to yell at me. <laughs> um,
2: of course. <laughs> of course. But, right. the, yeah, I can be found at those. Okay. Cool. All right. And you can find us. We are findable. Carlo's got a Twitter or an X. <laughs> uh, yeah. At Carlo Kino with two Ks. We've got the Movie Food Pod Twitter, at Movie Food Pod. we got the Patreon. Help us out. Help us keep the lights on at patreon.com slash movie food. Carlo's letterboxed. You can read all his reviews and see what's cracking at Astrofish, F-I-S-C-H. And you can follow me on Twitter also at Steve Positron. And Carlo, that is it. Oh, and oh wait. man. Steve, you have uh, YouTube too, right? Don't you <laughs> okay. do the uh... – Oh, l- l- let's get it in. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah, you can get the... I do have a YouTube channel where I do breakdowns of my favorite mosh pit moments that I see on YouTube or that get submitted now too, which is kind of cool. And that's at pit hits. I think there's an underscore at pit underscore hits.
0: On awesome. YouTube. Check it out. All right. So we made it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you again, Jacob. We really appreciate it. Not All right. Problem. Thanks, Wait, Jacob. Until next I'm time. What's <laughs> in the box?
1: <laughs> what's what's in the box? What's in the box? mm <laughs>